Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast, and we are finally doing our end of the year special, like I told you guys on the last newscast before I took a break doing them, but I am joined by three very special friends. First, we have Rick from the Weebology Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? And we have Earth from the Anime Brothers Podcast. Hello. And for the first time on Anime Summit Anything, the great white weeb from Talking Anime. Konnichiwa, everyone. And I have to say, it is nice to finally be on the show. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, we've, <laughs> we've been talking about it for like <laughs> the last like year. So like, oh yeah, dude, come on mine. Okay, come on you. And I've been over there like two or three times. And Mitch. <laughs> yeah, at least yeah. twice now, I think. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, this is Mitch's first time being on. So th- thank you for being here. And thank you for taking the time to do this with me. Hey, man, y'all just got to tell me when you want me to come on, and I'm all down to come on. All right, for sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, like I said on the last newscast, which came out like, man, when did the last newscast come out, you guys? Like November or something? I don't know, but my my Monday mornings have been uh, solemn, to say the least. Like, no no worries. You do what you need to do, but I have missed you. (laughs) A little dry. I need the juice. You know, I need the goods. need the tea. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like man. most of the time, I don't even care what you're talking about. I just like having your voice on in the background. Oh, if, if that doesn't sound weird, I don't know. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am here joined by my boys, my lovely boys from my favorite anime podcast that have grown with me. And they are helping me today to give us an end of the year newscast special in which we will look back on the year. We'll talk about some recent things as well. Just kind of like a normal newscast, except imagine like just a more free form. We're hanging out, we're talking round table. And of course, we'll start with non anime news and other nerdy stuff first. And then also joining us later in a pre recorded segment will be Noxie from the Project Manga podcast. Um, this weekend, he was doing a bunch of stuff, so he could not be with us. So he pre recorded a segment with me, and that's about 30 minutes. And I will break and insert that, and you'll you'll know when that comes. Uh, before it happened so but with noxie we will be talking about manga how manga was this year what he thinks manga is going to be like in 2022 and so on and so forth so i don't even really know how to start (laughs) this except jumping into it but first oh you know what i want to do this i want to do this because i pulled up this um a couple things right so let's what you got for me let's talk about the 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 people we lost this year man so many amazing composers voice actors actors entertainers we lost this year um i mean art lafleur uh was a great actor he was in the tooth fairy he was in sandlot um he was in field of dreams uh jerry douglas uh, he was in the Young and the Restless for twenty some years. One of my one of like America's longest running soap operas, for God's sakes. I will say, I will say that that one hit me kind of a little hard because the Sandlot for me was like oh, our Lafleur. Probably the reason, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, that uh, it, him and that uh, it's just that movie was so iconic for my upbringing personally. So I mean that that was a uh, that was a heavy one for me. I I I kind of you know pour one out for. People I heard about people, but you know there there have been a, a couple celebrity or well known names that that go that really hit me, and that one kind of hit me this year. And I will say this too, like you bring up a good point because I hate it when people say things like, 
oh, you didn't know them. They're a celebrity. And it's like, that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, dude. Like, that's, you know, fuck you. Like, some of us, like, as the viewers and consumers have, like, we take someone's acting or entertaining to, like, as hard and inspiration. And Absolutely. when, some, and when someone like one, that passes, it hurts. The one thing I say is, like, you know, we're, we're all creators, big and small. And I, I just there's a concept of parasocial relationships where there is a one to many relationship there where many viewers or a viewer watches one individual from afar that creator content creator actor whatever they may be don't exactly know that person exists but they're only known because of the crowd and the crowd gets to know them so yo you didn't get to you don't you didn't know them it's kind of a bs excuse because like that parasocial relationship existed you watched this actor or this celebrity do their thing. You enjoy their content. They may have had a real impact in your life. So you may not have known them, but that doesn't mean they didn't impact you. Absolutely. So, yeah. That, it, it, well said, Ricky. It, yeah, I agree with mm. you, Sam, because like I've had people like, oh, for me it was Chris Cornell, singer of Soundgarden oh. and Audio Slave. Yeah, that was not this year, but in, in the last couple of years that uh, someone actually had the audacity to say like, oh, you, why are you so bent out of shape you didn't know them i'm like didn't know them they were more formative in my life than some people that i know at this office in my school in my friend group so i don't want to hear from you right you know? your favorite band <laughs> absolutely was probably inspired by chris cornell right now so shut the hell up like probably uh, yeah exactly yeah, like, you know the people that the people that's shaping your life was probably inspired by actually knowing him so i don't want to hear anything from you this does matter to me right so like i said um uh, that one hit me hit me a little hard this year. Not many did, you know. It, they're sad, but that one probably one of the harder ones for sure. Um, Peter mm. Scolari, he was yeah. an actor in. Uh, he was in the uh, the Good Fights, Kids in Gotham, HBO's Mad Off. He was also in the TV series of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, not the movie, but he played the dad in the series. Um, I, I guess uh, Christopher Ayers was a big one. Ayers was a huge one. He's a voice of Frieza. Mm -hmm. That one yeah. hurt really bad. Yeah. That one. Okay, you're right. That yep. one hurt a little bit. <laughs> that 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 one. That one hurt. Yeah, that for sure hurt like big um, time. Because especially since like, you know, some of us, I think, well, me, like, grew up with the original voice of Frieza, but like, you know, continue <clears throat> for someone to continue that amazing voice acting and do it how they did it. It still flowed and worked, even though you knew it was different. It still like was really mm. good. Um, it's kind of same, same, but different. But like still worked very well yeah yep um ed asner mary tyler moore show mm. like very mm -hmm. uh this one hurt me a lot sunny chiba that one hurt really bad um Oof. very very most known for right now uh, as hattori hanzo from kill bill mm -hmm. um but yeah. he was in these string of movies called the street fighter not related to the capcom property but like they were these martial arts movies that came out um, in the 70s and 80s. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else? There was... Uh, Norm MacDonald passed That's right, Norm MacDonald. Oh, that one, that one hit weird. Uh, that, that one hurt. Yeah, that one That one hurt a lot, yeah. too. Because he was one of the only reasons... I, I think, didn't he do, like, a per impersonation of Burt Reynolds on SNL? Yes. Yes. His shit on that show. Because uh, I I, I'm not a big SNL guy, but... Um, I I actually had the DVD set of all of Will Ferrell's best, and yeah, so I had yeah, all the, yeah. I had all the Jeopardies, and again, the, 
he was iconic to me for that one and one reason alone. He's iconic to many others for many other reasons. But for me, he was iconic enough there for me to be like, oh, fuck, that was bad. Yeah, yeah. Can I cuss on this show? Sorry, I, I got. Oh yeah, I gotta, absolutely. I say yeah, it I fucking do it all. Oh, time. word. All right. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I gotta. I gotta. I gotta ask. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the big the big one that are uh, you know uh, we lost like um, Joey Jordson from Slipknot and them. That, we lost yeah. Them. All too. the alt kids. Poor and one then, out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, Dusty Hill from ZZ Top was another one oh. we lost too. And that one. That that one hit me hard. I'll drink for that. That was yeah. a rough one. Um. Just in terms of, like, aside from Chris Ayers, too, just in terms of anime, uh, most recently... Oh, by the way, Anne Rice as well. That was that came out today. Anne Rice is the um, the author and writer of the books uh, of the saga of Lestat. So Interview with the Vampire, um, Queen of the Damned, things like that. Um, goth Mommy, Goth Grandmother. Um, recently, some news came out as well a couple days ago. Um that the creator, one of the creator and writers of Cowboy Bebop and Tokyo Godfathers, they're one of the writers, uh, Keiko Nobumoto. Uh, she was 57. She also was a scriptwriter for Macross Plus. She had cancer. So, um, oh, God. What? Tokyo Godfathers? Yes. I love that. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Horrible. Goodness. Um, Ghost yeah. in the Shell singer uh, in earlier, I believe it was earlier this year. <gasps> She did the songs for Standalone Complex, so that she was like that operatic voice for the opening. Oh, no. This is actually the first I'm hearing of that, so that's really yeah, sad to hear. Yeah. Uh, Yasuo Otsuka, he was an animator, very great animator. Uh, most recently, a couple days ago as well, the creator, Masayuki Umura, he is the creator of the NES and the SNES. What? Yeah. Damn. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. <clears throat> um, Some, these are all these, these are all new facts. You're breaking it. Yeah. This hurts. <laughs> Yeah. This hurts so bad. Voice actor Jack Angel, he did Voltron. He was like doing anime like before anyone even knew anime was cool. Um, Yoshiko Ota, who's a voice actress as well. Manga creator Sanpai Sato. Um, and anime pioneer Fred Ladd. He like brought anime here. Like he was one of the people who brought anime here. Um, uh, probably one of the biggest ones this year that was super hard was... Kintaro Miura. Um, he's the manga yeah. for Berserk. And that one was the biggest one, I think. That was Yeah, I remember hearing about that one. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. Yeah. That one that yeah. one hit pretty pretty hard. I think Berserk is just like I don't even think I know anyone who doesn't like Berserk. Like I think I've I don't like it I don't like its annotations and it, it hurts no. me that the, we it don't hurts talk me about that, those. I know. Yeah. It hurts me that the works well the works weren't uh, they should have been adapted better and I think it would have done the author some service to actually have seen a decent adaptation. There was, I think, there was one good of the bunch. The '90s one gets yeah, some pretty good yeah. praise, and in my yeah. opinion, I mean, mm. the the movies that came out in like the the turn of the 2010s, they were decent, but still not up to par with what you would with, with what you would expect from Berserk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. this newscast is for all y'all. We love you. All right. And let's get into it, shall we? Let's start with some video games. Let's do Ooh. Video games, yeah. y'all. I have, not, I have not been playing too much video games these last couple months. Ever since I started my new job, I have not um, been doing it. Well, you know, shit, I stopped doing the newscast, too. But, like, you know, like, I just, <laughs> um, you know, like, it, it, um, we can, and we can go over the Game Awards in a little bit. Um, Ooh, yes, please. But, uh. 
I definitely what was okay, real quick. Real quick. What would y'all say round table uh is your game of this year? And I'll say for me, my mm. game of this year was most likely DJ Max, because I played it so much. Interesting. Yeah, DJ Max uh, was I, really sweet. I so recently you've been kind of any any of the students out there that are part of the Weebology stuff, they would they would just recently bought an irresponsibly powerful laptop. Um, so I, I, I got back into gaming, the cyberpunk and all that, and I saw DJ Max. I thought about it. I loved I love your pitch if you could give it to me some. Because I'd like to I was this close to to getting it, but I I, I was hoping somebody could pitch me on it. So if you were to sell somebody on that game, what would what would you give them? As a pitch. I would say, yeah, so, like, rhythm games, you remember the blow-up of rhythm games, right? Like, you know, back Absolutely. then. Absolutely. Yeah. Guitar Hero 3 is one of the, mm. it's the GOAT. Yeah, yeah. Guitar Hero it's 3 is, is probably oh, one yeah. of the best oh, yeah. rhythm games out there, along with uh, DDR right. Max 2. And, yes. um, yeah. Yeah, but Mani games, you know, they got real huge here in America, in North America. And mm-hmm. um, DJ Max is kind of in the most simplest form or just a basic rhythm game and you just use you can change it from four to five to six keys um i just do i like to play four because it's fun but you know the notes come down and you just tap the key and i'm not sure and i think really what it is is the music choice because like these artists made these songs for the game and so there are a lot of great like dj producers and like um electronic artists who like reside in, you know, Korea, Japan and things like that. And this is kind of, you know, Bamani, the company itself, I, I think they kind of straight up were like, gave them their blessing. Cause they're just like, yeah, dude, you guys got it. Like fucking, you know, we're not doing shit. Well, well, uh, you know, to me, that makes a lot of sense. Right. Cause like, and what I'd imagine maybe some, you have some big names in there. Right. I, I guess I, I don't really know the, the score or the music that was involved, but maybe for a lot of these, DJ and producers and everything like that. This might be their foot in the door, you know. Like it, it was. Oh yeah, it could yeah, be yeah. their first. Yeah, their big debuts, right? Like they're just like, yeah, we're, we're going to give it to the community, and then the community is like, yeah, we're going to come in hot, and maybe some DJs and producers like put out some bangers, and that might be the way people find their music. So right. I, I applaud that. I'm into that. And so the well, version to that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go I was ahead. gonna. Oh, I was just gonna say to that um, to what Ricky was saying. How many kids uh, in the Guitar Hero days knew all their classic rock songs from Guitar Hero mm. strictly? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fair. Yeah, fair. Yeah, there there was there was bands that like made it huge from like Guitar Hero because you had like bands like uh was a uh, Dragon Force got huge from Guitar Hero. Oh, the, the unlockable yeah, tracks. Yeah, so. the unlockable tracks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that was the first time I had heard Blink-182, and that opened a whole new fucking door for me. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, was that, was that seriously uh, the first time you heard Blink-182? They were the my... The first time that I knew it was Blink-182. Like, I had heard all the small things on the radio and sure. stuff. Sure, okay, like, okay. I, I saw Travis Barker come out with uh, his nasty mohawk, and I'm like, "This, there's something yes. here. There's something like this. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Guitar Hero, I, I got into uh, Slipknot through Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. 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 The, had, the poster yeah. exists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait and Bleed. Oh, yeah. Wait and Bleed's was, on there, too. Uh, was on the, the third one, yeah. I think. And then Kill Switch. Kill Switch was another one that I got into. Kill Switch engaged through Guitar Hero. Oh, right. Because yeah. they had, I think, uh, My did, uh, what song was it? My curse, yeah. Yeah, for me it was like that's that's how I got into heavier shit was through uh, Guitar Hero. So to that point, right? 
That's yeah. all I'm saying. So D- DJ Max yeah. for kind of maybe the EDM house crowd, that could be a way, you know, I had my muse exposure through Guitar Hero. Someone else playing DJ Max could have theirs through this game. You know, their their new favorite band that they never heard of. And again, to your point, Earthworm just opens a whole new world, right? Right. So and I and, support I support a game like that. I'm and, in. And the version I'm specifically talking about is a master version because they, they did start on PSP and PS Vita. And obviously those aren't around anymore. So this is like a culminated mm. version of like a bunch of the best songs from all the games. And then you can unlock like packs of like the previous games or buy DLC of the previous soundtracks. And uh, actually, there's a marshmallow song on this one. It's called DJ Max Respect Ooh. V. So, um, okay, but yeah, all right. What about you guys? What is your game of the year? What is? Uh, I, I and I would say too for me, aside from Animal Crossing and Hades, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hades and Animal Crossing. I would say actually, you know what? I'm changing mine. Hades. Sorry, Hades is like <laughs> if I wasn't well, playing Hades, DJ Max, H- I was playing Hades. H- Hades. Fa- well, one, I'm like heat level like 20 with Hades and I, I fucking love that game um oh, but that no. that was uh that was last year's like game of the year right and it was like an indie game it right was, yeah it was the same yeah. people that made that made Bastion and uh that did some other game super giant uh, before that super giant yeah super giant studios yeah that's it um but I'm gonna make a pitch all right I'm gonna make a pitch for an I'm gonna make a pitch for an indie game this year that I think has real game of the year contender Kind of in the same vein, not the same type of game, but the same kind of scale. Like indie game that could rise, uh, become the cream of the crop. And it's a game called Inscription. I don't know if you guys heard about this one. I have not. No, I don't okay. believe so. No. Mm, let me hit you. No, let, I haven't heard. Let of me it. hit you guys. Hit us. So it is. I, I'm a big fan of roguelikes. You know, Binding of Isaac, Hades, all that stuff. You know, uh, uh, constantly having new runs and new variability. But Inscription is a deck building game where each run uh, by the mechanics you build uh, a better and better deck every time you learn the mechanics you get better at the game Um, but this is a horror lore heavy ARG almost kind of game it pulls the rug out from other you 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 basically are locked in a cabin forced to play a card game with a crazed uh mystery thing mystery man i don't want to give too much away because like i said there's a lot of spoilers in this game i don't want to do that and uh, i've famously i'm known for doxing myself and spoiling so i'm getting better about that but this game it's not only addicting it is not incredibly hard to pick up if you've ever played like uh, you guys ever play Yu-Gi-Oh! like the actual card game at all? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah the, of course. the mechanics of the game are very similar. Okay. Monster cards, you know, you sacrificing to summon, you know, it, but it's even more trimmed down, streamlined than that. You know, it's it's if you know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh!, this game is even simpler, but much more along the lines of that card game. But on top of that, there's lore, there's secrets, there's horror elements, there's ARG elements. This game really pushes the boundaries of what a game experience can be and kind of goes beyond just being a game you can play and it becomes an experience that uh, is a bit fourth wall breaking when you get to a certain point and that's all I'll say on that front but the way it's all presented, the way it pulls the rug out from you, you have different game uh, styles, you go from like PS1 style graphics to maybe uh, SNES era graphics to like now graphics. It's a very fascinating game experience. I think you can probably clock it out in a weekend and change, but you won't want to put it down. 
and the, and it's so it's so cool that I truly think that it will be up there as definitely an indie game of the year, but it definitely could punch with the best of them for overall game of the year. So anyone listening, go pick it up. It's actually quite cheap. It's 20 bucks on Steam or wherever the... I think it's only on Steam, but or it's just PC. But it doesn't take a beefy computer to run it, so you can go get it now. And it's, uh, uh, it's probably the best 20 bucks I spent all year. Daniel so. Mullins Games, but published by Devolver Digital. So obviously Devolver Digital yep. clearly saw something. And was like, mm-hmm. well, we got to publish this. If the reviews on Steam yeah. are overwhelmingly positive out of 34,000 reviews. It's insane. Yes. This looks it's, fun. It, like I said, yes, it really is. I mean, it. it's – I actually – I was watching some Let's Player um, play it, and then, like, the, I don't watch Markiplier actively, but then I saw that he had a thumbnail for it, and I'm like, okay, if he picked it up, I want to go take a bite out of it. And when I did, boy, I had it now. It was a, it was a banging game. Nice. Was banging. I couldn't put it down. I I, I I skipped work one of the days. I know no one's going to, hopefully no one at, work, at my work listens to <laughs> no. the show. <laughs> they'll, they'll know that I skipped work to play it. Uh, but it, it, like I said, I, I truly think it's going to be one of the best games of the year, and I, I recommend anyone pick it up. So that's my pitch. Uh, what about Earth? Okay, um, I'm going to be boring. Honestly, I haven't been playing a lot of new games. Uh, sure. Most of the games that came out this year that really would have excited me were for PlayStation, and uh, I just have an Xbox. So, I guess... See, that's your that's your problem there. You we- have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Weak sauce, bro. Come on. Join the initiative. I, Join the blue side. I can't clown you, man. I, I There's... I want that Forza real bad, so like. Well, that's my next thing is um, <laughs> call it recency bias. Call it me being a normie ass gamer, but uh, yeah, I'm really digging the new Forza. Beautiful. I'm having a blast. It does look with sick. It. it does look. Super it looks sick. so good. Yeah. It's yeah. really fun. Um, my biggest problem now, uh, I've run into. I've completed pretty much all the races besides like the big end of event races. So now I'm just sitting here like, do I want to build another rally car? And then I go, I look at the fucking 200 cars I own, and I'm like, nah, nothing excites me here. I'm going to go back to my fucking Camaro. It's terrible. See, <laughs> <laughs> so your force have burnt out. You've already felt like you've had all the goods. And I, I mean, to be fair, I played when when it dropped on Game Pass. I have I played for two straight weeks, no, no cap. Every time okay. I got home, it was all hopping right. on Forza. Okay, so uh, how many hours do you think you put in the game total? Oh Jesus, Ball, man! Ballpark, uh, ballpark it, you know. I'm so bad at like ballparking these things because I'll be like ten hours or something like that, and then I'll look and it'll be like thirty four. Like, oh shit! Wow. <laughs> let's All go. Right. With, let's um, go with thirty four then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's been a lot. Most of it spent just tooling around the desert, hitting cactuses. So. Yeah, dude. I love that. Okay. Yeah, what about you? What about you, Mitch? Thanks. What do you got? Ah, uh, jeez. So I've um, video games have not been my my fan or my high priority this year. Uh, had some you know stuff go down and wasn't able to play video games for like, over a month basically. Um, the the newest game that I'm playing right now I just bought recently that I've fallen madly in love with. I actually Twitch streamed it today. Was uh, Code Yeah, Vane. that game is sick. That's Ooh, the game that yes, I'm playing right now. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. I vibe with yeah, you. I'm, that. I'm running that right yeah. now, and I, I'm I'm a huge RPG fan. Like I love a an amazing RPG, and like this uh, scratches that itch. And like the other game I'm playing is like Neo Two. Oh, okay. Which is yeah, another duh. really dope so uh, RPG game as well. Hell yeah! So. 
Let's uh, do this. Let's let's talk about some recent things, and then we'll, let's go over to the Game Awards, shall we? Yes, okay. please. Um, Halo good. Infinite is on the cover of Game Informer right now, and I heard that's pretty pretty sweet. Everyone's been having really fun with that. And no, are you guys gonna play that or now? Uh, I have. I a am bit. Oh, is it probably fun? not. Is, is it fun? I. Yeah, yeah, not not happening. I'm not going out of my way to buy a new console. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll speak. I'll I'm speak sorry. a bit to I, it. I'll speak a bit to it. It's probably the best Halo since Halo Three. Um, Halo Four. Wow. Halo Four was. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm talking purely like combat mechanics because that's kind of what Halo's bread and butter was. So like, Halo Four, good, not great. Halo Five, absolute dumpster fire trash. But Halo Infinite, they did, they went some really interesting ways here that the fact that they made the multiplayer completely free and they sold the campaign as a $60 thing. Just the campaign was the $60 thing. So I haven't played the campaign, but I played a little bit of the multiplayer. And I got to say, feels clean. Feels clean, guys. It, it's good. The grappling hook feels nice. There's some extra elements here. All the gunplay feels tight. They really went back and made it feel like... I was playing a just a really pure first-person shooter, and if if you're a fan of first-person shooters, yes, you're gonna fucking love it. But I mean, like, it still isn't so good that if you aren't a fan of first-person shooters, it may not be for you. But it does control so clean that maybe you should go pick up the campaign. The movement's great. It's very open-world centric. I'm told, and if the grappling hook is the same in the multiplayer as it is in the campaign, movement should feel so fun. So, I I can't. I haven't. I haven't played a lot. We're talking maybe double-digit hours just now because I, I just recently picked it up. But I'm having a good time. I'm not great. I'm actually pretty shit at first-person shooters, just all things considered. But it is a good game. It's probably one of the better Halos I've had in a long, a long time. So that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Actually, yeah, because I yeah. know a lot of people did. There were a, a, quite a number of people. Maybe not everyone, but quite a number of people who had the same complaints right. about. And, and one Halos. thing I'll, one thing I'll say, the multiplayer is free. It literally costs you nothing. You hate it, just delete it. Just like you it. didn't spend any money. It's not a problem, right? So you can just download it and play the multiplayer. Yes, multiplayer is completely one hundred percent free. Fucking yeah. crazy, dude. That's oh, so yeah. That's that's actually kind of genius. Because right? like yeah. and, and all yeah. FPSs should be doing something like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. the multiplayer be what it is, and then if you have a good story strapped to it for a for like a single player experience, make them pay for that. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. I like that. Um, recently as well, um, and I, there is this thing for the new Matrix coming out called Matrix Awakens, where it's an Unreal Engine five VR oh, experience. I watched um, watch that. It's oh. yeah. I've seen some clips of the uh, Unreal Engine five, and that's. That's oh, absolutely amazing. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no, it looks really good. That because uh, I saw, I was watching the um, when the Xbox f- or not the or the PS5 was announced, they were showing off like some of the capabilities of the PS5. Yeah, and they were showing off some of that Unreal Engine, and it was like, it was like, damn, Bro, it's. And <sighs> what's actually super funny is two nights ago, me and my roommate were watching Super Crooks, actually finishing up for a. Uh, uh, episode of Weebology, actually, that should be that should be out by the time you guys hear this. Um, <laughs> and he, we, we actually watched a YouTube video in the middle, and it was a gameplay of the Matrix Awakens, and we, our jaws on the floor, on the floor, like 
Absolutely. Again, I don't want to say it looked unreal because that's a really cheesy pun and they actually used that pun yeah. in the demo. <laughs> but it's uh it's the it feels like the first time I saw the like true next gen graphics. Damn. I don't say that lightly. I don't say that lightly. Damn, damn, damn. So what kind damn, of game damn, is damn. the new Matrix game? Is it like um, oh, no. kind oh, of uh, walk I'll... around beat 'em up or it's like a rail shooter. It's 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 meant oh. to be it's an oh, yeah, interactive right. yeah. She it's an it interactive VR. demo. Yeah, it's an it's an interactive demo uh, at best, right? It's it's meant to be, but that that's something me and my roommate were talking about. Was like, yeah, it's a, uh, it, it's more than just a demo, but it's less than a game. It's somewhere in the middle. But if that's what demos are for the future, it's looking good. You know, right? It, it's a it's an interactive demo. You know, it's but, meant okay. to like kind of showcase like the limits. Of the exactly. Unreal Five, right. exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Banjo Kazooie is gonna come to the on- Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack, so that's amazing. What? Yeah, man. Banjo Kazooie. The, the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack is probably one of the biggest things that happened to the Switch this year, which is a Nintendo sixty four emulator, and yeah, Banjo Kazooie is coming in uh, in next month. So, did you guys hear about how? Okay, so like, there is one bit of controversy with that, and if you've been reading up. You may know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, the Ocarina of Time port to the Switch, Legend of Zelda. Oh, I didn't hear about apparently, this. Apparently, it is so trashed with bugs that never existed because the port was absolutely half-assed. Oh, very weird, A very weird misstep for Nintendo on one of their most iconic games, no less. And it's been clowned on on YouTube, on Discords I'm on. It's... It's been a thing. So um, there's been a bit of controversy on the expansion pack for the Switch. Other games don't seem to get this kind of press, but Ocarina of Time. Apparently it's a little uh, it's a little buggy. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, it's not looking good. Some of the screenshots are rough. rough. Um, we also got the last, ex- the last expansion to Final Fantasy XIV, Endwalker. Um, it... They gained 14 million new players that weekend, and I've heard it's. I've I've never heard anything bad about 14. Okay, not the not the original, but like the you know the one that people are playing now, Realm Reborn. I've yeah, literally yeah. heard nothing bad about it, and people are making me want to play it for real, for real. Like honestly, like oh man, I just hear the story is so good. Um, What's y'all's experience with Final Fantasy? I, I like asking this question amongst game fans i've played i played about halfway through 10 a while back i played a little bit of 12 but um i haven't really delved into it uh, i definitely should at some point yeah for, it's, for, that's the thing it's not it's not my thing um, you know geez let's see um i played final fantasy on the game boy um grew up playing seven on the playstation uh played 10 when it was on the ps2 uh, played a little bit of a demo to one of the later games, and then I was playing on uh, the online 14 for a little bit before, uh, you know, uh, they blocked me from having access to my account. Jesus. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what happened there? I, I I stopped playing it, and my subscription, because it's a uh, subscription base, uh, ran out, and I went oh, to go okay, and okay. sign up, or I went to go and reactivate my account, and I can't do anything oh, for Jesus. my account. 
And if I want to play the game, I have to buy a brand new uh, version of the game on a new account. And... <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> I think um, the, yeah. the only experience I've ever had with Final Fantasy was playing Final Fantasy Tactics for the Game Boy Advance on an emulator on my iPod Touch in the back of Biology 101 in high school with my friend Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and nice. that's literally the nice. only experience I've ever had nice. with that game, with um, that franchise. Final Fantasy for me has been a big part of my life for a long time. Really? Yeah. And so That's cool. as kids, like um, when me and my brother were kids, we would try and play it together, you know, just one file together. Um, we, That's what siblings are for. Yeah. yeah. We didn't uh, we didn't really beat any of them, you know, and the first ones we played were, were you know, Final, Final Fantasy 1 and 2 on the Super Nintendo, which are four and six Damn. respectively you yeah you old school yeah so we, we played tactics later um uh it wasn't until we were older and like we got a ps2 that we started like going back and buying like um because you know ps2s are reverse compatible yeah, right yeah. so yeah, yeah yeah we would mm. go and buy we bought i went and bought seven for like ten dollars at, at a hollywood video sale true classic yeah yeah nice um nice. Ever since then, it's just been really huge in my life. My brother played Eleven for like three, four years. Um, I recently have not been into it as much as you know uh, as I would like, just because I haven't had time. But I, you know, I haven't played. I haven't played Fifteen, but I've beaten. I've beaten one, two, four, five, six, seven, ten. Jesus and Jesus. tactics. Oh my God! Tactics advance. <laughs> um, legends. Legends two, oh which God. is basically a mana game, so that one doesn't really count. But, um, <laughs> but I have spoken beat, like a true spoken like a true fan. Yeah, but I have beat, I have <laughs> beat, <laughs> that one doesn't really count. I have beat Secret of Mana on Legend of Mana, so like you know that too, I guess. But yeah, okay. Final Fantasy for me is huge. I I love. I love Final Fantasy. It's like, oh, I beat Dissidia, Dissidia, and Dissidia Duo Decem. I beat both of those because I have a PSP. But so, are you one of the fourteen million that got this expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen? No. <laughs> okay. Interesting. People are making me want to play, but like, I don't, you know. I don't okay. Know. All right. I might want to. I might want to soon. So if you guys want to play, I'll play. I, I got super excited because um, 10 and 10 2 just got put on the uh, PlayStation Now. Oh, that's right. And that's like right. 10 was. 10 was Ten my was first Final Fantasy game, so I am super excited to actually re-download it and play yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. But yeah, Final Fantasy, dude, Final Fantasy is sick. Um, Cuphead's long-awaited DLC, The Delicious Last Course, gets a new trailer in June 2022 release. If you've never played Cuphead before, you got to play it, dude. Yeah. Cuphead. I don't like Cuphead hard games, Sam. I don't want to be challenged. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like hard games I, when they're like Cuphead. You know, when they're kind of this, uh, the 2D or the platformers kind of thing, like, Same. or the bullet hell stuff. Ah, I love that stuff. Same. And Cuphead Man. made me want to throw all of my technology out of the window, but <laughs> I can't stay away from Cuphead. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's Smash for me, then. You, you want to yep. hockey yep. puck oh, and switch, but you keep coming back. You know, today will be different. Can't help it. That's like Neo 2, man. It's like Dark Souls levels of fucking difficulty because... I have, like, the worst... Um, I have a very short fuse when it comes to video games. 
And I have, I mean, I destroyed my God of War CD because it pissed me off. No. <laughs> so Jeez, like, no, I, I, I took love God it. Of War, though. I think you're so strong now, Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> I literally took the disc and broke it in my hand and was like throwing it across the room. <laughs> and I regret doing that. The but, new one? The, um, the PS4 one? No, this was, oh God, it was a PS3 port of, I think, uh, the first three games. Oh, it was a collect, the collection. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, I literally destroyed the disc and threw it across the room because I, I, thought you were talking, I got so pissed off. <laughs> I thought you were talking it. about the most recent one, the Father Simulator. Father Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, boy. Ah, uh, that's funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, let's do this, dude. Let's talk about. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the stuff they announced at the game awards, and then we'll talk about the game awards themselves and talk about the winners. Um, yes, Homeworld three with a new trailer. I don't know if you ever played a Homeworld before, but a Homeworld is a. The I first, but I, that, it it made me want to play it. Yeah, I like that trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Multiplayer Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. That's crazy. <gasps> is, oh, uh, is, is that going to be like... Uh, is that going to be... Right, oh, okay, Mitch is on board. Yeah. <laughs> is it going like, to be like Friday the 13th? That's what I was going to think. Is, is it, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm is in. it like a 1v many like villain versus victim kind of style game? I, I didn't... I don't know if I, did, if I quite caught that. Yo. It, I don't think it's Before said. we go into this... Before we go into this, did you guys see that the new Dragon Ball Z game is essentially that it's one v six Cell versus uh, like literally humans? It's, um yeah. Cell. I think Frieza and Majin Buu are also going to are yeah. supposed to be villains. And in you that you play you play like human characters like Bulma or weak characters like Bar yeah. and Ulan yeah. and shit. Yeah, and you, you kind of have to like huh. you know use distractions to kind of hide yourself, and the whole point is to not die. The point, yeah, I think the yeah. point is to wait there until like Goku or somebody gets there or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's oh. like a Dead by it's like a Friday Thirteenth or like a Dead by Daylight. Dead yeah. by Daylight. I played a little bit of that and I love oh, that game. Mechanic. That's a good so game. If if Dragon is a fun game. If Dragon Ball is pulling a game like that, when I saw the trailer for that, I'm like, you know what? I might actually be in. Yeah, I've I've watched. Uh, there's a couple YouTubers I watched that do like basically the Dragon Ball Z games. Yep. And they were they were showing like three of them were doing this, and it looks, I mean, it's very much like a Dead by Daylight or a Friday the Thirteenth kind of game. So yeah, I think that's what this Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is going to be because this says multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't yes. say too okay. much, you but it says Texas you're in the little you're you're like in the quiet town, and. Yeah, some shit happens, dude. There's a chainsaw. Ooh, there might a... be a massacre. Who knows? There might be leather. <laughs> he might wear your face. <laughs> he might wear your face. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, King of Fighters 15 adds another character, Cronin. I'm not really excited for that one, to be honest. Um, that one meant nothing to me. Yeah. I'll fully admit that. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 yeah. trailer for the second movie. Let's fucking go. So fucking excited for that, dude. Oh, my God. It Like, okay, couple things on that one. One... The Tails VA. I need to look up. Does anyone have the name off the top of their head? But it was the OG Tails VA from uh, like the Sonic Adventure games. I can oh find. Oh no uh, shit! Yes, yes, the yeah. OG, yes, the OG. It, it's a chick, and uh, and I feel <laughs> I feel bad just saying chicks. I feel like I need to like Colleen have, O'Shaughnessy. Ha- yes, yes, and she was the OG, like the most long running Tails VA in the video games to date and she's in the movie and then we have idris elba 
as Knuckles. As Knuckles, who, yes. who went on interviews saying actively out loud, I'm trying and I'm going to actively try to not make Knuckles sound sexy. Well, guess fucking what, Idris? <laughs> Too late. Too fucking late. You sounded like a hot mofo and you made Knuckles a sexy motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> you mean is, is Jim right? Carrey rocking the dome look in the new movie too? Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at a screenshot of him with like a bald with head a big and everything. Mustache. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, oh, the, yeah. Jim, this is awesome. The first movie Jim was Curry's a complete like setup that. of how everything is supposed to look, right? Because like yes. when pictures were revealed of Dr. Eggman or Robotnik, in the first movie, we were all like, oh, that doesn't look like him at all. No, it was total setup. It was a total intro. Of course, he's not going to look like that right away. He Now he's gone to a different world. He's gone crazy, and now he looks crazy like he normally does. And it's like... Oh, uh, yeah. it's going to be Jim Carrey at his finest. Right. It's going to be like the Grinch, but maybe My better. favorite line it, from the first one still is when he was like, I was creating formulas when you were still spitting up formula. And he's like, I was breastfed, actually. And he goes, he's like, nice. Rub that in my face because I'm an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> bars, <laughs> absolute bars. So good. Uh, I got. I got to. Wa- I still got to watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I haven't it's watched. Good. You it need yet. to. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, so, so one thing I will say: the first one, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of how they set it up because it was definitely like this kind of buddy cop situation, like this uh, buddy ro- uh, uh, road trip situation. But kind of what Wasam was saying, like this second movie is gonna make the first one feel childish it really it's, is. It's, it's, yeah. it's all a setup it's all a setup and the way that they portrayed this movie in the trailer is we went from buddy road trip comedy to actual boss battle shit and they went more into the lore than people think if you look at sonic the hedgehog 3 and knuckles the game the first thing sonic and knuckles do is get into a tussle and he homing attacks at him and knuckles stops him just like the trailer and like and they're yeah. they're going yeah, they're going into lore, which is really nice, and, and I respect them for doing that. And they're fighting because Robotnik lied to him and said, oh, dude, this hedgehog is trying to fuck yes. over your shit, dude. And that's very canonically yeah. accurate, that Knuckles is a, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Dumb as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what is the ter- te- technological term? Uh, dumb as shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get too technical yeah. on you guys, but dumb as fuck. Uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, <laughs> by the way, was also Sora and Digimon and Jazz, Fenton, and Danny Phantom. Um, no, wait. oh, Whoa. my God. That was dude, that's awesome. She's Legitimately, my first crush ever was Sora from Digimon. <laughs> yeah, dude, hell yeah. She's also Eno and Naruto, so. Um, what? Yeah, she's you know. I just read that. I was like, holy shit! Fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, well, with we got, that, we got some bangers. With yeah. that trailer, by the way, we also got the new Sonic game, and it was a very, very teaserish thing. Um, but it's called Sonic Frontiers, and it's supposed to be like an open world 3D Sonic game. Okay. Yes. And it looks amazing. If y'all haven't seen that, absolutely go watch it. If because essentially what out. essentially what it looks like is imagine if you had the Breath of the Wild world, but the speed of Sonic. Yes, Done. that's exactly Ooh. what. Case fucking close. That's exactly that's what it. it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do I got to do wow. to get a new Chow world though? Ooh. Like, okay, that's, that's what I want the out Chow of Sonic. The Sonic subreddit was lighting up about that. Actually, like they're like, really? So new Chow world, and everyone's like, "Don't I... do this to me. Don't give me hope. Just don't give me hope." <laughs> it's an open <laughs> world game. Run around, find a little blue guy, take him uh, home. I mean, come on, come on, dog. God. What was? I love the Chow uh, world. There... I love the Chow world. There was an old Sonic game I used to play on the PlayStation. Uh, Sonic Heroes. That was the oh, okay. last yeah. Sonic game I actually played. 
was Sonic, Sonic Heroes. Heroes. I Y'all the soundtrack should, is an absolute slapper. But y'all should play Sonic Mania. Oh, yeah. That shit is fire. So good. I have beat Sonic Mania. Oh, right. nice. So, people don't know this about me. I am a absolute Sonic diehard fanboy. I stand hard for the Sonic franchise. I've been playing it since Sonic 1, and I've played yeah. every single game. I mean Secret Rings, Black Knight, Rush, everything. Everything. Do the Night of the Werehog? Night of the Werehog. Night of the Werehog, baby. Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> so Let's good. go. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I played. I played every game. I'm with it. that, dude. You should. You should come with us when we review the OVA. Actually, me and you will just review the OVA because Nick and Danny don't want to do it with me because they don't know what's good. Uh, but yeah, I'd like love to do that with you. Yeah, I would love to do that with you. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate comes to the Epic Game Store this month. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Destiny Two: The Witch Queen rolls out in a new trailer coming 2022. I uh, already talked about Ooh. Cuphead. Alan Wake 2 in 2023. Uh, I know people are I'm waiting. Hi- I'm, I, people, I'm pretty hyped for that one. They I were waiting for a sequel Wake. forever, dude. Because yeah, that first yeah, one came put- out on 360, didn't it? It did. It did. Oh, and man. I played all the way through it. I love the, I love the storytelling mechanic of it. It's really cool. So crazy. So what is it? So it- it's... Yeah, Sam, you do it. Oh no, I haven't played if it. If you played it, I have not oh, played. Oh, I got you. I, I, just, I watched yeah. my boy. I watched my boy play it. You know, and I got you. Yeah, it's yeah, actually yeah. kind so of fun because, like, you can have like you can be one of those people who either plays it or watch watch Watching someone play it, it, and it's almost it's just as very, fun. Yeah, it's very cinematic. So uh, I don't know if you guys are Stephen King fans. I read a lot of Stephen King. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it feels very. It feels like a very much like a Stephen King novel. It's an author that goes okay. to it goes to a location to um, research for a book. And then some horror shit starts to happen. But the gameplay is very, um, it's semi-action, kind of feels a little Resident Evil, but it's broken up into chapters. But the writing and the cinematography is very movie-esque. You know, it's like a Stephen King novel come to life. Um, But you are playing kind of as a semi-survival, semi-action hero. Uh, But he's an author. And, you know... It, for the time and the studio, it's very well. Uh, the graphics are very high fidelity for the time, at least with 360. So if and mm. with the trailer, it looks like it's going to be all the same. Like it's mm. going to be a very high fidelity graphical game, not long, not large, very linear, but very story esque, very cinematic, very high fidelity graphics. So I, I'm one of those people that's been waiting for a long time. So it's going to be in the writing. It. It's going to be in the writing for sure. It's going to be in the writing. You right. Um, first look at the Halo live action series. That looks pretty sweet. Um, it, yeah. I don't know if it's gonna go to like a stream. Yeah. Oh, Paramount Plus in twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's Paramount Plus. I uh, I always have skepticism with video game adaptations. Same, but... same as everyone should. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Senwa Saga Hellblade two. A lot of people were excited about that. Um, Rock City premieres the first gameplay trailer for Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Which we got like a cinematic trailer like three years ago for that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of excited for that. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't played a good like DC game in a long time. For sure, for sure. Um, let's see, Elden Ring trailer, new Elden Ring trailer. Pretty hyped for that. I don't. I actually. And now that we're on the topic, I don't like cinematic trailers. Just I'm gonna say it right now because. I, I want to see the gameplay. I want to see the graphics. Yeah, yeah. If you give me the cinematics, that the only thing that cinematics tell me is that you care more about the story when you pitch than your gameplay. 
Mm. But because like, why would you give a cinematic trailer if you don't want the story to be told or teased in a cinematic way? If you give me the gameplay trailer, that's what you're most excited or worked hardest on. I don't think Elder Rings might be an exception to this, but uh, most of the time, it's a general rule for me. If I see your first output or second output is a cinematic trailer, that means I'm I'm leaning on the story. I'm leaning on the lore, and uh, it um, just it, it seems to yeah. Refresh me real quick. Is Elden Rings the new Souls game that's coming out? Uh, I think it's from From Software. It, it's yeah, it's, it's from From Software. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's the it's the next uh, Souls esque game. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily connected to that lore. I don't know that, but I know it's gonna be it's the same same oh, idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That, that is Souls. cool. Yeah, that they got George R R Martin doing it. That is pretty that's dope. that's the one that's thing. Pretty and, sick. Yeah, that's the what again, cinematic trailer, right? They have one of the mm. greatest storytellers of the modern age to like write their shit, right? So they're going to like they're going to try to like sell the story with a cinematic trailer. I don't think the gameplay is going to be bad because we all know how a from software game plays, but you know. Yeah. Okay. Um I, I'm it looks Let's cool. do yeah. the game awards, dude. Now there's a lot of these, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fire off, and then we can have a little discussion about what we think, and then we'll Let's move on it. to uh, some a little bit of movie news. There's not too much movie news to be honest uh, with yeah. COVID and everything, but it was a slow year. Yeah, let's uh, do yeah. this though. <laughs> Best esports event was League of Legends World Championships. Best esports coach was Kim Jong Un. Um, best esports team was Natus Vincere. Best right. uh, or Bensere, I might have said that wrong. Best esports athlete was Simple. Best esports game was League of Legends. Uh, I, I mean, I obviously yeah. with uh, yeah, Overwatch, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, but you, for for everything above League of Legends, you could have said any name in any language, and I've been like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You said League of Legends. I'm like. Okay, cool. That all tracks. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, best sports racing game, Forza, obviously. Okay. Best best sim strategy game, Age of Empires Four. God, I love Age okay. of Empires. Best family oh, game, It Takes Two. I love um, it Takes Two. I heard it. It was sweet. I heard it was great. The puzzles. Mm. Yeah. And the co-op ga- the co-op gameplay is some of the most refined I've I've seen in a while since like Portal Two, honestly. Damn. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Best fighting game, Guilty Gear Strive. I wouldn't. I mean, who else? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I've played some of the older Guilty Gear games, and I, I mean, can't go wrong. I with mean, that. just Word. Capcom just been on some bullshit lately. So you know, just like, <laughs> like no, they've been on some bullshit lately. <laughs> yeah. Most anticipated game, Elden Ring. Best yep. role playing game, Tales of Arise. Best okay. action adventure, Metroid Dread. Best what? Wait, uh, no, no, hold on. I was not a big fan of Dread. I wasn't a fan of Dread. Yeah, a little salty (laughs) about that. I wasn't a big fan of Dread. I heard it was a a bit short. It was was good, not great. It had all the Nintendo polish. It it didn't feel... I I used to be a big Metroid guy, um, and I fell out of it when they were 3D. Yeah, I love Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you did like Metroid, you're not going to have a bad time here, but the fact that it got a Game of the Year award, like a Game Award award... It's a, it's a bit superfluous, but whatever. I mean, and it was going up against like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ratchet and Clank I'd give and it to, Resident I, I, Evil. I, I'd give it to Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. If you want my honest opinion, I'd give it to Ratchet and Clank. 
Damn. Absolute polish. I give it its absolute polish. Good, good use of the new system, new gen. I don't know. It, and it, it felt fun to play. I think also, like, it might have also gotten just because we haven't gotten a Metroid game in a long time. But on the other side of that, we also haven't gotten a Ratchet and Clank game in a long yeah, time. Yeah, so facts, it's like, facts. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but I, I, yeah. I see your point. Yeah. yeah. Best action game, Returnal. Content yes. creator of the year is Dream. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You're not alone. <laughs> Best AR VR game, Resident Evil 4 VR. I mean, come on. It's like really? One, it's like one of the you best. Can't go, you can't go wrong with a with Resident Evil as a VR. I've always wanted to try it. Yeah, me too. Was I, that was that um, was that up against Half Life Alex? Alex, I feel like that. Should've... No, it it okay. went up against Hitman Three. I expect you to die to Lone Echo Two and Sniper Elite VR. Okay, oh, okay. I, I resent. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, because was was Half Life last year? Then Half Life Alex was twenty twenty. Because that's one of the greatest VR games, if not the greatest, ever made. That might have been 2020. All I'm saying. I don't know. Job Simulator was pretty up Job there. Simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Job Simulator is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, All right. I re- that I or Skyrim. I mean, yeah. Skyrim was pretty good, but you get motion sickness very quickly in that fucking I, I, I can imagine. <laughs> oh, dude. I imagine. I, I haven't played it, but it's seems like oh man i i played it for like 20 minutes and had to put the headset off because there's just too much was going on at <laughs> once. Like, imagine mitch imagine mitch slowly putting it down and just like kind of over the toilet like <sighs> yeah just like breathing like he doesn't know if it's coming or not he's yeah. like uh. hurt um best debut indie game kina bridge of spirits best community game final fantasy 14 Best mobile game, Genshin Impact, of course. Fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was I was playing it on the console. I, I mean, I love Genshin on the console, but I mean, Genshin was pretty dope on uh, mobile too. Best. Okay. In, uh, oh, sorry. Go I, ahead. I I never played it. Uh, should I play it on mobile? I've heard it, it's rough like JR- on mobile. Like okay. rougher. It, it is. It is rougher on mobile, but I mean, like, if you love a good JRPG, I mean, that's your best friend is Genshin. And you get okay. to pull waifus, so you can't complain. I about hear that. a lot of people say to get if you got a decent phone <laughs> or a decent like tablet to buy one of those like um, controller like attachments oh, for yeah, your yeah, tablet. Like one or of those phone. one of those things that kind of strap in on both sides. Yeah, so like the whole yeah. thing feels switchy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, okay, word. Because um, I again, it's one of those things. Kind of like uh, I've been waiting for a pitch. Right, I'm kind of been on the fence, like ready to hit the hit the buy button or hit the download button. I just haven't had someone pitch it well. So, but uh, I'm I'm making the JRPGs. I'm a big fan of it. So okay, and yeah, white, you, you'll, like pro- you'll probably dig it. Yeah, you'll probably Mitch dig said it. Then. Mitch uh, said it. The best, best independent game. Oh no, I said that wrong already. Okay. Uh oh no, I didn't. Best independent game: Kena Bridge of Spirits. Games yeah. for Impact: Life is Strange, True Colors. Innovation in accessibility. And best audio design were both Forza Horizon Five. Um, really, best score in music: Near Replicant Version One Point Two Two Four Seven Four Four Eight Seven One Three Nine. That was what? impressive. <laughs> Holy, that shit. Was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That was real. Holy shit! That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I'm I'm looking at the list right now. Yeah, it is exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> Just you read that off like you. It's like yeah, it's my favorite game ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because Sam's a fucking professional. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I not guess like I'm just the rest not used of to us. that. I don't Jeez. know. <laughs> Best art direction, Deathloop. Best ongoing game, Final Fantasy XIV. 
Best Multiplayer, It Takes Two. Best Performance, Maggie Robertson as Lady Demetrisk from Resident Evil Village. Oh, fuck yeah. Best Narrative. Sorry. I, I, I'm a sucker for big and tall women so i just need her to sit on me that's all i will be her chair i've seen the me i've seen the memes that remind or that are connected to a certain uh not safer work video so yes i uh, i can agree with that (laughs) demetrius can get can get it i'm i'm just saying it now so people people in the anime knows. she single-handedly made everyone horny on main like just oh, like oh my god yeah. yes yeah like you can't you can't go anywhere without like, seeing some kind of artwork that like from the drop from the drop like everyone on Twitter lit up is like who the fuck is this like they were so ready yeah. so on and as long as we're talking about <laughs> so stuff this year I'll I'll just go ahead and say it she was this year's like Bowsette like she went in mm. yes. that that oh, is the Jacko challenge this year's Bow Bowsette I love that association yeah, yeah I'm in for that yeah. yeah. Um, best narrative was Marvel's Gardens of the Galaxy. Best game direction was Deathloop. And the game of the year was It Takes Two. I don't hate that pick. Yeah. I really don't. I, I played a little bit of It Takes Two with someone. And if you play with someone, it is a different experience. The puzzles are good. The co-op is some of the cleanest ever. And uh, I maybe would have picked something else just because I have an affinity for other games besides other game styles besides it takes two, but I I get it I get it I'm in for it yeah that's cool yeah yeah it was up against Deathloop Metroid Dread Psychonauts two Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart and Resident Evil Village so interesting yeah. interesting I, I I wouldn't what would you guys in that list have given Game of the Year I mean. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly, most of the things Sam was saying, I was like, "Oh yeah, I've definitely heard of that game." Never. <laughs> yeah. um, I, apparently, I, I've been I've really heard... out of the loop this year. Uh, holy shit! Wow. Yeah. Out of the death loop. Okay, I've that's your of... pick. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have put. I probably would have put it takes two or Resident Evil Village. Maybe. Um, I didn't get to play. Yeah, yeah I, village. I, yeah, village. I yeah, probably would have. Yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah, I probably would want Village too. I, I, as much as I'm a Metroid fangirl, like I know I, a lot of people didn't like it or enjoy it as even like. I think what's cool about it is that it progresses Samus's backstory a little more, and obviously we want to know more about her. And you know, Nintendo wants to peel back layers of her background as each game goes on. But as like yeah. Ricky said earlier, you know, it was very, you know, compared to the Metroid games we've gotten in the past, it's just like it was very linear. It was short. Um, it's good, so, not great. You know? Yeah, I didn't, it's, I didn't, it, I didn't bother buying it because I didn't yeah. want to pay the full price for it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. if yeah. if it if if it were me and only me doing the voting, it would have been Psychonauts too because I'm uh, that's so my style. I'm a big platformer guy. I love the psych stuff. You know, that's that's my bag. So that's a very personal take. But I would have gone Resident Evil Village. That's your go to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. Whoops! I freaking closed that window. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's talk some movie news. And by movie news, I mean like, I mean here's here's my problem on the newscast lately, especially. Well, you know when I was doing it before I took a break, it was really yep. hard to find movie news because a lot of it was just like Marvel movie this, DC movie that, you mm-hmm. know. And um, mm. I think the biggest news is like we got the trailer for Sonic Two. We got the the Hell latest yeah. full trailer for Matrix Resurrections. Um, 
Yeah. Got the trailer for the new Scream movie, which I'm excited about. I'm a big fan of Scream. And we finally got the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home along oh, with a bunch of I am so, I am so excited for this Spider-Man No Way, uh, no Way Home. Me, me too. Oh, man, I'm yeah. so excited for that. Looks amazing. Um, so another thing, uh, that, another thing that dropped, too, I think it was like a couple days ago, actually. Um, the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse dropped. As Spider-Man, yeah, the Spider-Man, trailer, right? yeah, the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, I think it's called. Um, across the Spider-Verse, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it looked, it looked amazing. I get, I wonder, I wonder if there will be a tie-in in the in the MCU and the the animated Spider-Man situation that that Sony's got going on. I, God, I hope so. I'm just, I, I'm just <laughs> like, sorry, I. If you if you've watched Weebology, you know I go tinfoil every so often. I got the tinfoil hat on. I go conspiracy Tom, theory. That's how it is. <laughs> I can't help. Yeah, Tom, I can't Tom help Holland. It. Tom yeah. Holland did say he was asked to come on to be in uh, across the uh, across the Spider Get off. Too, so. Was no he? Way. Yeah. He oh. he was asked. Like it. Uh, there was an, there's an article about him being asked to come in uh, voice on it. So Mitch, don't I mean, do don't do this to me. This tinfoil hat's getting I, it, yeah, don't I <laughs> am I shit you not, I'm gonna send you the link right now. He yeah, reportedly do. Tom Holland also reportedly signed on for a fourth Spider Man film. Yeah. So he did. Oh and, and a trilogy. Not just the fourth. He signed on for another trilogy. Right. Which would be yeah. cool because I think um he'll finally get to have like his own thing, right? Because the first yep. one kind of hinged on like the aftermath of Civil War and becoming a hero. Mm. The second mm-hmm. one kind of hinged on the aftermath of Endgame and the Thanos snap. And this one is like a culmination of all that. And then having his own trilogy, we'll get to see him as like a full, full on, you know, just superhero doing his thing, you know. Disney can make it work. MCU can make it work because this mm. phase four is all about multiverses. We can they can go oh, even yeah. meta and have different studios combined in a certain way. They can right. go fifth dimension situation. We're because, talking meta metaverse. I mean, they already started like <laughs> because of what we saw in the Scarlet Witch series, you know, WandaVision mm, and right, what we're right. seeing in No Way Home and what we're seeing in the Doctor Strange two trailer, which is the multiverse of madness. Or not trailer, but we haven't got a trailer for that yet. But like we've the, known the it's been called the multiverse the of madness for years, you know. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. And while well, WandaVision was supposedly like the last scene in WandaVision was supposed to be the setup for the new movie or the new uh, Doctor yeah, Strange movie. Yeah, that's right. That's absolutely. Right. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because they're making the the uh, Disney Plus shows canon with uh, the MCU. So. Yeah. Yep. They're canon. Yep. Which is awesome. So I'm in for it. Do you guys got yeah, any other movie Loki... news or anything or no? Like, because that's yeah. I don't really. I don't really I'm, trying I to th- really I'm trying to think. Um, I'm telling you, there was there was progress. It's not movie, but it's kind of like streaming news that there was. I think that the Lord of the Rings Amazon show uh, oh, started that's right. shooting. That's right. It, it that's was right. postponed. It was postponed during COVID, but recently, I don't know if it's exactly fresh news, but it's in the last like month or two that they did start shooting. The Lord of the Rings show that is coming to Amazon Prime, which I think is a big deal. We even had Lord of the Rings content, shit, since the last Hobbit movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's really it. So it, it's a big deal of people for Lord of the Rings fans. I'm going to be Look honest out. with you. I'm I mean, just like, why ruin the masterpiece? Like, 
<laughs> oh, I, I'm kind of in your camp some, but I still want to see what's good. You know? Me too. Yeah, me too. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I get your camp. They should have just left it at the OG OG trilogy, and The Hobbit was, um, you know, I won't be kind. A bit of a travesty. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Earth and Mitch, did you have some commentary on uh, Lord of the Rings? Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I, I'm definitely interested. I'm not like a fanboy or anything, but I dig the Lord of the Rings universe, and I, I you got to give it up to Token for pretty much creating high fantasy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. Like, I mean, I think the last time I actually sat through and watched the original three movies was like God ten years ago, something like that. For sure. So I haven't, I haven't even watched the Hobbit movies, and people keep telling me I should watch the Hobbit movies, and it's like, yeah, I'm good. I think uh, Ben Ben that Dick Cumble snatch as Smog is really good. Like, oh, Ben drew Wimbledon. Uh, hey, excuse me. Ben, yeah, Wimbledon <laughs> tennis match. Yeah, Wimbledon tennis match. He was yeah, the yeah, dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Borgenheimer. <laughs> the Ben yeah. snatch is here. Krendel the Ben snatch is here. Okay. Uh, yeah. little, little tangent here. I came up with. I swear to fucking God, I came up with the name Benedict Cumberbatch for this like <laughs> weird Gears of War figure my buddy had. We gave him a whole backstory and everything. Imagine my surprise when I find out there's a goddamn actor with that fucking name. Do you, don't you hate <laughs> it when that happens when you think of it, something and then someone does it like a week later and you're like, wait a minute. Or names uh, their child that, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know one thing. Uh, there is, uh, I heard, geez, what was it, the other day? That the name Karen is like the least popular name. It's gone. Now. <laughs> so like no one's gonna be called Karen. Oh, there's some movie soon. news. I heard that movie was actually pretty good. Karen. Oh God. Is what is it? I want to see your manager die, this. die, die. So so Karen is a an actual thriller movie. Not a comedy, not a parody. An actual thriller <laughs> movie about a Karen. And it's oh, this shit you write. Yeah. yeah, it's this guy. I'm it's fucking this, in. It's this black guy and his mom who move into this neighborhood that's predominantly white, and she does Karen ass things like. And okay, hold on, hold on. Can you guys? You want? God. You want? Yeah, want to take Race a guess movie. at the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score of it? Uh, Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. 70, 70 out of a hundred. I'll okay. say sixty five. Sixty nine. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what you got, nice. Sam? Uh, 65. I'll say 65. 17 out of 100. Oh, oh geez. Wow. That is really? Green Lantern. That's Green Lantern with Rob <laughs> Ryan Reynolds numbers. That's, so that's I'll, And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. There was a big controversy yeah. of it because a lot of white people got offended. <laughs> like, oh, lot. no shit. <laughs> yeah. We don't act that way. So they rated, the, you know, they the, and I say it as an R-A-I-D, like a raid. They rated Rotten yeah. Tomatoes reviews and, yeah, um, review oh, sites man, and things like hilarious. that. But I heard it was pretty good. Um, and by the way, <laughs> I want to say this. The, from the clips I did see in the movie, it's not all fucking yep. white people. They make sure to really center it on, like, the other people. The other white people in the movie are even against her, too. Like, it's not just, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, they're just like, yeah. dude, you're crazy. Like, you're actually crazy. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's about a specific type of person, not yes. necessarily skin tone. It just happens that a lot of yeah. Karens, <laughs> well, happen to be white. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. White people. <laughs> right. This summer, this summer, we want to see your manager. 
Um, yeah, dude. Uh, the Witcher t- season two trailer. We got that too. Yes, yeah. Queen. Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. No, I oh, listen. I I'm like, stoked I, for this. I like season one. Uh, I I'm I'm stoked for season two. I actually just didn't know that it was out. Like the trailer was out, so this is dope. Yeah, right. we're it's dropping like very soon. I Christmas, think like the seventeenth, I believe, or Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's around Christmas. No, maybe it was the seventeenth. So. I think I don't remember. I, I, th- I think it was the seventeenth is when they said it was coming out. Um, gotcha. we also got a trailer for the Book of Boba Fett. So um, that. I don't actually know what that is. Can you regale me? The Book of Boba. It's a Disney Plus show, <laughs> and it's the Fett Man. Uh. It's oh. it's about it's from the Star Wars world. In case you were curious, it's a, it's a little known franchise. You know this. Uh... <laughs> the Fat Man. I was, <laughs> I was being a, I was being a bit of a shithead. But oh, you're being. Yeah. Well, you're, okay, you were being. I know. <laughs> I, I knew you were face. Yeah, I know. I was just waiting. Like you guys really sold in. Like just like. You don't really don't you don't know what Boba Fett is? Yeah, yeah control, like control. yes, of course I know the book of Boba Fett. I'm I'm really hyped for that. Yeah, um, the, the fat yeah. man, the fat man. Yeah, it's uh, December seventeenth for The okay. Witcher. Is December seventeenth? Okay. Yeah. Oh shit! Right. But yeah, it's supposed to be like is he he like takes over Jabba's throne, right? He's like, oh, the hut, the pizza, the hut is gone. Dips that on him, dude. Ooh, pizza, the hut, good ref. I like pizza. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pizza, the hut, yeah. But yeah, he like takes over the throne or something. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Um, I think that's pretty. That's pretty much it. I mean, I will say this: we also just got recently got a trailer for Cobra Kai season four. That was probably my favorite thing that happened in in TV slash streaming this year. Was really? we got Cobra Kai season three on January twenty twenty one because it was delayed, and now we're getting it the fourth season December twenty twenty one right at the end of the year. So we got two seasons in one year, technically, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, that day, it's coming out December 31st. On that day, I will be out of pocket. I, no one can message me, DM me. <laughs> I will be – I'm going to go get a pizza from, like, the grocery store, like one of those big ones that you put in Take and Bake. I'm going to get, like uh, – Hey, energy. Alexa, remind me to text some on December 31st. Fuck you! <laughs> Okay, so I I do have a question to ask this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since streaming was brought up, what in the hell was Tiger King, and why the fuck was that famous? Like, and we just like they just put out like a season two recently too. Did they? sorry, I was muted for a second. Yeah, so Tiger they King. Did, yeah. The reason why it was big, I think. Okay, because I didn't watch it because I didn't care to. Yeah, but, I didn't I care did. either, I, so I, I didn't watch it. So the year, of, the year of yeah. the pandemic was our year, okay, guys? For podcasts, yeah. it just was. Yeah, okay. And not only did our podcast kind of saw a spike in numbers, but, like, Same. true true crime podcasts went up there. Everyone started true crime podcasts, right? And so everyone's just into true crime shit now. And so Netflix puts out this documentary of this weird mystery about how these people died, and... The, the lady, the partner of the Tiger King, who had that, that conservation zoo, tiger anim, animal zoo thing. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. She's so fucking nonchalant and calm about it, and it's all fishy as fuck, right? So, like, that's why it was so intriguing. Like, it was basically one of those, like, making the murder kind of documentaries, except about this really eccentric, crazy guy. And it yeah. came out at the height of the yeah. pandemic, and it was just perfect. You know, so well, I, yeah, I think and, the or, people in it are really made like <laughs> made that show. 
Because you got this, like you said, this crazy eccentric fucking Joe Exotic who's just, you cannot come up with this character. If you wrote this character in fiction, people would look at you and go, you stop writing fiction. That's bullshit. This is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but this man is a real man. On the other side, you got this guy who owns like a thousand tigers and also has a, a legitimate harem of wives. Yes. Who oh, wait. He has yeah. Speaking. Uh, take care of his tigers. It's fucked What's up. His, what, what was his name? Doc something? Doc Antle. My, uh, funny so, story. My grandfather's listen, met this guy. Wait. I've been to that. I've been to his compound. What? Yes. His what? compound is about three hours away at a certain beach in the region of the country I'm in. And I was down there. Uh, we go there that to that certain beach every year with my family. And... I was down there, and I have a couple friends down there, and they drove me. They're like, hey, we're going to go somewhere real quick. It's like, what you got? And we went to Doc Antle's compound. We was didn't this go before? in. You knew? This, this is after I knew. Oh, damn. But I, didn't, oh, okay. I wasn't driving the car. I wasn't driving the car. I wasn't driving the car. I wasn't. Say, I was, Ricky, careful, I, man. You'll be a wife before the, you know I it, bro. In, I was in the back seat. He looked at me weird. He offered me a job. He just said, put this tiger shit on. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. And we drove away. No, but like we did drive by, and it's uh, it's legit. Yeah. That shit's legit and still yeah, active. Dude. Still it's active. Crazy. So, it's crazy. Wild. Yeah. But yep. yeah, I would yep. say that was pretty huge. And we did, yeah, we did recently get a trailer for season two of a documentary. Season two's already dropped. My, oh, my it's already dropped. Okay. Yeah. It. okay. Yeah. Yeah, she said it was more wild than the first season. I don't yeah, know how, if I believe her, but how do you make a season two? He got out of jail. Like, there's not no, much he's still that in could jail. have happened. No, wait, what did the he get out? Fuck, did he get out? I thought I he got think out. he's still in. He was still in at least like uh, in the beginning of the documentary or whatever. Joe, exotic, yeah, look it up real quick. I yeah, I think because he got COVID in there too, shit. which sucks. he did. Yeah, that that I knew. I, yeah. I just. I just saw him on the cover or the icon for season two and assumed he got out. God, but that I, I know moment. nothing about season two, so I think I, they like uh, dive more into like Carol Baskins and okay. Wyatt's fishy and shit. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. I think that's uh, what it was. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Did you find it, man? Looks like the last thing was he was transferred to a different uh, place in twenty twenty one. That's the last okay. thing that Wikipedia so, says. Still in prison. Still in prison. All right. Well. Shit. So let's <laughs> let's do this, and I and I'll tell you what um, I did have. Oh, dude, he got he got an extreme. He has an aggressive form of cancer, and he's oh, in a right. medical that's facility. Right. Oh my god! Wait, whoa, Shit. what? That sucks. Yeah, in in November, he said he had an aggressive form of cancer and has been moved to the federal medical center, uh, Butner in North Carolina, for treatment. Jesus, that he's is really close to me. That's shitty. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that, yeah, yeah, dude. Um, but let's move on and do this. And I did have tabletop news, but really not too much. I will say that in tabletop, um, actually, you know what? Let's just cut to our favorite things in in nerdy stuff. Uh, oh, it, I'm all for it. So my favorite thing for I mean, we were talking about our favorite games. Um, favorite movie. I think my favorite movie this year was. Oh, you know what? My favorite thing on TV actually this year was Chucky. Other than Cobra Kai, the oh, Chucky TV was series it? was good. I thought it was it, – it's a little it, – there's some things that happen in it where the writing is a little like, oh, okay, what? That doesn't make sense. But, like, I thought it was pretty good, and I thought the main characters were great, and the character progression yeah, they, of some of them they were got, good. They got the original voice actor to come back for it, didn't they? Brad Dorif, yes. Yeah, because um, yeah, I know the last movie, they had Mark Hamill doing uh, Chucky in the last movie. In the in the, the reboot one with uh, Aubrey Plaza, yeah, he did the voice. Mm. Of the, what a of power. 
Yeah, and that one was weird because it wasn't like a voodoo. It wasn't a soul of a villain. No, it was, it was uh, AI gone nuts kind of. Yeah, thing. it was like a fast learning AI that was creepy or something. Yeah. Um, but the TV series was really good, and uh, the original actors of all the original movies not not everyone, but like Andy Barkley, uh, the girl who plays Kyle, who was his babysitter in the second one, is in it. Yeah. Um, if you've seen Curse and Cult of Chucky. It'll make sense if you haven't seen those movies. The series will not make that much sense to you. So okay, yeah, I, I'm caught up on the entire franchise. Okay, so then you're good. Nope. But like, other than Cobra Kai, that was my favorite TV thing. My favorite movie thing. Um, I haven't seen too many movies this year, but I will tell you that after I watch Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, that'll probably be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've heard that's so, pretty dope. Yeah. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. So what yeah, I'm gonna do I'm right to what I'm gonna do right bad. now is I'm gonna send you a picture of the Morris plushie I have that my girlfriend got me. Um because I fucking love Shang-Chi. Like it was sublime. And she the like two days after we watched that movie, she found Morris plushies at Target. Amazing. And like on on the Disney store, it's like forty bucks. She found them each for five. Oh, I told sweet. her to buy oh, the. Nice. I buy her. The, I told her buy the whole damn box and sell them off. That's literally yeah. gold. That's literally <laughs> yeah. Target gold. What are you doing? I like, heard I that it. Eat. I heard that it got people back in the MCU again. And, you know, no thanks yeah. to the Eternals, but like you know, yeah, yeah that, the Eternals yeah. was rough. I heard um, it was bad. Oh no, I watched Eternals, and I have a story about that. But I want to talk about my one favorite TV thing that happened this year. It was early 2021. I know we're talking MCU, but MCU has been dominating in the world of you know pop culture and TV and movies and all that. But Loki, Loki the series. Oh, I heard it. I think. Oh my god, that was so so fucking good. It was so good. I Uh, enjoyed it it so much. It is. To me, it represented everything great about the MCU, but one thing that's bad about its future, if you want me to tell you about that. Loki, it's a great show, uh, obviously about Loki, but the one thing that was a bit off-putting, and I think it's a little bit damning for the MCU going into Phase 4, is that Phase 4, I mean, Phase 3 was talking about universal threats, Thanos destroying the universe, uh, getting rid of half the population, what, Endgame, Infinity War. It's in, the, it's in the culture. We all know about this, right? Of course. Mm. But Phase 4, we're talking about multiverses, multi-cosmic threats, multi-cosmic heroes. I think the, uh, I think the Marvel Universe now has gotten too cerebral, and it's going to alienate people. It's going to be a little bit too heady for a lot of other folk, and I think just us weebs, the nerds, the the people that are into that kind of thing are going to stay around, but the masses may not be ready for this level of storytelling, and Eternals was indicative of that fact, I think. Just a bit heady. Mm, mm. It, it, it gets too... The ideas are too big. Uh, I'm not saying people are... Um, okay. My girlfriend is like, you think people are dumb? No, that's not what I'm saying. It just doesn't relate. <laughs> it's not human. It's too far removed, you know. Sure, it's I just, got you. It's just, a t- it's just, a, it's just a little too big, is all. Sure. So, sure. but all that being said, Loki's great. Good way of doing time travel. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great show. That's my favorite TV show of the year. But movie it was definitely probably Shang Chi. Okay. Say. What about uh, Mitch and Earth movie and TV things this year that you were you were into? You you loved it. Um, like, uh, streaming wise, I really got into, um, Age of Samurai Battle for Japan, 
which is um, it was a documentary series uh, on Netflix. I've still got to watch and that. A bunch of I'm, people have I'm, told me about that. I, uh, I have as fans know that I'm a huge fan of samurais and stuff like that, and it follows basically like what happened to uh, Japan in the years of 1551 and 1616 during the Damn. Sengeku period. So it's it's really interesting learning, you know, more about, you know, Japan during like one of its most like violent times. So, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, and it, it tells it tells stories of like uh Oda Nobunaga, uh yes. uh, uh Masamune, all of them like it's all of it's like every episode is a different um Japanese figure that they talk about. Where can I watch it? If I were to, uh, that uh, sounds really cool. I want to watch it. Netflix. Okay, okay got it. Easy. Uh, what about movie wise, Mitch? Um, I I haven't. Wa- I mean, the biggest movie. I mean, it's such a weep thing for me to say. Um, <laughs> is the Demon Slayer movie? In all honesty, is probably my favorite thing that I've watched movie wise. That's true. Megan Train. Megan Train. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll have I to agree with you Moon there, Mitch. Um, and I wasn't even, like, mega, mega hyped on the Demon Slayer movie. I just, mm. I'm not much of a movie guy, especially new movies. I don't really care for the theater experience. Uh, so I only, I think I only saw that in the Eternals this year. Oh, so, yeah, okay. I'd have to have to go with uh, with the old Demon Slayer. Okay. What about uh, TV for you, then, Earth? Uh, again, you know what? As as this podcast is going on, I'm sitting back going, wow, like I have missed everything this year. And um, <laughs> it kind of sucks now that I'm thinking about it because like not to bring the mood down or anything, but mental health wise, this was a tough year for me. Um, I, I had that. Uh, I feel that like especially in the beginning of the year, I was at a job that I absolutely hated. And when I came home, I just wanted to disassociate for four hours until I went to bed. So, um, but the one thing, and it's kind of out of left field, but the one thing I did pick up this year that I wasn't doing before is I've gotten really, really into mixed martial arts. And, Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. That's so, super cool. Nice. Yeah, I guess that kind of counts as TV, but uh, some of the fights in the UFC, even just in the past two or three months, have been ridiculously awesome, outstanding, um, some crazy upsets that... Like, people bet the house on one person. Like, even just uh, yesterday, as of recording. Nunez, Nunez. Yes, okay. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, anybody who bet on Pena just won, like, what's, what was it, like, six to one odds or something? Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> it's like outstanding. It was like five to one, six to one, I think. Yeah. Was... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, we're watching champions who have not been beaten in, like, uh, almost half a decade go down to somebody who's being completely overlooked. I don't know. I just think it's been a really fun year for mixed martial arts. That's that's super cool. Are you doing better now? I mean, yes, I am. Yeah, okay. I've got cool. um cool. I I got out of that job. I got my old job back. Uh it's, I'm definitely not there yet. Um but I'm pulling myself out. Uh day, days are better for sure. That makes me, that for, makes me happy. All that's right. Yeah, I, I just I just wanted to check now, you know. That's no, cool. I appreciate you, brother. No, I uh, yeah. and honestly, doing stuff like this, it uh, it reminds me why I'm kicking around. So I appreciate you guys. It's like yeah. super, oh, like I think thanks, that's the, yeah. what I appreciate too. Is like that's like super, and I've been super open about mental health on not even just my podcast, but even on the Anime Brothers podcast. Like the first ever Anime Brothers podcast that I was on was like I think we were talking about like you know pivotal, striking, inspirational moments in anime. Yeah, and I I, yeah. I ended up yeah. crying on that episode because I was talking about something that hit me kind of hard. And 
even on our most recent Anime Brothers podcast where we had the Strictly series on as well as guests. Yep. Uh, I was guessing and they were guessing. Afterwards, I was trying to tell the Strictly series uh, host, I was like, no, you guys don't understand like how much like JD and Earth and even just like uh, Mitch and the Weebologist, like the, how often they check on me, you know, because they know what I go through. And I think that's like one of the reasons like why... I appreciate you guys doing this with me too because I knew you guys. Number one, I knew you guys would. Number two, like <laughs> number two, it's I, I like, mean, it's, I, I've been like bugging for how long to come on the show. So like, when you ask me, I'm like, yeah, I'll come on. Yeah, I mean, also like, and also just because like, um, you know, it just like in terms of podcasts, I think we're just like all best buds. You know, even Project Manga, who is in a pre-recorded segment, but like, you know. I know that I could go to any of the three of you or in your co-hosts and be like, just podcast rant woes, right? Just or even to Noxy from Project Manga and be like, dude, Nick is trifling today. I, let me tell you, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Nick is a source of stress for sure. <laughs> but I, I mean, my co my co-hosts are a lot to handle too, so I I feel that. Yeah. I, so I love you, Nick, but like, yeah, you're a source of stress. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I'm glad. I'm glad that you're doing good, man. And uh, mixed martial arts, like. Um, are you getting into it like uh, yourself to like learning? No, I have, I'm. I don't have any plans to uh, to start practicing mixed martial arts. Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's an outlet. It's an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, it's, yeah, I'm definitely it lazy as hell. Um, and also, Same. I got. Uh, I've in the past like two years or so, I've developed a bad knee from uh, a flag football injury. So. That's fun. No, oh, it wasn't geez. dangerous game. Flag no, it wasn't even flag is, football. You know? It was fucking volleyball. I got all on the high no! Q train after watching that. I'm like, well, we gotta play something. Um, and I went right <laughs> down on my knee. This is the problem with sports, people. You get injured in it, you know. It's yeah, it sucks. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um. So real quick, let's talk about our favorite tabletop things, if anything. Does anyone have any <sighs> tabletop things that they love this year? I have one. Okay. Um. I uh. So I'm a big I'm a big D and D guy. Uh, I oh, love yes. D and yes. D. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. I've been in a I've been in a couple campaigns. Uh, I've never DM'd. I don't. I think you know any one of us would probably be a good DM. It's a storytelling mechanic, but you know all that being said, it's it's interactive storytelling. But it's there tough. is a ta- it is tough. There's a lot of it prep is, work. It is. There's a lot of prep work. As a DM, <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, one game this year, uh, Gloomhaven. You know the thing. I heard you know that was really fun. I, I have not played it. So I heard it was really I think fun. So. Gloomhaven is a it was a Kickstarter game that is basically if you want to think of it is D&D on rails. Instead of rolling dice, you have a deck of cards that you draw from for each roll and every time you get a basically a a, a nat 1, it's a negate your entire attack. You roll a nat 20, uh, it's a times 2 on your attack, but then you have to reshuffle your deck. So instead of rolling dice, you're drawing from a deck and it's, you know, your characters are chosen, your story is chosen. It's D&D on rails. That is one of the most successful tabletop games in the last, I would say, five years. They have successfully completed their Kickstarter campaign for their sequel called Frosthaven. And they have a, a, a game on Steam, a Gloomhaven equivalent on Steam. and But it originally started as a tabletop game, so... That's been my news this year. Is I've been in this big uh, Gloomhaven campaign. It's it's actually been going on for two and a half years, and we just bought Frosthaven, and we're gonna go into that this year. So if you're big into D and D and love tabletop games, go get Gloomhaven, go get Frosthaven. 
you not be disappointed. It's very much in line with that. So that's amazing. Um, Mitch, I know Mitch has been on some D and D. They've been not. You've been recording some D and D stuff for your podcast too. I think. Uh, so my um, I do have a podcast called uh, Slam Play, which is a um D and D five E actual play. Um, and what it is, it's like critical role but we're not famous um, <laughs> the whole the whole idea is essentially we're doing the whole like w- recording one shots and releasing it like critical role does and um we were running um our one little series that we ran for a little bit was called isekai and um we got to i got to play because i've been playing just D. So and it's been mainly D and D five E is what I'm used to for tabletop. So I got to play uh, uh, Fifth Age, which is D and D but science fiction instead of fantasy. So it works exactly like five E, but instead of like Arcana, it's science or computers and stuff like that. And we had. We ran that for a little bit. Um, we're just getting ready to start uh, our new series that we got coming out soon. We've been doing some closed beta tests, as we like to call it, doing uh, random streams and stuff, too. So, yeah, like Fifth Age is probably the new thing that I was like super excited for. I like that okay. element to it. The, the, the sci-fi mm-hmm. slant on the mechanics is, sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah, like it's 100% like everything is... All aimed to be in science fiction. Uh, you have aliens. You got robots. You got different races and stuff. You got humans, and then it's it's actually really cool. So it's so like kind of class based, race based, but still, yeah, it's just yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really cool. I like that. Yeah, and that's really dope. What about? I mean, uh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to get just a bunch of like podcast people together and do like a fucking D and D. One you know shot kind of thing. You know we're good too. on Mike, so makes good makes good content. Mm. I'll send mm. Nick on that one. I am not. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> oh, he'd be such a wild card in a D and D game. Oh, Are you kidding me? Uh, Imagine Nick playing... in a D and D game. Holy shit! <laughs> it would be the ca- it would be the character. So in our Isekai group, we had a person who was um, horny on main at all times. <laughs> so it's like every time. I would, because I was DMing for the Isekai. So what happened was, anytime I introduced a character, I had to like K roll for horny or roll for harem, (laughs) because this character, oh my god, this character's whole thing was literally to have a harem. Like it was amazing, because Isekai was all anime themed. Like it was, um, like you had all the tropes. Tropes and stuff yeah. like uh, Gachi, my co-host, grabbed his flask, his character's flask, and he chucked it. And I'm like, yeah, you threw it, and it turned into a star in the sky, like a Team Rocket blast off what? kind of situation, you know? What? Yeah. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> like, that's how yeah. far he threw it. <laughs> he basically tried to make, he made a more edgier version of Guts. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so... so yeah. It's guts without it was... any of the development, without any yeah, of the right, care, yeah. just <laughs> angry. None of the build. If, 
If anyone wants to check that out, again, it's uh, Slam Play on all podcast platforms. We have our old it. archive okay. stuff, and then uh, we're going to be working on releasing uh, newer content, hopefully soon, but we're mainly looking at uh, streaming it, and then while we're streaming it, we're recording it to be released on podcasts. Okay, Dope. nice. Earth, what about you for tabletop stuff? Uh, I if haven't any. actually been well. No, I haven't actually been doing anything. But especially hearing you talk about it, um, I'm a big Digimon nerd, and I really want to try the tabletop card game. Okay, that's what I was going to talk about. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> no, nice. like nice. I um, but my wallet's always like, uh, tabletop card card games. Huh? You, you really gonna? You really don't want to do that to me, do you? And I'm like, fuck, I really do though. Um, if you think really just like. Do a, <laughs> Just like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, all right, time to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I did that for like three months, and then I'm like, why am I broke at the end of every week? This is weird. Hey, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait a but second. I don't know. Maybe, Sam, if you uh, maybe want to teach me how to play a Digimon game, maybe you can convince me to buy a starter deck or something. Absolutely will do. And the newest starter decks just came out, the Gallantmon and... Uh, uh shit was the blue one imperial dramon i think or no fuck i don't know the, i don't remember the mascot of the anyways the yeah so the latest set that just came out was double diamond it was delayed from october till a couple weeks ago and the latest starter decks were delayed from october till like literally just this week and um that's just because you know uh, delays they happen um oh it was you know what it's all force vidramon that's who the blue one is but yeah these Ooh. new starter decks they're starter deck seven and eight because the first six have already come out um which you can still find them you know like on amazon and stuff they're around yeah you might get lucky at a, at a target or a walmart but yeah the all force vidramon starter deck and the gallimon starter deck uh they come with some a set of great option cards too for your other decks but what's cool about the digimon card game is like so it's a Bandai card game, obviously, because yep. Bandai owns a lot of the Digimon property. Uh, oh, yeah. They own. They also own like merchandising property for Dragon Ball. Ooh, um, yes, and yeah, so and the, yeah, and the games too. Yeah, so they yeah. have the Dragon Ball Super card game as well. And they, yeah, I, I've been see, I've been seeing the um, packs at like Walmart and stuff like that. Yeah, for the Dragon Ball Z game. And yeah. the Digimon card game is basically. It's basically like that, like that card game, except with, with different mechanics. So it's similar, but not totally the same. There's still two different card games. The great thing about the Digimon card game is they is the different colors, right? So like you know you have red cards that are like Agumon, Gilmon, things like that. Okay. You have blue cards that are like Gabumon, Vimon. You have yellow cards that are like Angemon, Angelomon, Gatomon, Patamon. And so the deck I play is a purple deck, which is like a bunch of evil stuff, because that's, you know, edgy. I have to be like my edgy. I'm into edgy shit. It's, so like, yeah, no, it's on <laughs> brand for you. Yeah. So like I have a Devimon deck, um, a Lilithmon deck, and um, it's really fun. And so what I'm building right now is a Bielza deck or a Bealstar deck. And it's, it's really fun. And what I try to do is because I'm – because I played card games competitively in the past where I ended up spending so much money on them. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is only get and collect the cards that I'm going to play with and not keep anything that is collectible and not collect for this card game. So basically 
anytime I pull something that's worth money that I'm not going to play, I trade it right away for things I want to play with and just keep those, and that's it. So that's how I've been able to, like, you know, not break the bank with this card game. But um, it definitely has there are some times where you kind of question what you're doing. Like, cause like, it's like, Oh, but what if this happens when this triggers or whatever, but it's really fun. I think it's really fun. I think the greatest mechanic about it is the digivolution sources where like, so if you look at a card, it has its main effect that it does when it's on the field or what have you. And then it has a thing called an inherited effect, which is an effect that only goes off when there's a Digimon evolved on top of it. So your Digimon that's on the very top of the stack has all of the inherited effects of the Digimon below it. Oh, that's really cool. So as you go yeah, from rookie to champion to ultimate to mega, you know. What what is this called explicitly? Uh you, you the, that that mechanic just now got me excited. <laughs> this is the Digi it's just called the Digimon card game. Okay, Digimon card game. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. And um, right. I have I have uh there's one channel, shout out to this YouTube channel. They are from Japan, I think. Aren't they from or they might be from Singapore. I don't know if they're from Singapore or Japan, but they're called the uh, the card protagonist, and they purposely set like stack their decks to make sure the match happens the way it happens. Um, but it's just mm. kind of fun because it it gets it like the way they the reason why they do that is because they want to show you how the mechanics of certain cards work. Okay. So like oh the the this Omnimon deck works like this, this Lilithmon deck works like this. Um, when Jessmon comes out, it's going to look like this, you know. So it's kind of like a deck building uh, advice channel for this yeah, yeah. game. Oh, um, but cool. in a form yeah. of a game, yeah. So like, and also, uh, Bandai recently announced their simulator for the Digimon TCG. So it's going to be like Pokemon Online TCG, except Digimon. So you can play okay. online as well. Um, hopefully, that'll gain traction and it'll get more people to play. Um, you know, so you can be, you can play both. You can play the digital one only. You can play tabletop only. Whatever you want. Like but th- that's how they're going to get me is if I get like an online space to like play the game and try it out without having to, you know, because with it, the physical right cards, there. you have to have the card. Mm. You can't just try out different builds and whatnot. So, I mean, if I fall in love with the game, fuck, yeah, I'll spend 10 bucks a paycheck, 20 bucks a paycheck and a couple packs. Yeah. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh! It's... Duel Links. That's what yeah. you're yeah. 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 And, yeah. And Duel Links got and, me into it again. And also the new Yu-Gi-Oh! one coming out, that's an actual like it's not. It's it's like an online version, but it's with the like real life cards. So like where Duel Links Ooh. is like the anime cards, Ooh. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah this, yeah, yeah. this one is like, and it's called I forgot what it's called already. I talked about it on the newscast recent one. But. Oh shit! Say it slower for me, Sam. Jesus. Yeah. Yu Gi Oh! Oh God! Boy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a curmudgeonly old man. I don't like the new. Uh, I don't like the new Yu Gi Oh setup. Dude, I don't like the I'm new on, play I'm I don't on, hate him. Like. I'm on the same boat with you, man. I haven't given a flying rat's ass about Yu-Gi-Oh! since, like, XD. Like, or GX, sorry. I, X Or GX, yeah. I just wish that there was um a more, I don't know, a better format for, for kind of old-school Yu-Gi-Oh! players like myself to where you can come yeah. in and, like, everything before the field changed, I'm cool with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But once they added, like, the Pendulum and the Link monsters, it's like... Yeah. I'm sure if you kept up with it as it went, sure. But I tried to hop back in it, and I was like, eh, I'm just... I'm hesitant. So I did That's keep like... up with it, and I agree with you. Like, yeah, it, same. It, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a thing. They tried the dice thing for a while. It just didn't quite... Yeah, like, I remember, I remember they, that. Yeah, I used to yeah. have uh, the little uh, dice tiles and the little miniature that they gave you. It, 
It's just a lot. I mean, it's just a lot. That's the thing. Yu-Gi-Oh! is already a heavy game to get into uh, with all the different texts in the cards, and every card has, like, a hyper-specific thing that it does, and then you add in just more mechanics. Yeah, It's like Pokemon. Like, Pokemon, man. I haven't, like, played any of the Pokemon games since, like, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald uh, generation. So, like seeing all the new Pokemon and stuff like that on, like, the Pokemon bot thing in some of the discords, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with these Pokemon, man? You hush your mouth. I mean, (laughs) not every every design's gonna be a banger. I like the new ones. They're not... uh, And even there there are some Gen 1s that aren't bangers. And I'll say it right now. Magnemite's dumb as hell. I'm gonna say it right now. I will fucking die on that hill. Like, that... I mean, I agree. Yeah, right. So... (laughs) What the fuck is Weezing? (laughs) <laughs> like they will, what they, is they that will, thing? They will never. They weren't a all tuma. bangers at Gen One. They're not all bangers by Gen Eight. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So. But I mean, like the most terrifying. It's so terrifying battling a ice cream cone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Vanillish, vanilla ice. We just yeah, don't talk about vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. Yeah. I um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Digimon's really fun. Aside from that, I also did update. Uh, I did also build a new Pokemon deck recently. Uh, I oh, built yeah. One Punch Bear, Urshifu. I love it. <laughs> yeah, One Punch one Bear. One Punch Bear, oh, God. I um, fucking love that. It has a Houndoom mechanic, so, like, you put, a, like, energy on... You can attach two energy, like, in... Or two to three energy on one time on Urshifu, then you just switch. And G-Max, one blow, KO, take two prizes. Ooh. Move on to the next thing. Yeah, it's Some. pretty sweet. Yeah, but the galaxy brain moves. That's actually I. I never even considered that being a thing. I so I actually as a kid I never understood the Pokemon card game. But for some <laughs> oh, okay, reason, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I know, right? Or, or, or listen, but for some reason Yu Gi Oh clicked. Which now that I'm an I'm an older lad, I'm a seasoned boy. I think that Pokemon actually is simpler now than Yu Gi Oh is right now. And oh, it is. I, it I've is. I've gotten a little bit more educated on the Pokemon trading card game. The t the the TGC or TCG, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> all, all that, all that being said, I now understand what you're talking about. And some, your deck is a banger. One punch yeah. bear. I support it. I the support reason, it. and the reason why is because it reminded me of my Gyarados deck that I used to play when I played competitively. And that Ooh. Gyarados deck was sweet because it was all I did was the first attack, and the first attack was free. There was no energy involved, just free. Yeah. Oh. And it did shit, thirty damage right. times the number of Magikarp in your discard. So I would just throw away three of them with yeah. some other mechanics, and then I would just swing for ninety for free. That's mean. Ooh. That's really yeah. Mean. It was yeah, fun. It, it was really fun, and when it helps when you have rare candies. So God, booyah. I'm such a sucker for deck building. I'm yeah, such a sucker. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, God damn it. The the card game that I just recently got into, um, I have I haven't put money into it yet, but I did get into it was uh, Magic. Like Magic's the new one that I just got into. Like I have never played Magic before, and then I recently played it like just this year, and it's like okay. Yeah, GG to your, GG to your wallet, dude. Like Magic, yeah. Magic yeah. ain't Magic G-G's. ain't cheap. Dude. No, it's yeah, not. It, it's not. I had, good. I had to buy. I bought Christmas gifts for uh, some people, and they're big Magic fans, and I paid. It was not cheap buying <laughs> cards, but I mean, like, I, I understand because I grew up, like, buying Yu-Gi-Oh! and shit, right? So I understand that that shit gets expensive real fucking quick. It does. It does. Yeah. I, for Magic, I just play Commander. Um, yeah. But, because Commander's really fun. Or I draft, because I like drafting. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
Shit. Mm-hmm. We got about another hour and a half worth of stuff to talk about. But let's, <laughs> let's uh, go. Let's all take a small intermission real quick. I'm going to put like a little three-minute song here, free song here for you guys to chill, go take a pee. Maybe you just got to work, so you got to listen to the rest on the way back to work. Maybe you got to fart. I don't know. Who knows? But let's just do that, and uh, we'll be right back. And again, I want to thank uh, Mitch and uh, Ricky and Earth for being here. Uh, Eric for being here. Uh, and I did, forgot to do this at the beginning, but can you guys each like tell us where to find your stuff? Go to town. Well, who, uh, who wants anyone? to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can go first. <laughs> So, um, hi, I'm Mitch. Uh, I am the co-host. I'm the main host, but I have co-hosts to uh, the hashtag best worst anime podcast, uh, Talking Anime. Uh, we sometimes talk about anime. Most of the time we sit around and bullshit. Um, you know, uh, we have a D&D podcast, Slam Play, like I said earlier. Uh, you can find all that on every platform that's podcasting. And uh, if you need to follow me on social media because your life is really sad and you chose to follow me, um, <laughs> I am oh, the Jesus. great white weeb on just about everything. Uh, and that's and then my podcast also has a, uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. So. Okay. I'll, I'll send some the link tree. It'll be easier that way. Yeah, I'll put it in the description. Um, what about Earth? Okay, I am co-host of the Anime Brothers podcast. We are a weekly podcast. Uh, drop a new episode every Monday. Find us anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the good stuff. Uh, if we're not there, hit us up, let us know. We'll get on there, but I uh, haven't had that problem yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, check us out. Me and JD, we're, we're over there. Just bullshitting, having a good time. Sometimes reviewing anime. Sometimes uh, just talking. Yeah. All right, Ricky. All right. I'm your friendly neighborhood professor, Ricky, and me and my uh, other professor, Ethan, uh, host the Weebology Podcast, a show that is built for both new and seasoned weebs alike to talk about the classics, the currents, and everything in between. And you can find us, if you're listening to this newscast right now, we're on that platform. Doesn't even matter. You don't even gotta go to our links to go find us. You're literally already there. So you're on the platform. You can just go pop over to Weebology and go listen to us. So you can listen there. We're on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe, all the stuff. You can also go to patreon.com slash Weebology. One dollar and up gets you into the Discord. You can talk to everyone on this newscast inside of our Discord. And 
three dollars and up gets you into our syllabus sidebar lo-fi high vibe sometimes anime sometimes not sometimes visual and sometimes on hiatus show where we talk about life and shit and experimental things and different types of media so we have about 30 episodes there and you can just uh go and see some off riffy stuff and uh you know come to the class be a student get learnt get burnt and get turned with us. And I will, Thank you. I, that, that's such a you gotta put that on a ticket, dude. I don't buy that. <laughs> so professional. <laughs> so yeah. professional. I will yep. say this too. I'm on I, we are all in each other's Discord. So like literally you can go to any one of ours. Yeah. yeah if you <laughs> are I, I would highly encourage you to like make a folder on your Discord like sidebar and put all of our Discords in there. You can go in any one of those and we're in there talking. And yeah. um so yeah. Um dude, let's jump in anime news and manga news. In a little bit, I will. Oh, I will say this for for Project Manga as well. Project Manga, you can. They're just Project Manga everywhere, on um, on YouTube and Twitch and uh, podcasts. They're mainly. I would say go watch them on YouTube because they they're they're vodcasts like much like the Weebologists are. So mm. well, Weebologists are both, but like Project Manga mainly has a, a YouTube audience. So. Um, I've always liked the wee ball. I just set up, just like on a couch, just chilling. Well, actually, lately the, the, the last lab, few, the lab is chill. The lab is chill, you know. Yeah, the last few, it's been Ethan on a computer and then uh, Ricky on the couch, and yep. like sprawled his legs out, like you can't sit here, bro. And Ethan's like, like oh, man, spread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta be comfy. I gotta be comfy. You know. I um, mean, it's pre- it's pretty chilled and talking anime. That's just because most of us are uh, up north in Canada, so that's why. Canadian land. Ha, weather joke. Ha, Whatever ha. they're talking about. Talking about. But yeah, so um, I will tell you when that segment is coming, and uh, we'll I will insert that in. First, let's go over some anime news, though, shall we? Jesus, Ooh, there might be uh, some there might be some yes. video game news in this section because they're an anime thing, you know. But, um, you know, so I could have talked about it before, but we can talk about it now too. So, you know, a few. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus fighting game. Uh, I totally forgot about that. We got a new trailer for that. We also got a new trailer for the Dungeon Fighter Online fighting game, both being uh, de- developed by the same people who do Guilty Gear. Which if you ever if you've ever seen any of their fighting Ooh. games, especially the Dragon Ball Z one, the Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, Arc is Arc is oh, doing yeah. these guys. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Fuck yeah, bud. So pretty amazing. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Crunchyroll streams the Ancient Magus Bride, the Boy from the West, and the Night Blue Storm uh, original anime. Uh, what's OAD? Original anime digital? Is that what that is? Is that like an OVA? I've never heard. I- OAD it's, before. It sounds so familiar. Hold on a second. I feel like I should uh, know what that uh, is, and I, I don't know what it is. Invading the Googles about what an ODA is, or OAD. OAD, uh, original anime digital, original anime uh, disc. Uh, disc uh, original anime or animation disc or original animation DVD. Weird. Okay. Hmm. Oh, so it, maybe it, why don't they just so say video? DVD in 2021, GZP. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> who does that anymore? What's what is a DVD? What is uh yeah? Who's <laughs> what's a Blu-ray player? I don't know. Jeez. Uh, what, is goes, what is a David? What is a David? Kurgo's basketball. Tadoshi Fujimaki pens one-shot manga and Shonen Jump on December 20. Pretty cool. Right. So if you're in if you're into Fujimaki stuff, let's Very see what else. That. Yeah. Um. 
Flo Anley is performing the new theme for the Boruto anime as it enters the next arc. Yes. 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 Okay, Flo Flo is yeah. in my Spotify playlist like mean. Like I am Flo so Flo is so good. Okay. Uh, that's actually well, really yes. cool news. This is new to me. I'm into that. Uh, yeah, I, that's, and, it, that's and it's sick. And it's yeah. cool that they're doing Baruto too, because you know they're they're known for doing uh, one of the OPs for Naruto and everything. Too, I think so I think it's eleven cool. or twelve that it's signed, um, and it, it, it's they did, literally iconic. They did yeah. uh, Flo did fucking uh, in the original Naruto. They did fucking uh, Go, which was the We Are Fighting Dream. That was da, them. Da, da, da. That was oh them, word. Man. Okay. What? All right. Yeah, Dang that was it. them. That that's right. that was my old ringtone on my phone. Is the eight bit version <laughs> to that song? <laughs> that's rad. All right, it's perfect. That's pretty cool. Perfect. Yeah. Devil is a part timer. Season two video unveils more cast. Yes. New yes. studio in July debut. Dope. That's studio the o- three. Her- that's the three HZ. That's the OG in my mind. That's the OG reverse Isekai. It, it, yeah, like it, it, it truly. Oh, yeah. It truly was, and they they didn't just do like they didn't just rest on their laurels with the reverse isekai. They made it kind of slice of lifey, and then they just added some of that. Uh, they added some of that action element to it, but it, primarily it was a slice of life reverse isekai. Which, goddamn, they were they were way ahead of their time. They're way ahead of their time for what that was. Way ahead. I love way that. Ahead. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. I love Devil's Part Timer, so I'm in for it. Um, Misfit of Demon King Academy anime replaces lead voice actor Tatsuhi Suzuki with Yuichiro Umahara. Um, that is that is because of Tatsuhisa's, uh, you know, uh, extramarital affair that he was having. Uh, yes. The studio yeah. was like, eh, come on, dude. Bad press is bad press. <laughs> but you know? his voice is still gold. That doesn't... <sighs> Sorry. That's that's me being that. It's like, keep personal professional out. Like, he's still good at what he does. He's still... I don't know. And I agree too, because like obviously the culture of marriage is different over there than it is here. Yeah, no, no, uh, you no, know, I... divorce we're starting to see more as a normal thing here, and yeah. uh, obviously, like somebody cheating on somebody is not going to get somebody canceled in the next Marvel movie here. You know what I mean? So right, right. You know, that just seems yeah, it seems a little. They just take it seriously, I guess. You know, so you got to um, you got to take cultural effects. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Haruki Ishiya, Saori Onishi, uh, joined the cast of the TV anime adventure, an- adventure anime Orient. Uh, this comes out this next winter season, January 5th. Uh, I'm not hmm. super excited about this one. Um, it kind of seems like another, uh, you know, heavily old school Japan influenced fighting demons kind of thing you know yeah I so was like demon say, slayer diet demon slayer kind of yeah, yeah diet demon slayer that's a really good way to put it uh I, I will do another little shameless plug there's a segment that on the weebology podcast we have we don't review seasons that already happen we speculate wildly on seasons yet to come and i think <laughs> we i know we do we just like we we don't know oh yeah i've, I've heard i listen yeah I yeah, listen. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the bangers so we we talk about what we think's gonna slap what's the dark horses what's gonna be the trash of the next season i think we talked about orient and i think i think we said it looked trash but i the more I look at it, the more I think it might be a little dark horsey. Like it could be more solid than it looks. But all that being said, uh, yes, the way you said it, Diet Demon Slayer definitely tracks. Like that looks th- mm. exactly what you said. 
Like that's gonna be our next isekai boom is the uh, the Edo oh, period yeah. Japan fighting demons anime. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, I'm <I'm> all <laughs> for it. <laughs> um, Tokyo twenty fourth Ward uh, anime reveals ending theme, new artist. This is coming out in winter as well, so we got a lot of winter hype for you. Obviously, um, this is let's let's read the synopsis here. The anime takes place in an artificial island floating in Tokyo Bay. Um, Nicknamed the 24th Ward, the anime centers on three childhood friends born and raised on the island, Ran, Koki, and Shuta. The three have different social standings, hobbies, and personalities, but they are always hanging out together. But their relationships will change dramatically after an incident. It does not say what that incident is, um, but this is going to have a lot of husbando energy. Uh, I definitely am very, very much attracted to this green-haired fellow, and uh, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I know you. I know you some. Just horny on Maine all the time. Fanfare of adolescence anime cast Chiaki Kobayashi, uh, who will play the main character Kota, who is a 15-year-old data-driven horse racing fanatic with a bright personality. Um, yeah, this is like, it's like a. It takes place at a horse racing academy and trains boys to become jockeys. So horse jockey anime. But it kind of looks dramatic. It kind of looks dramatic like, um, what was that that one softball tennis one that just came out? Stars Align. It kind of looks like that. Yes, Stars Align. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good Interesting. one. Kind of looks like that, but it's yeah. like jockeys. Um, okay. Okay. That, I believe, is winter as well. Uh oh! Look at this. This is uh summer 2022 summer hype. Oh, I talked about this one. Kaito Queen was Circus Gowski. Um, the Mirage Queen, Amy Circa. Uh, this is like. This is based like on a old like Bunko magazine, from like the early 2000s, but it's this androgynous kind of you don't know like it's androgynous gender. Is like a mystery, but like they're the they're called the Phantom Thief Queen, and they fucking just okay fucking Ocean's right. Eleven. Everybody, it's fucking dope. Ooh. yeah. I'm into the heist shit. I just watched. I just finished Super Crooks. I'm really into the heist shit right now. Yeah, Super yeah, Crooks is I'm, another thing that's huge this year, man. I can't. I yeah. love Mark Millar comics for to begin with. So oh my God. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah the, the way he went from live action on Netflix to anime on Netflix, it's kind of a big deal. Like, oh crap! We didn't talk step. about we didn't talk about comics in the last segment. Ah shit! I totally forgot about. No, it's not. That. It's not a problem. We could talk yeah. about it now. Uh, <laughs> well, I was really into TMNT. That's all I'll say. <laughs> mm. <laughs> TMNT this year was crazy. Like, is it it fucking lit? Yeah. But uh, what, do you guys read Western comics? What were your comics this year? Did you, or if you had any? I'm out on here on this one. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I read I'm some manga. Comic. But... Yeah, I'm a manga guy. I'm not much of a comic guy. Uh, okay. uh, Manwa guy over here A lot of Manwa so, mm. We will talk um, about that then coming up Yeah Manga and Manwa Yes I have not read too much Manwa lately though But uh, It's so easy let's see. It's literally on my phone it's not a Yeah dude It's like because yeah. they do that vertical layout you know Oh my god They make it so easy Make it so easy dude uh, Let's see <laughs> What? This is this anime is called Heat the Pig Liver. Yeah, I was just reading oh. about that. I'm like, what the hell? It's an it's an isekai. It's an isekai. Yeah. Regale me. I know nothing. I know nothing about this. 
uh, in this isekai story, if you lose consciousness while eating raw pig liver, you will be reincarnated as a pig in a fantasy world and embark on an adventure with a kind girl named Jess who can read people's minds. That is exactly what happens to one ordinary otaku with no abilities or talents, save that of being reborn as a pig. <laughs> Oh god, it's gonna be one of these. It's gonna be one of these huh. guys. God damn it! Why can't we just get a normal fucking listen, show for once? Listen, I'm I, I'm famously an isekai schmuck, and like yeah, people I in the community too, know me fuck. as an isekai schmuck, and I will not. I find this funny, but I will not support this. This. <laughs> I'm I won't probably support wind it. up watching this. This is the shitty part. I'm probably gonna watch this. <laughs> Are like, you? Hopefully, this is the yes. show that make people take a step back and go, "Oh, maybe we've done all the isekais." Yeah, <laughs> maybe I, it's dude, time I, we take a break. <laughs> I thought this would have happened with reincarnated with a smartphone. We are way beyond. Nope. <laughs> we're way beyond any show saying anyone's taking a step back because if we haven't taken a step back now with these guys it's not gonna happen and someone realized it and said pig livers fucking send it let's do it let's make that work. let's make the that problem, happen Jesus i thought, Christ, I thought we man. were i thought we went too far with the reincarnated as a vending machine but you know <laughs> oh the thing, that, the thing that kills me that this is a light novel I know. Yeah, this is a fucking light novel. So someone had to have written this, thinking, "Hey, this is a fun idea." Well, here's yeah. here's what this is indicative uh. of what I call the creature isekai subgenre. We have reincarnated as a slime, reincarnated yep. as a vending machine. I'm a spider, so what? And now fucking pig lovers, like like literally otaku's being or anybody being reincarnated. As creatures in the world with some OP ability, Slime did it first, Slime did it best, and that's the reason why this genre exists. And I'll say yeah. it there. And people okay. in people in my Discord got mad at me because apparently Spider may have come out before uh, uh, Slime in, in a written form. But I don't care. I'll stand right now. I'm going to die on this hill that... The adaptation of Slime, the anime adaptation, is the reason why this genre gained any traction whatsoever in the mainstream. Mm. Right sure, there. Sure. Preach, Ricky. Preach. Yeah, oh, and, uh, yep. you know, I mean, it doesn't say that once you become the pig, you get any inability. You're just a pig. So, I don't know. I just That's fucking weird to me, I guess. Uh, heightened sense of smell. I I, that's you, an OP ability. You, I don't know. You get to, you get to <laughs> oink a little bit, maybe? You, get, you get, get excited to oh. eat just about anything. He's really another... oink P. Oink P. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no. Um, Reign of the Seven Spellblades light novels get TV anime. Um, this is about some kids who are in a magic academy. So it's another magic academy light novel thing. I feel like we've gotten a few of these already. And it's like it's a regular like, high school kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's like, know. okay, I yeah, get it. You know, yeah. you're kind of a, you, like, you do magic. Oh, Hogwarts. But like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> is it like um, wizard magic or like uh I don't know. You know, uh, a, do you do you know or uh, it's like sword shit. It looks like some sword shit. Yeah, it's probably like sword magic shit. swords. Okay, I'm actually interested. Uh, I'd probably read some Mushoku Tensei shit. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Strike the Blood final anime cast Hagumi Han. Um, this is uh, fifth and final original video anime from Strike the Blood. Uh, I don't remember if is I've that, ever. I don't think yeah, I've I, seen any yeah. of this. I've heard a bit of Strike the Blood. I thought it was me- like I was told it was mediocre. I didn't watch it though. It's twenty four episode anime in twenty thirteen, and then they had a couple OVA seasons in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. 
and they had a third one, third OVA in 2018, fourth OVA in 2020, and now we're getting one called the final, which is, uh, I believe this is when is this coming out? Doesn't say, but we're getting it soonish. So there you go, strike the blood. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else. Makoto Shinkai to reveal new work on December 15th. So literally, Interesting. by the time you're hearing this, it would have already been revealed and announced, but we're recording this before, a couple days before he's going to reveal that. So, But by the time you listen to this newscast, he would have revealed it. So that's pretty cool, I guess. Next Makoto yeah. Shinkai movie. Super Robot Wars series producer Takunobu Tareda leaves BB Studio. Okay, that sucks. I'm very excited for the new Super Robot Wars game. I love Super Robot Wars. I had never heard about it until I heard it on the newscast, and I was like, there's a game? You can be a mech? Okay, come in. Why <laughs> have I not heard right. of this? It's fucking Fire Emblem, but with big robots from different anime. That's what I'm it is. I'm fucking oh, that's down. Cool. Yeah, it's let me, a tactical let me pull, Yeah, thing. I want to pull you guys real quick. What are your thoughts on mech anime? Where Here do you stand? Go. Here we go. Yeah, I, I got no, I got no problems with it. like it's not my favorite genre, but I, I definitely yeah. have come a long way from the kid who hated Transformers because ooh, ooh, big robot fights. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I was never a huge fan of it, but I watched um, Revisions, I think it was called, and that yeah. really got me into liking uh, mech anime again. So, I'm not against it. Some. It's the greatest thing ever, and y'all are a bunch <laughs> of bitches. That's what I'm saying. No, I know, but I, in all seriousness, uh, mecha anime has definitely taken a dip. There's a few things that have come out, I think, last season, this season, and probably, I think, next year that are that might bring it back. Um, but people just aren't into it anymore. Um, Muvlove Love Alternative, which is a multimedia franchise kind of mech uh, thing, in Japan is supposed yeah, to be pretty good. Um, yeah. But like the anime is a little, I think it's a little out of order and I, I gotta, I gotta look more into it and maybe watch it and maybe I can give a better review on it. But um, I know a couple of years ago we got one called Kuromukuro and that one was doing decent until like it got really fucking boring. Okay. Gotcha. And then last season we got get a robo arc, which was a sequel uh, to get a robo Armageddon and get a robo in terms of big robot is like a robot hero. So it's like big O, you know, not like necessarily a mecha one, but it didn't do very well. The CG was a little poopy. So I don't know. I I wish, I wish we could bring it back. And I I feel like people are trying to bring it back, but they're just not hitting it. You know, this is, this is all spoken like a true fan. I could tell you're a true fan of, of the, and the other, and the other thing too, is I noticed that like the only thing that really comes out like mech wise anymore is just more, uh, Gundam stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just every year there's like a new Gundam and it's just like, okay. The latest Uh, Gundam things that are coming out, I'm excited for, but also, you know, there's going to be a point where I want to watch something that's not Gundam. That's mecha, you know? So yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I will say it then. Now and in the future, I am actively not a mech fan. I don't know sure. what it is. Sure. I don't know what it is. It, it's just something about it. There are a couple shows that stand out. Obviously, Gurren Lagann, Code Geass. There, I mean, like even Galleon. Even you know, it's just, there's some uh, uh, mainstays that I, I feel like is required reading that you have to do as an anime fan. But it just isn't for me. Uh, I don't. I don't know what it is because usually. 
Uh, well, not always. Usually, they have great animation. Me- uh, mech shows have awesome animation in in more ways than not, than not. But it's just not for me. I don't know what it is. You but, and JD are the same way. Like he doesn't yeah, hate hate mechas, but it's like it's just not on his radar at all. I mm. move away. I move away from it. I don't hate it. And if a show is good and classic and has mechs, I'll do it. But I think if mech is an element, but not the 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 main crux, I'm in. But if if mech, like I was never a Gundam fan. I haven't seen any if at all Gundam stuff. Just just that's how it is. I just never I just never. Uh, bought into it so i want to i want to stake this this flag now so people are just like oh you gotta watch this like it's just not for me it's not for me yeah 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 um for sure and i'm sure you've heard my gundam recommendations enough Mm -hmm. on my podcast so i have i have that's why i wanted this i wanted to say yeah (laughs) let me stop you right there yeah um we also got (laughs) let's see what else we got here love after world domination anime Ooh. This is coming out, uh, I think this is winter. Okay. But it's based Wait, on what? a manga um, on Monthly Shonen Magazine. It's basically this, right? The main character guy is the, it's like a Sentai Ranger group, right? And the main the main guy, the Red Ranger guy, falls in love with, like, the main, like, demon leader chick. <coughs> It's like yeah, it's supposed to be kind of funny. Can you, can you hear me furiously typing because I actually know this IP and I, I'm actually kind of hyped. Oh, do you? Nice. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I'm not a big, I'm not a big manga or light guy guy, but or light novel guy. But I'm, I'm kind of in for this. Like, I, yeah, I remember, this looks really fun. This looks really. Yeah, fun. yeah. I, I think I actually saw it on the Rex for Winter 2022, and I was like, okay, this actually looks a little dope. Like, I'm in for it. And I, mean, I started reading, and I'm like, uh, you know what? Okay. Okay. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Love of Kill anime reveals three cast members in January 12th premiere. Uh, this looks like uh, some like super spy shit. The anime reunites the staff of uh, Dr. Ramane, uh, Hideaki Oba, who is directing, Ayumi Sao, who is writing and supervising. Uh, yeah, professional hitman and another professional hitman. They're the, they become each other's targets cat and mouse but the animation looks really nice um i cannot find the studio for the life of me y'all uh da, 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 da. oh platinum vision studio platinum vision what the fuck platinum is platinum vision, vision i've what never the fuck is uh, i've never even heard of platinum even vision. <laughs> who in the uh, fuck that sounds familiar everyone just like started yelling like who the fuck is platinum vision <laughs> like, who the fuck do you think you are coming yeah. in here acting like you own the fucking place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, they did key animation for the Promised Neverland. I guess. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. Wow. What? For real? Wait. Season yeah, they one like, or season two. Season. That's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is a big difference. <laughs> oh, so they helped. They helped out on episode four of the first season. All right. So anyway, they weren't okay, part they of. They like, have. Yeah. That's fine. They're in season they're, one's they're camp. The, I'm good in. Se- the good I'm season. In. The good season. The good season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've done season some two things. doesn't exist. They can't hurt you anymore. Um, I so disagree. <laughs> Love of Kill looks like Love of Kill. Uh, Doctor uh, uh, Mysterious Disease Specialist. It, it does. They have a very small library of things yeah. that they've put out. Like it's very small. Um, we also have Sasaki and Miyano 
Uh, this is a boys' love romance anime. I believe it's coming out in winter as well. I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, hopefully they don't. Like, hopefully they don't muck it up. You know, like I'm, I'm all for <laughs> no. gay shit, like obviously, but like yeah. hopefully they don't muck yeah. it up and to make like you know fetishize the romance. You know, yeah, you mean? don't want a caricature of gay shit. You want like yeah. real, like gay, you know, just normal ass gay shit. Yeah, just normal. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a fine line I've found. Yeah, be, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're too too callous with it, too little uh, upfront with it. It just becomes obvious that you're trying to do it for merch and shipping. But you know, if you're too weak with it, then you're not going to get the crowd. So you got to find which, a fine line. Which I will say, that was one of the reasons I love the Chucky series because the main character is gay, and Word. it wasn't. Word. It, it they they wrote it in as some of the characters' plot, but you know, at, after that, really, it wasn't the forefront of everything you know what i mean like there was yeah, yeah <laughs> it was yeah. a culmination of a lot of problems and you know that that characters were going through which is cool gotcha. um child of whoops i fucking clicked on this that damn motherfucker <laughs> okay here we go child <laughs> of kamiari uh debut debuts on netflix on february 8th so we got a butt flicks anime and, um Leiden films uh it's called yep. child of kamiari and it's a movie um Let's see. Let's. I'm trying to see. Where's Lime the film, synopsis? Lime Films has their hands in some certain interesting things. What do you have any uh, uh, genre tags for this movie? Uh, I I think you know Lydon Films romance slice of life. That's kind of their bag. So Kana loses her love of running after her mother passes away due to the workings of the gods. She heads to Izumo City, and she starts doing some god shit. It's kind of like kind of reminds me of Spirited Away a little bit. That. Interesting. Yeah, okay. like because like the 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 poster for it is like, like there's a big fucking dragon in the Ooh. back. And get my partner like this... to watch that. She's into dragons. Big She's fucking dragons. <laughs> Earthworm's just like dragon. I'm I'm in. Uh, That's how I started to watch yeah. Dragon Maid. I'm like, you want to watch Dragon Maid? She's like, well, it's got dragons in it. I'm like, well, dragon people. She's like, good enough. I'm in. <laughs> good enough. I'm in. <laughs> it has waifus in it. Damn it, it has yeah. waifus. <laughs> yes, it does. I love Dragon Maid, dude. Oh um, yeah, dra- oh, it was such. And it was I'm, such. I'm a dragon. I'm a Dragon Maid convert. Um, I love that shit. I, I was never. I never thought about watching it. Then I got asked to review it on. Um, uh, well, what show was I on for that one? Um, it was on Otaku Host Club, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was on Host Club, and we reviewed that. And I'm like, I'm kind of happy I watched this because I would have never have watched it on my own. Shout out to Otaku Host Club for converting, Mitch. Yeah. There it is. There um, it is. I'm quitting heroing anime video highlights. Uh, this is in spring 2022. The story centers on Leo, a hero who once saved the world from Demon Army's invasion. However, he is feared and feared and ostracized by people afterward and ended up with no job. Feeling that his skills would be better appreciated elsewhere, he joins the Demon Lord's army that he once fought. Now in a new work environment, Leo strives to use his skills and revive the Demon Army, which is on the brink of collapse. That's hilarious. So basically, he, yeah. he saves yeah. the world from the Demon Army and then goes... Well, fuck the sh- fuck y'all, y'all are bitches. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> so, what that already smells like a a isekai or not isekai, just a high fantasy mixed with an office comedy, and I'm already here for it. Like that that sounds like an awesome show. 
It's yeah, great. actually, it is a light novel, so like your feeling yeah. of perfect, perfect, of isekai is perfect. not far off. Terrible, yeah. It's okay. it, it's it is just a fantasy. It's it's not an actual isekai, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, like, I, I love the melding of con- like I'm, I'm right now. I'm watching my senpai's annoying. So fun. It's so love funny. it, love it, uh, so good. Yeah, it's it's so funny and like office comedy mixed with high fantasy. I mean, like there was a show that recently came out about a ex hero turned like proprietor of pharmaceuticals. That like, yes, it's, yes, um, yeah. It was. It's, uh, I got kicked out of the hero's party, so I moved to yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This season, this season, something like yeah. That. Don't get too hyped because I'm kind of lukewarm on it, but. It's it's what <laughs> I think it's fine, but like I think yeah, the show I, I'm, that you I'm just the same way. yeah right the the show that Sam just brought up I feel like it melds a couple of the elements from the shows we just talked about I think that could be a banger like that sounds that for sounds sure. like a good banger to me it, yeah. it, it does, does look pretty funny it does look pretty interesting that's for sure I'm looking at some screenshots from it it does look pretty interesting here's some winter hype for you Iradori Mori no Iradori Midori uh. Front Wing unveiled on Friday a new visual to staff on the January 5th premiere of Itadori Midori, the television short anime based on the in-story band of the same name from Sega's Chunithum Rhythm Arcade game. So, yeah, so, so it's a fake what? band that was in a rhythm game, and the <laughs> anime is about that band. Oh, that is dope. I take it. That yeah. is dope. Yeah, right. it looks it looks kind of like it's cute girls. It looks like a more, oh, better. A more moe... It's like more idol fictional shit. version of Kaon. Like, yeah, some idol stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't I, I'm not a big. I'm not a big idol person. What was that zombie idol show that I actually kind of liked? Zombieland um, Saga. Yeah, Zombieland Saga. That was yeah. actually pretty funny. But I'm not a big um, idol person either, and I love Zombieland yeah. Saga. But this yeah. is more like Kaon because like there's like a guitarist, a drummer, and um, looks like you have another chick who like makes all the outfits. She's really cute. That's good. Cool. Um, but yeah, all right. Oh yeah. If they can do a yeah. fraction of what Kaon did, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, um, do, if you do Moe well, just do Moe. Yeah. 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 Um, Ari Fred is coming out in January or uh, the thirteenth of January. That's dope. Mitch, stop. Second season Mitch. of Ari Fred. <laughs> yeah, the second <laughs> season. The second season is coming out January thirteenth. Look, I'm that here to represent. Dope. I'm looking here to represent Webology, and we famously die on the hill that Ari Fred is some of the worst shit of all time. Oh, <laughs> here we go. It's bad. Uh, I loved oh. it. I loved it for the one cursed scene. That is the one thing I really loved about that. It's the one cursed scene. Yeah, zero, zero out of one hundred dragon spears up the ass. I'm done. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Wow. You got a weebology. You got a weebology rating on this newscast, and it's zero out of one hundred dragon ass spears. I'm done. I just won. <laughs> I mean, like, um, uh, it looks like Demon Slayer's got the new one coming out too. That was gonna be pretty dope. True. Yes. Fast. Yes. Um, we also have, uh, I totally forgot to mention this last, the game segment, we got a drop for the new Square Enix game for Spoken, and also that they announced that they're bringing per- Persona 4, uh, Arena to the Switch and PS4 and Steam, which is exciting. Oh, that's Actually, that's, pers- that's hype. Yeah. The Persona fighting game is, is so sick. It was done by Arc as well, before they transitioned to, like, this 3D cell shaded motif. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's called Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Um, well, that was the latest version, but this version is called like something else. On top of that, thirtieth Crayon Shinchan film teaser comes out in the spring. Thirty films in, dude. There are thirty films That's, in. That is wild. That? Thirty films in. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, Netflix has canceled the live action Cowboy Bebop. 
Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, yeah. did we all did we all do reviews on it? We all did, right or not? Okay, not so, we haven't. Um, JD's working have... on because I haven't watched the original enough, so I didn't bother watching the live action. But I think JD's working on an extra episode where he's reviewing it with another podcaster. Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, I I didn't I watched like. I gave it the religion of three, so I guess at this point I gave it. I gave it the first three episodes. I've watched the original, but uh, I I can kind of understand why it was canceled. Um, but as far as anime to live action adaptations go, it wasn't that bad. It was. A- it seemed actually sort of solid. But I understand why Netflix gave it the axe. You know, like that's I, where I can I'm get at. that. Yeah, that's right. It it, w- it wasn't bad, and as far as like I said, we we're all weebs. We know it. We we we've mm. all seen what happens when you try to adapt an anime into live action. It rarely goes well. Rarely, sometimes, but rarely. We're talking. Remember the Death Note with uh, <laughs> De, uh DeFranco or uh Defoe. Willem Dafoe as the, Defoe, yeah Willem yeah. Dafoe. That's it. That's it. And you know that one was, I would say that's worse than this by a long shot. And that's oh, what man. I've heard. So yeah. we're we're not touching on uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. We don't I talk don't, about that. That doesn't fucking exist. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't I don't know what you're talking about, exist. bitch. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, Avatar. Christ. It's another one of those that we're not going to talk about. That got a shitty adaptation either. I have no, no. idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, there was a movie. Ava who? Ava who? Shyamalan's come out with shit since that movie. I haven't had so. sex in four yeah. years. <laughs> Shyamalan ding don't. I don't want anything about him with that IP. But like I said, we've seen it go bad in the past. So we have. Cowboy we have. Bebop, this show, it was, it was an honest, well-done attempt. It wasn't great. It was solid. It was I, but yeah, I understand why it got the X, you know, from Netflix standards for shows. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So what about little, uh, what about you, Mitch? Did you guys review yet? Are you are you going to or no? All right. So um, uh, our latest episode, we finally finished our Cowboy Bebop uh, review of the original anime, and we talked sure. about the live adaptation. And uh, me, as a representative of talking anime, we <laughs> all agreed that it was not good. Sure, sure. And really? we're three three people who have watched the original anime and thought, yeah, the live adaptations, nah. I'm in the camp where Rick is, right? Yeah, right. If I had, yeah. if we had the choice, we would, and we had the power, we would tell Netflix, no, don't do this. Mm. But the fact that they did do it, it was a great attempt. Execution was eh. You know what I mean? Mm. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was very enjoyable. I did I did not say everything I wanted to say on our review of it pers- personally, and I thought our review of it was, was not the best. Um, but, like, um, I will say that I did like the, the scenes that they took from, like, the anime – and brought into it, I thought were really cool. I yes, like that the you. opening yeah. of the first episode is the opening of the movie, but in a different setting. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I like the cliffhang- the last line cliffhanger that Ed says, the radical Edward says in the at the end, because I, I that they were setting it up to adapt the movie, knocking on yeah. heaven's door. So yeah, I would have liked so, to see that. I don't know. That's just me. My show, uh, We Biology Podcast, has not reviewed this. We may or may not. We'll see. But so you're getting a, a, a fresh synopsis from me right now. But I will say, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, if the original anime never existed, 
this show would get a season two. But because the original exists and it is built on the classic magnanimous success that it was, it could never have survived. It's one of those things you just can't recreate. That is you know? an ultimately great way to say yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 yes. If, it, if, 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 the, if Netflix were to have organically come up with the show that they came up with, yeah, it probably would have slapped. But the the fact that it's piggybacking off the story, characters, everything, and the way it was portrayed in the original anime, it just... No... No readaptation could. It, it, there's no way anyone can make it happen. It just doesn't. Mm. It, it cannot be replicated. It you lives. could give it to J.J. Abrams or James Cameron. It would never. not be. Yeah, never. Yeah. No. And ne- so, and you know what? They're smart enough. J.J. Abrams, uh, Cameron, anybody. They would see that and look at it and watch the original and be like, No, I can't. I nope. won't. Because we know it won't. It, it's not because they're t- respecting the original IP because they're not weebs, but. Well, some of them actually are, but they will recognize that it won't succeed. Financially, media, it just won't succeed because we're trying to recreate something that needs to live in perpetuity. It deserves the pedestal mm-hmm. it's on, and it should not be touched. That's why this show failed. Not because it's not good, not because it wasn't a good attempt or a solid attempt, just because what it was attempting to recreate is just that much better, and it lives that way. So... You know, uh, that, that's where I stand. I get why they axed it, but I kind of wanted to see the second season. <laughs> well, everything yeah. you just said, Rick, kind of builds on my whole view on anime live action and even like video game live action adaptations. Yeah. You are almost guaranteed to have the the base fan base of the original property not like it. It's almost yep. a guarantee. Yet yes. you're using yep. this previous IP to garner some some clout to have a pre-built-in fan base that you can guarantee most of them aren't already going to like it. So I just it doesn't make sense to me why they why they go for it cuz I would have been completely down for just a Cowboy Bebop inspired space bounty hunter show. Mm. But you with saying and yeah. calling it Cowboy Bebop, it's yeah. it, you're opening the doors for people to go, well, that's not yeah. as good as the original. Make that's it, make not a spin- as good as the original. Yeah, make a spinoff yeah. of the Corgi. Just make a spinoff. Who cares? Just make a, <laughs> space, make a, a space bounty hunter show that isn't Cowboy yeah. Bebop. It's not now, in the they, same universe. If they want to the do creator... Space... Yeah, if they no, want to do ahead, Space Rick. Dandy, if they want to do Space Dandy... I'm all that's for it. A, and that's a prime example. Uh, the was it the same director for Space Dandy, Shampoo, and Cowboy yep. Bebop? That's Shinsha Watanabe. Yeah. Okay. And, they and went. He and gave said, them gonna... notes, but who knows how much of it they followed? Mm. You know, like he was a consultant. But, sure. Like, who knows? But even then, like he the, he was smart enough to go. I'm not going to recreate the same anime three times. I'm going to do the same kind of style and the same. I I don't know like kind of format, but I'm not gonna try to tell the same story again, right? So I, I right. don't know. I just it's it's the Yu Yu Hakusho live action's coming out soon. God, and, and then the one oh, Yu Yu Hakusho and then, boy, and then we have the One Piece adaptation that's gonna be coming out soon Fuck, too. That's, so that's yeah, gonna be yeah, a fucking yeah, train wreck. How do you how do you live action that shit? You how do you live action anything? You don't even live action even that. something. Yeah. That would be a, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> and if it was an eight or nine out of ten, if it wasn't tied to this previous IP, then like Ricky said, it's it's automatically getting dropped down because it already mm-hmm. has a better version of itself. They're also yeah. doing Mob Psycho. Fun fact: 
I hate God. that. Come on. I mean, I hate, again, I hate if people that. like this, like it. You know, if you love anime live-action live adaptations, fucking love it. Love it with all your heart. But for I guess for everybody sitting here, we're just kind of like, why? That's the real question right. we're asking. If, why? Okay, so here's the question for all you uh, here. If there was an IP that they were to go and make a live action, what IP do you think would work as a live action? K-On. E- easy. Oh, oh, K-On, actually, yeah, that's like really... Yeah, it's just I some mean, girls uh, doing I, some I, music. I didn't think yeah, of... really. I mean, I was the, Beck say, one um... was, the Beck one was pretty dope. I've, I oh, saw yeah, a little Beck. bit of the Beck, Beck too, live yeah. action. That, that one was pulled off, but I mean, like, it's Beck. It's a fucking band anime, so something like that's easy to do. Okay, so are you asking if Japan were to do it or if, or if uh, Hollywood were United to do States, it? If the United, United States. States were to put out a live action, what IP would you guys say would work? I have three. Okay, you go, you go. Great Pretender. Balance Ooh. Unlimited and Super Crooks. Well, Super Those Crooks three. is technically that, right. I know, right? They it's technically already kind of semi done live action, so that's kind of a cheat. But Great well, Pretenders it's, it's, is the first it's, one. It's an American property, though. It is, but also, um, did you guys watch the Jupiter's Legacy show on Netflix at that all, was or even hear about it? That well, was you say no, it's ter- you it. say it's terrible. But that's from the same guy who wrote the who wrote the graphic right, novel. Yeah, Mark that's Millar, from Super Crooks. Yeah. So it's from the same universe. The Utopian in Super Crooks is the same guy in Jupiter's Legacy. But he neither here nor there. For uh, if I have to go with one, Great Pretender. Great Pretender is an easy get. It was made by Mappa, but also imagine that live action show that would slap harder than a Catholic nun. Easy. Done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. You will be saying that when the Catholic nun slaps your face. <laughs> hey, I went to oh, Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I got. I got slapped a yeah, couple times by Rick a nun or two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Experience. So, I mean, if if fucking Hollywood's good at one thing, it's crazy bullet flying action flicks. Um, let's do a Black Lagoon. If I had to pick one, let's do a Black Lagoon live action. Hey. Um, Earth, the Earthworm with the bangers. Yes. The only thing that's inherently anime about it are like the bullet physics and the crazy shoot 'em up action, and it's they, not like we make... have any shortage of that. They did that with the Matrix. Shit, like yeah. they could do it with Gra- Black Lagoon. Why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most of um, it wouldn't be a weird like Japanese to English translation either, because there's um. I mean, it's already a wicked multicultural anime. I just, I think it's a perfect setting and something where, as Americans, are already pretty used to in movies. No printers, all facts. I feel you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, what about you, Mitch? What's a sincere question? It's it's really hard, but I could almost see. Uh, I know they've already done like live adaptations for it, but it's from Japan. But uh, Roroni Kenshin. I have seen um, a little bit of the first Roroni Kenshin movie and it's so good, but I, okay. I could see, I could see something like a 47 Ronin style show front with the IP of uh Roroni Kenshin. I could, I could see it in all honesty. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with K on. That's pretty simple. Uh, I'd watch it. I'd yeah, watch it. Yeah, just it's it's girls doing I'd music. I'd watch it too. You know, yeah. uh, instead of maybe having tea, you know, if they were doing an American version of it, right? If Hollywood was doing an American version of it, maybe it takes place in California or New York or Nashville, where music, big music is big. You know, 
Mm. And, you know, instead of having tea, they'd have, like, you know, coffee, you know, because coffee's really big in, yep. in oh, yeah. The, yep. North America. Yeah, Moogie'd and, bust through the door with all their Starbucks or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, Starbucks bitches. Starbucks bitches. <laughs> you know, and then Ritsu is just like a fucking clown face 9000, you know. It could be good. It could be good. Um, Let's get these last pieces of news out, and then let's ask the big questions. That's really yeah, okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Extreme Baseball Anime Tribe 9 is coming out this winter. I'm very excited for that. It's like delinquent baseball shit, Ooh. but it's like futuristic cyberpunk delinquent baseball team. What the hell? Very I've never cool. heard of this. I'm in for it. I talked about this one on the last newscast. I did, and I'm very excited for it, and uh, very cool. Megaton Musashi, this is one of the big robot ones that came out this season, but I have not watched it yet. Um, but it's getting a second season, so it must be somewhat decent if it's getting a second season. So... All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Danny, this yeah. one's for you. Yamushi Petal fifth season in October, so fall Ooh! next year. I don't care, but I know people do. <laughs> Yamushi Petal. <laughs> Yamushi Petal Limit Break is coming out. So uh, there you go, Danny. Fucking bitch. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always put in a thing when I shout her out on newscast. I always do put in a thing that makes her go, "Sam, I heard that." This is really funny. <laughs> yeah. This is so fucking funny, dude. Um, okay, here we go. Let's see. What else? I'm scrolling one more scroll through just in case I missed anything. Um, oh, Biken was revealed as DLC for Guilty Gear Strive. She's ultimate Guilty Gear waifu, so that should uh, excite Ooh. everyone. Rad. Um, uh, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Streams game trailer, which is... What? Oh, yeah. there's okay. going to be a game. i to lose in. some hours of my life. Let's go. This is a... This <laughs> is a this is a bullet hell game. Are so you you're fucking f- kidding me? Yeah, you oh play. Oh my god! You play any of the dragons. I think you have to unlock them, but you start as uh, You go, uh, and you can do super moves and shit. So like, you're flying as the character, right? And then one of your super moves is you turn into your dragon form and just. I I shouldn't be as excited as I am right now. Okay, who, who sh- are we shit. all gonna main though? Because I'm between Kana and Elma. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's all, Lucio, it's all about easy. Color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm with uh, Rick on that one. Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, best oh, boy. That, I get that best I boy want energy in. Big Opie energy. Thank you. Good night. That's what I want. That's all I need. And that's how it's gonna be. Uh, the it will come out on PS4 and Nintendo Switch on March 24th. It is currently unclear if previously announced English version of the game will release, but I'm sure it will because I mean. It's pretty Dragon Maid's pretty popular here, so um yeah. yeah. Pretty excited for that one. Take a one more scroll through really quick just to make sure. Um I think that's that's pretty much the big stuff. The rest of it I is got, a um, bunch of um, if anyone's got anything else, yeah, please Yeah, bring yeah, it. yeah, yeah I got one thing, but Ricky be by be, be my guest. Alright. So gotta be my shonen schmuck self. Uh we got a little please. chainsaw man news that came out this oh, week. Oh sweet, Ooh. yes, yeah. Yes. So, apparently, there's a rumor that has been verified that Chainsaw Man's about to have a very big year in 2022. Uh, the anime will arrive in the first half of 2022, as well as the second part of the manga. So, if you're a manga fan, the, apparently the second part has been confirmed to have been mostly written and starting to release in Shonen Jump. But the anime is going to hit, apparently, in the first uh, part of 2022, which I've heard a lot of hype about it. And... We're about to get some more confirmed news because Chainsaw Man is set to have a panel this year at Jump Festa. So, 
there's going to be that usually that's the place where they reveal major news about like Dragon Ball and My Hero and stuff like that. So it's uh, we're about to get some chainsaw shit happening in 2022. So I'm really hyped about that. I do believe Chainsaw Man is going to be pretty big um, just because of the anime. You know, I'm yeah. um, Um, And I I will say this. Yeah, Mappa um, is well, Mappa fucking crazy Mappa. But um, uh, I believe Chainsaw Man is. They haven't put it on Mal yet, but I thought it was slated for, for spring. But oh, I guess it's yeah. They haven't said yet, but uh, yeah, um, they said first part. So, either, so probably winter. Not not, not winter. Well, it, we don't. We didn't see it slated for winter. So I'm assuming it's either spring or summer. Uh, that's where. Okay. I put it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then the new, the second part of the manga is will be on Jump Plus, so it'll be like a monthly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. And they, I mean, it, it did end in a place where it could be, it could end. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to read it and leave it there, you could. But like, in my opinion, Chainsaw Man is one of the greatest things to happen to manga in a long time. It, wow, it's fucking crazy. So, yeah, if you have not read it, like, I mean, and if you want to wait for the anime, wait for the anime. But it's oh my god. I like have that, plans on reading it soon. Fujimoto is crazy. That dude is crazy. Like he yeah, just Fujimoto's got some shit. Yeah, he's done some. He's seen some shit and done some shit. He's seen some shit. He's done some shit. I, uh, and... I said it on my podcast, but if uh, Chainsaw Man fights like his predecessor, who is guy who is half axe, ten out of ten. Don't tell me if it happens. Ooh, I want to find out organically. Man versus Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Chainsaw versus axe. Let's go. Old guard Let's versus go, new. Um. But yeah, dude. So let's 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 take a reflection. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. Okay. Okay. I'm going to. Uh, actually, no. This is a perfect segue. We were talking about Chainsaw Man as a manga, right? Uh, so let's take a reflection on manga and what we think the future of manga is. And I have done a pre-recorded segment with Noxie from Project Manga. Uh, shout out to Nazi. You can find out. You can find Project Manga anywhere on YouTube, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, and Twitch. Um, but I will put that here. Uh, here's me talking with Nazi for about the next half hour, um, and uh, we will be back with uh, our reflection of anime and manga. And here we are with Bishop Knox a Million Pegasus from Project <laughs> Manga. What's going on? Yo yo yo! Thanks for having me. I. Just wanted to insert this real quick because I wanted to get the lowdown. None of the people I'm with right now uh, read. I don't well. I don't know if how much manga they read, but I know that I've been reading a lot lately. But obviously not as much as the the P Dub, the PM crew. And so yeah. I, I just wanted to get the lowdown. You know, this year was really crazy because there's there were things that were canceled. There were things that were put on hold. Obviously, like that's what it is every year, right? But right. I feel like Weekly Shonen Jump and Weekly Shonen Magazine definitely made some hits just not, not even just 2021, but even in 2020 and in 2021, I think. And yeah. even just like in the last couple of months, we might have some, some, some hits. New bangers. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think? Um, what do you think about manga in 2021 so far? Like how well did it do? Like, I mean, I'll tell you something. I'm just personal for me. Like as Chainsaw Man is currently, the volumes are currently being released in English. It's very hard for me to get a copy uh, if I miss the first wave, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Super popular in the West. Makes sense that the English prints would be sold out pretty much right away. 
<laughs> I right. was a massive success over here. Right. And I was and and I was reading it. I remember you guys did a whole live stream for the mm-hmm. finale, you know, and I was Yeah, we did. I was reading it as it was coming out. Mm-hmm. I think it was already like 30 chapters in or 40. Yeah. Like it must have been 30 or some chapters in when I started reading it, but Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, it's still <laughs> very pop. It's very popular. Yeah, it's super amazing. Yeah. But like what do you think um what do you think were the biggest titles whether it's shown in let's just say of Shonen Jump so far sure. uh, of 2021. So as far as like content goes, um, I think that it was a beautiful year for 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 weekly Shonen Jump manga. Um, I don't I don't really have too much to offer on like the you know the the sales you know or or logistics side of things yeah. for how well for how well manga did. But I know that inside of the series that I was reading. All, pretty much everything had a beautiful year. You know what I mean? I think that um, Weekly Shonen Jump, specifically, you had One Piece going crazy, My Hero Academia with some of the best storytelling that we've gotten in the entire series inside of this year. And last year was like the Paranormal Liberation War. So, And that's just my opinion, obviously. So like last year inside of My Hero Academia was nuts. But I think 2021 was a better year for the My Hero Academia manga personally. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen has, has been incredible the entire time. Um, even with like the, what, like six week break that Akutami Gege took this year, I would still put Jujutsu Kaisen in like my top three manga of the year. Um, Undead Unluck and, uh, man, Shangri, oh yeah, oh yeah, I was going to say Shangri-La Frontier, but that's Weekly Shonen Magazine. If we're staying inside of Weekly Shonen Jump, I would say that the, my three favorite manga of this year were Jujutsu Kaisen undead unluck and my hero academia for sure i when this year with jujutsu kaisen we got the rules of the culling game which is wild um yeah (laughs) yeah and i i recently caught up with it and i just ooh, dude like i'm already scared like it's just right it's pretty crazy we're in quite an arc right now Um, yeah shonen magazine too was like really good um Shangri-La Frontier is incredible right now. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about Shangri-La Frontier, but it's an MMORPG manga. And the main character is, like wears a bird mask. You wrecked Once it you to me it. on our yeah. last therapy episode, yeah, and I still yeah. haven't started it. But Oh, um, when you get on that, that's going to be crazy. And then also Ranger Reject. I have to shout out Ranger Reject. I started uh, that. That was so good. It's sweet. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that Ranger Reject is like all inside of 2021. I think that came out this year. It did. If you haven't read, yeah, if you haven't read Ranger Reject, that's like a super slept on, like almost feels like an instant classic to me. Had a beautiful year. Yeah, that first chapter was like extra long. It was mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. cool yeah. to uh, to establish things. Mm-hmm. I think um, one the only manga that I've been reading weekly, and I think this is Weekly Shonen Magazine too, isn't it? Uh, Tokyo Revengers. Yeah, Tokyo Revengers is inside a weekly. Sh- I haven't read any Tokyo Revengers this year. I don't think. Okay, the chapter this week, I like the last ten chapters. I've just been a puddle. It's really. <laughs> I don't even want to mixed say reviews. I've, I've, I've like some people say that it's like peak fiction all year. Other people say like they're really disappointed in Tokyo Revengers and like how it's kind of like fallen from grace almost. So like I don't know what to believe. I'm just gonna have to see for myself eventually. But still I really love the series. I really think yeah. I think I think it's because the last this last kind of arc it, it's been kind of dragged out a little bit. Mm. Um, but this last chapter was like the chapter where I think they now we know where to go, and I think it's gonna end soon. I hope. Sure. 
I think we are um, officially in the final arc. I think I did see that at least. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Shangri-La Frontier, I got to start. And then uh, Jagan, I got to start because that's ending soon too. Oh, wow. Really? Those are both my wrecks on the last therapy episode. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So what do you feel about um, the mangaka? Like uh, there was, there was quite a few times where mangaka took breaks Mm-hmm. And we hear the, about this all the time, okay? The mm-hmm. the animators in animation industry, the storyboarders, how they get paid, you know, the peanuts. Now we right. got Studio Mappa taking on every fucking big name manga out there and trying to make Adapted. an anime out of it. And yeah, they're yeah. just taking on they're they're even taking on super crooks, you know, from Mark Millar and Yep. It's just like <laughs> we're seeing they things themselves too thin. Where yeah, right? And then, you know, they hire people for cheap and it's like you know um some animators out here just go for it because what the fuck are they gonna do you know right um what do you feel about um you know because was weren't they like trying to convince akutami to like take a break and then he was just like no it's fine and then he ended up having to take one for like you know a couple of months or whatever. Sure. I don't know about, um, you know, Shueisha or editors, you know, kind of um, pressuring them to, you know, or, or suggesting that they take a break. Uh, but I do remember that, like, once the break was announced, that Akutami Gege was going to be away from the magazine for a couple of weeks to a couple of months. I think it was actually only four weeks, so like a month. But everyone was worried about their health and you know, uh, you know, what they could possibly be going through that they weren't, you know, letting the public know or whatever. But Akutami Gege, you know, hit us in the in the author's comments of the magazine, you know, the week that they were leaving and was like, yo, everything's all good. This isn't like a sudden dramatic, like change in my health. Like I've been I've been like scheduling this surgery for a while. I think they had something, you know, probably related to their hand or their back or, you know, regular issues that mangaka are known to have physically. I'm sure it was like a surgery for something like that. I don't know all the details on it, but they let us know like right away, like, yo, I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm, you know, everything, everything's all good. I just have to go get some surgery real quick and then heal and then I'll be back. You know what I mean? So it was, it was a planned thing and they always knew that they were going to do it. Right. And not that it's any of our business, you know, right, like right, we right. don't, we don't need to know that stuff all the time, but yeah. I think at the same time, it's always hard to, like, um, it sucks, like, when you want to read mangaka stories, but you don't want to support a magazine that may be potentially, like, harming their artists and stuff. And it's like, I hope Shueisha's not like that. I don't think they are, you know, but... Well, I mean, comic book creation is so intense, you know what I mean? Especially over in in the East where you have creative teams that are... Um, much smaller than Western creative teams when it comes down to brass tacks. You know what I mean? Like in over in the West, you have a writer, artist. It's very rare in the West when a writer and an artist is the same person. You know what I mean? So you at the very least have a writer and an artist, but then you usually have a colorist and then you have a letterer and then you have, you know, the editor and like this creative team is just massive and they're doing like monthly books, you know, uh, most of the time. But over in the East, you have one person doing like three jobs at once and it's weekly, like, all the time. You know what I mean? So it's like those deadlines are, are insane. And the the physical, you know, requirement for coming out with such high-quality art and writing, you know, on a weekly basis has got to get to people physically and mentally eventually. You know what I mean? I'm surprised more mangaka don't take more breaks. And, and it's just a, you know, a testament to how passionate they are about their craft and, and, and how serious they are about this shit. You know what I mean? That is really something to admire. 
Yeah, I would never. I mean, a weekly magazine for one is just. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but because I know Kodansha has, they have a monthly, and uh, they have a monthly and a weekly and a. Or they have two. I don't remember, but they have a few. Yeah. They have like monthly yeah. morning two, and then they have weekly Shonen magazine. Yeah. And then yeah, but some other shit. Yeah. Yeah, like um. What would you say is, like, uh, what do you think in the future? Because, like, didn't we, uh, I know the manga uh, Horikoshi, Mm -hmm. he said that he sees the, he knows the ending of My Hero. Do you think we're going to get that in 2022 or no? Yeah, I mean, he he says it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's on the way towards the, you know, end or whatever, I, I think, I think is what kind of news that we saw in it that like Horikoshi Kohei is trying to like wrap this up or or that we're moving towards the end of this part at the very least so maybe we get a My Hero Academia Shippuden I'm not sure but at the very least I know that this current stretch of storytelling that's been going on for 330 something chapters is coming to an end pretty soon so 2022 is probably the year that we'll see that completion but I I think that there's still so much story left to tell potentially but the last like 10 chapters really feels like they're trying to wrap up like the entire story maybe you know what i mean so i don't know a lot of people are expecting a shippuden you know kind of continuation for you know for for my hero academia but you never you know you never know it could be that or it could literally just be ending we honestly have no way to tell right now because it just feels like it could be either <laughs> right but yeah 2022 i think will be when we find out at least for sure exactly what's going on whether it ends or whether it continues in a second part so i'm only watching the anime and mm-hmm. um it just ended right before the paranormal liberation they did the my wow, villain they did really? the, yeah they did the my villain academia thing and yeah, I heard that was cheeks too. It was okay. I heard uh, they rushed through it. Yeah, like yeah, they did. I heard they were doing a bunch of weird stuff, and it's like that's just not the arc you fumble on. But I mean, like I get it. It's like an early, you know, um, it's like an early slot or whatever for the show. So like, my villain academia arc was like really one of the darker arcs. You know what I mean? It was like super villain centric. Obviously, there's like no protagonists anywhere near that no, arc for yeah. like thirty chapters. You know what I mean? So. It's like obviously you have to tell like a little bit darker, more macabre storytelling for them. So I could see how My Hero Academia in like an earlier morning slot wouldn't want to do a lot of the things that happened in that arc. So I mean that makes sense. It's just disappointing. Seeing Tomura's past though, childhood was that yeah. that ha- that ruined me. I was like, okay, yeah, isn't that so sad? I'd say go back and read the arc in the manga whenever you get some time because it's like. If it really deviated the way that I saw people saying that it was on Twitter, I think everybody who watches the My Hero Academia anime should go back and at least read that arc specifically in the manga. For sure, yeah, they put it at the end, yeah, um, of the of the season. So, right, um, but like they basically few like Tomura now. Spoiler alert: If anyone has not caught up, they <laughs> uh, they basically took over the Paranormal Liberation, whatever, and then now they're gonna. And Hawks is like, oh shit, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So also a big thing, and this will be the last thing we talk about. A sure. big thing that happened this year was that Attack on Titan ended. Uh yeah, I I heard that. 
I don't read, I don't, I don't, I don't read Attack on Titan, so I'm. I'm oh really? Have, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have too much input here. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna wait until it ended, and then I was gonna like live read the series like on Twitch and just like oh. live react to the whole thing. But then like yeah, I don't know what happened. It, every like all of my people said the ending was like not good <laughs> so that's like keeping me from like you know kind of rushing to to start reading it i'm reading world trigger on twitch right now and i don't know what i'm gonna do after maybe still attack on titan i don't know but yeah i was i was waiting for it to end i personally didn't i mean it wasn't great but sure. like it was i don't know how else you would have ended that once you started oh cool doing what well, you then did well then that's good i mean at least it's like that and not just like and a complete fumbling of the bag. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. If, it, if, if, yeah. <laughs> it definitely wasn't that, at least not to mm-hmm. me. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, I, I I, kind of wish, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I think a lot of people, I think what it is, too, is that how, how long it got dragged out, you know, um. I think. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, dude, because it's like, man, it's like I I hear for years and and I read Attack on Titan when it was first when it first came out. You know what I mean? I read up to like chapter like thirty. You know what I mean? Like monthly, like as it was coming out, I was reading, you know, those chapters. And I think I got to uh, what was like the the crazy thing that was happening when I dropped it. Oh yeah, we found out that like Titans don't need to eat people. They don't have digestive organs. Like that was like one of the biggest reveals at the time when I was still reading it. They like eat humans and then puke them up later or something. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, that's fucked up. Like, you know, so I remember being like, holy shit, like that was the newest chapter when I was reading it and then I dropped it for whatever reason and and never came back to it. But like, honestly, like I hear for so long that it's just like peak fiction. It's one of the best things ever. And I like can't wait to read it, can't wait for it to finish so i can read it everyone's saying the ending is like the craziest thing they've ever seen and then in three chapters people are like nah this shit is buns suddenly <laughs> it's like <laughs> no like what do you mean i have no frame of reference for this i have no context i went i went from peak fiction peak fiction peak fiction for like 10 15 years and then now all of a sudden everyone hates it in a span of like three months and it's like what happened to this series for it to go from <laughs> best manga I've ever read to I wouldn't even recommend this to someone anymore in three chapters. Now I got to read it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And I just think, I think um a lot of it has to do with Aaron's deviation. And I will just say this. Sure. The biggest part about Attack on Titan, the best part about it was the basement reveal. What was in the basement? That's what I would, like, literally when I was reading it, I was like, oh my god, I cannot wait to see what's in this basement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they waited till the end of the series to show you that, or what? Was that like... No, 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 it, it happened oh, okay. a little bit ago. But, like, oh. it, it, was, it was, once we found out, it's like, basically the secret of Titans are in the basement. And, um, wow. yeah, and once they tell you what it is, you're like, oh, that's crazy. And then so wherever you take it from there you were either gonna fuck it up or make it really mid or really really good and i think it went super mid for a lot of people Mm. i think i think that's the issue and to to be honest being something being mid is a little worse than being bad or good because like (laughs) it's like you know mediocre you have such when you do something so amazing and then make it just mediocre at the end of it right at least if you fumbled it, you know, we would have been like, we would have known, like, oh, well, this is why. But when yeah. something is super mid, then you start getting in debates with people, you know, 
enemies become friends, friends become enemies. Just like, right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just like in the story. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's pretty wild. But uh, yeah. yeah, I I it's it's very polarizing. Yeah. Um, wow. What a roller coaster. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Yeah. Um. What do you think is going to be? And this will be the the last question. Then we'll get out of here. But what is mm-hmm. the what do you think is going to hit real hard in 2022? Because we got some new Shonen Jump yes. series this year as well. Um, yeah. I think Witch Hat Atelier is still my favorite. It's always going to be my favorite, probably. Oh, yeah. Banger. Certified. Bonafide banger. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, I mean, I, I hope it doesn't end in 2022, Witch Hat anyway, but it's already, you know, like eight, nine volumes in, so we'll right. see. But yeah. Um, what do you think is going to like hit real hard? What do you think is going to be like, okay, you know what? Let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me stop you for a minute. What is the, or stop myself rather. What is the, (laughs) what do you think is the manga of 2021? And what do you think is going to be of 2022? Okay. Well, um, as far as like new manga that have come out like this year that I think are going to shake the streets up in 2022, I think a Yashimon is going to be like really big in 2022 as far as new series go i love a yashimon so far every chapter has been great and yeah. i just think it's like so safe from the axe and i think that it's going to get a huge following really quickly um so i'm excited for a yashimon the the manga of 2021 for me was undead unluck for sure like if i had to pick one like with a gun to my head i think undead unluck um impressed me the most this year inside of weekly shonen jump inside of weekly shonen magazine um from what i've read of the magazine i think shangri-la frontier was the manga of the year for me inside of uh of weekly shonen magazine it's just one of those series that just feels kind of perfect i don't really know how else to to explain it but it's got like a main character that's like senku tier for his story you know what i mean because like senku inside of dr stone just feels like the perfect main character and is like a perfect character in general, like just for, you know, that kind of story. You know what I mean? Like just flawless feeling. You know what I mean? And sure, there can be people who have their opinions on how good or bad Senku or, or Sunraku is inside of their stories. But it just, it, it's like that regal, you know, everything feels right kind of character and series. You know what I mm. mean? And on top of that, Shangri-La Frontier has just had incredible storytelling and story arcs for the whole year. I don't want to get too much into it because I really want you to go into it blind and not know anything about it when you read it. Sure. But like, it's a, it's like, you know, it's one of those MMORPG manga, you know what I mean? So it's, it just does everything right that you would expect a story like that to do. And I haven't read too many MMORPG manga, but I do know that like Isekai kind of like are in the same vein and I don't have too much experience with those either. And I know that that's a very, um polarizing you know area of anime and manga as far as like how people feel about it like a lot of people will say fuck isekai other people will be like no these ones are good whatever whatever but it's very hit or miss usually inside of like the those kind of stories but shangri-la frontier is just firing on all cylinders from the first chapter and it just keeps getting better and better and better and doesn't stop and inside of 2021 specifically we've gotten just like some of the most fun you'll have reading manga inside of this stretch of time so my top two yeah my top two would be undead unluck inside of weekly shonen jump and then shangri-la frontier inside of weekly shonen magazine i will just say too that undead unluck i recently caught up with it a couple weeks ago and that is like yeah (laughs) 
like that takes like meta writing to a whole new level. That was oh my god, it's nuts. like so meta. It, and it's and the thing that I love the most about Undead Unluck is like is that it's got this like all of these mysteries and plot threads that have been hung down that you like can't wait to get information and exposition and payoffs for. But what's so cool about it is that. Not only is it so meta that you can almost kind of like predict, you know, the future of like what's going on just based on like meta textual, um, you know, hints and clues that the author puts in there, but also a bunch of visual storytelling clues that like will lead you to the answer you're looking for before even the story reveals it to you. So it's like you you feel like in the community, like you feel like detectives, you feel like you're sleuthing. You know what I mean? You're going back and rereading, looking at panels, looking at chapters, trying to find answers for things that are confusing. And, and it actually lets you you know, find clarity a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like there are just some things you have to wait for the author to come out and tell you. But like a lot of the things that have been revealed that are crazy in Undead Unluck, you could have went, you know, you could have noticed it and figured it out before the story revealed it. And I just love that about the story. Half the time it was right in front, right in front of my fucking yeah, face. Yeah, right under I was your nose like, and you didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was in the channel, in the Project Manga channel in the Discord mm-hmm. and I, they were like, oh yeah, in this part, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, and I yeah. went back like ten chapters, like oh my fucking god. Yep, love that. Ah, oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah, the nuances in Undead Unlock yes. are amazing, and plus, yeah, for sure, like Andy is like Andy and uh, Fuko are Fuko, and I'll just say this: yeah. best shonen protagonist of twenty twenty one, Fuko. I get it. I can, I'm not. Yeah. Gonna, I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> she is. She's goaded. She can yeah, take down I, anyone. Like I fucking love her, man. Yeah. I so, love her and Andy as a couple. Like I love everything about that story. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so give us your prediction for manga of 2022, whether it's this magazine or this or whichever, just one Oof. that you think is going to be like, this is going to be, whether you think it's ending or not either. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the manga of 2022, um, just for me guessing based on my personal enjoyment and investment of the series that I'm reading right now, I think 2022 will be Dr. Stone's year. Really? I think yeah, I think Dr. Stone is going to is going to shake the streets up so violently with because it's ending right now, you know what I mean? Like we're going we're in the last arc, I think. You oh. know what I mean? So if it ends in 2022, which it probably will, I can't see, you know, this arc, you know, lasting longer than a year. If it does, great. I I'll I'll read Dr. Stone for as long as it wants to go, but I genuinely believe it's going to end and where we're at in the story right now is so insane and like the ending has been set up so drastically. That like I can't see Riichiro Inagaki fumbling the bag on that, and if you know, and if he delivers on everything that he's kind of set up, you know, and it's solid, oh yeah, that's gonna be manga of the year for sure. Well, hopefully they don't pull a Food Wars and then do like an extra <laughs> unnecessary arc at the end. Right, um, right, right. Doctor like Stone, a Seven Deadly Sins, yeah. <laughs> oh, Seven. <Sandra. clears throat> that's what I heard happened to Seven Deadly Sins too. That the manga. Damn. Killed. Yeah, Suzuki Nakaba just like didn't know didn't know how to end it or didn't want to end it and just kept teasing the ending, but then you just kept getting one more arc. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Doctor Stone will do that. If it did that, I would be like more disappointed than the ending of Promise Neverland, honestly. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do this, right? I'm gonna recommend yeah. you one anime that you need to watch from twenty twenty one that I think is the greatest. Yeah, let's and go. And then I want you to recommend the listeners right now what uh, a manga to start uh that you thought was like that was hit really hard in 2021. Absolutely. I think you should watch Wonder Egg Priority. 
Yeah, we watched the first episode of that in our Discord one night in like a watch party night. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Never went back to it. And then I saw like everybody talking about it on the timeline. And I was like, oh my God, I missed the hype train. I can't talk about this with any of you guys because I've only watched one episode. And then I just like didn't get to go back and finish it because I was like so salty that everyone had already like, there were like five episodes ahead of me already. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll definitely, I definitely need to watch Wonder Egg Priority. Oh my God. It looks so cool. It probably is not going to end how you think it does, but I, Ooh. It, it just, it, the whole story's done. It's, it's a one season, one and done. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're going to do anymore. I hope not, you know, oh, but um, nice. the last episode didn't come out until like a month later, a month or two later. So like, that's why oh, wow. a lot of people okay. were waiting for that to come. And then when it came, a lot of people hated it because they thought, but what it gives you is when you think about it, it's way more satisfying. And I just, I okay. won't say anything, but like. You know, when you think when you go in thinking about, you know, trigger warning, mental health, suicide, things like that. Sure, right. But sure. like when you think about how the series played out and then what's given to you, it makes sense, you know. So, OK. Wonder Egg Priorities, your, your number one anime of the year. Huh? That's amazing. Yeah, I love yeah, to hear that. Yeah. Yes. So hit, hit us with the manga wreck. What do you think the manga of 2021 that you think everyone should get on? You know? um, I, I got to say Shangri-La Frontier just because it's so unknown. You okay, know so I, I, need, mean? I need to get on it then. Yeah, like it's so um, – it's just so good, you know, com- compared to how talked about it is. You know, I feel like no one knows what it is, you know what I mean? And it's just like such a crime because it's one of the best things that I'm reading and reviewing right now across both shows. We review 12 manga, and the one that people know – the least is one of the best, you know what I mean? So I have to shout it out for that. But I've already talked about Shangri-La Frontier, so just to say something different, uh, read um, Ranger Reject, too, from the same oh, magazine. Oh, I, yep. I, rec- yeah, I second yeah. that. I second yeah, that. Yeah, yeah you gotta read Ranger Reject. Ranger Reject is so cool because it's like a deconstruction of, like, the Super Sentai genre, right? So it kind of, like, flips a lot of those tropes on their head. Mm-hmm. It, it's um, just, a, to, like, a quick thing to say that'll that'll put things into perspective without spoiling anything. If anybody is a fan of The Boys... It's like, oh yeah, that's yeah, it's, that's a it's great like, comparison. Yeah, yeah, it's like the boys meets Power Rangers. Yeah, yep. There you go. It's There's not all. It's not what it looks like. Just yeah. like it's just not. Yeah, right. I could say so much more about it, but like that's it's it's almost enough said with with just that. But like, trust mm. me, like once you once you get into that shit, like you'll see that it's definitely something that should be read. And there you have it. Our report from the manga man himself. Noxie over at Project Manga. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to Future Sam. <laughs> throw it back. Now, we've, this is not. Tell people where they can follow you real quick before you head out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're at YouTube at Project Manga. It's Project Manga Everything. Project Manga on Twitch. Project Manga on YouTube. Project Manga on Patreon. And then um, we got a link tree too. So I think it's just like link tree slash project manga podcast if you want to follow us on like twitter individually or like check out our online store or something like that but yeah it's project manga everything yeah they got new uh crew necks and hats at the online store i'm about to cop me a beanie Ooh, thank honestly. you but uh yeah dude thanks Noxy. i really appreciate you coming and doing this uh help really quick manga report for our uh end of newscast special thanks for um, having me always a pleasure never a chore hell yeah hell yeah all right throwing it back to future me Back to you, Sam. Other Sam. That's not me from the past. Back to the future. Marty McFly. Doc Brown. Gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Noxie. And again, that was a pre-recorded segment that we did 
um, a couple of days ago because he was busy this weekend doing some guest spots with Forever World, actually. So pretty cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. So what did – let's real quick. Real quick. I want to do this before we do our reflection and future predictions and things like that. And I, I personally – I would recommend you don't say what your favorite anime of the year is because I want people to go to your podcast and and hear it. But what were you think? For you, for you personally, what were some of the biggest things in twenty twenty one for anime and manga? If you have some for manga, and let's start with Rick. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this a lot because mm-hmm. uh, I was I was just kind of peeking at the uh, the show sheet, and I, it just the, literally the entire time. For the last two hours, I was just thinking, what would it have been? And one of the big ones for me is definitely Jujutsu Kaisen. And I say that Absolutely. because the the second part of the first season was in this year. The first part was in winter. Or it was technically in 2020. And it really, it, it really kind of put a nuanced take on uh, on Shonen as a whole and me and Ethan at the Weebly podcast are famously shown in schmucks but there was a lot of very interesting subversions a lot of interesting evolutions of the shonen genre and i think that's important because shonen is it's been a big part of anime for so long i mean if you think about you know everyone talks about the big 3 right but the big 3 all have one thing in common they're very squarely not just squarely, the forefathers of modern shonen, And it's hard to evolve away from that kind of thing or subvert away from that without feeling kind of redundant or, you know, reductive. But, you know, uh, you, you have Jujutsu Kaisen that came out with such quality, fidelity, storytelling. Um, uh, like, everything about that anime was so important, I think, for shonen going forward that... You know, you have things like Chainsaw Man coming out, and you have other shonens coming later. And I don't know. It's just I can't really articulate exactly what uh, about Jujutsu Kaisen is so fantastic. Uh, I guess I did. You can go to our show and check out our Jujutsu Kaisen episode. But I don't know. I, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on that. I mean, it's it, it really is a truly spectacular show. Maybe it's refinement. Maybe it's subversive. But at the same time, it's different, and it's... Uh, it stands out for a reason, right? I'd say refinement, honestly, if if you had okay. to ask me, because yeah. I don't think Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen really came out and did anything new. At least it didn't strike me as it was doing anything new. It was just doing everything really well, and I think that's the thing with tropes is you can use previously established tropes. It's just how well do you execute them, and I think Jujutsu Kaisen mm. was one of the best executed kind of classic shonen formulas without any, like, hard plot twist or like obvious story subversions. I just think it went out. It used the plot, um, what the, uh, the outline that, that Shonen has given it. And it just said, we're just going to do this really, really well. All right. Yeah, it's like kind that. of like, it's like, okay, like, do you want to have anal like we do every day? Or do you want to try something <laughs> and strike you against the wall? You know, like, what do we want to do? Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, eventually, you know, you get in the sex swing and you're all pretzeled up and you're like, what am I doing here? This just this is just painful. I just, want to, you know, sometimes what you yeah. want is just really good, passionate missionary. And I think that's what Jujutsu Kaisen did. 
<laughs> just passionate missionary. Yeah, it's Jujutsu just, Kaisen's the missionary of the season. Yeah, no, no <laughs> wild positions. It's just I'm gonna, you're gonna lay there, and I'm gonna give it to you. Good. You're not even gonna. I'm gonna give it to you. Good. <laughs> and the, Mitch, the, I, what, what about what about you, Mitch? What do you think of uh, to Ricky's point there about Jujutsu Kaisen? I, I I'm I'm all on. I have I've only seen like geez like eight episodes of JJK, and from what I've seen from it, it is very much yeah. We're not reinventing the wheel; we're just making it look good, you know. Sure. And yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It does follow a lot of the the shonen tropes and everything else, but I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all for you know. I, I'm a shonen schmuck. Like I'm I'm. A hundred percent behind, you know, big Chad energy coming off of these, you know, characters and everything else. But <laughs> welcome to the camp, buddy. Yeah, yeah I am all of us here will agree. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, again, I mean, it's it can't be any better than, or you know, it's a lot better than getting the idea of watching something like Fairy Tale in Space. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I just, I just finished Fairy Tale actually just like two days ago. And that was an ordeal. <laughs> and then I see uh, Eden Zero, and I'm like, no, no, not no, now. No, I'm no, not no, watching no, no. this shit. <laughs> ha- We're not happy. Doing this. Happy's literally in both shows. Yeah, didn't even change yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. the other the other show I wanted to say uh, of all of them, and I know this this might this one's a much weirder take, I would say, but um, the show is quality. The show is amazing. But welcome to Demon School, Irimakun. Yes, yes, the, I listen, love that listen. show. There is no fucking reason why this show should work, and yet it worked for two cores. It doesn't mm-hmm. have... There is the, the elements that are combined do not translate on paper to something that should work, and yet Welcome to Demon School Iramakun is so addictively bingeable, so endearing, so wholesome, that it just does. And I think this is uh, this is what anime should be going for into the future. There's so many tropes, so many genres that have been well-established, well-defined. We can tell what an isekai, slice-of-life, romance, uh, shonen, signing, they all... Sports anime, we all know what they look like. But Irimakun does not have said definition. And for some reason, that lack of definition makes it so endearing it takes the best parts of a couple different genres and puts them all in a way that feels endearing and i don't know like me and ethan are still scratching our heads as to why this show slaps so yeah i think that's one of the most influential shows for me in 2021 because again it works when it shouldn't and it's still an enigma yeah it's still an enigma that's all i got that's my 2021 anime at least Okay, let's go to, and I agree with you about JJK. It's one of my favorite things coming out of Jump right now, and the anime is great. So, um, let's go to. Uh, There's only Earth. two, Sam. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I should have held it for like another thirty seconds. Yeah, no. you should have. <laughs> yeah. uh, Earth. What about you? What What was some of your your stuff of 2021 uh, that you thought was, was legit? Uh, there was definitely some legit stuff. There were definitely um, there were some letdowns. Uh, I know we said we weren't going to bring it up, but like the Promised ne- Neverland season two really really pooped uh, its pants pretty oof. hard, and that yeah. was a show where you didn't think it could potentially shit the bed like that. But here we are. 
almost now, were in you a manga reader or no? For I now. was not. Um, I've been thinking about so picking it back up. So you're saying this as not a manga reader that it's yes. Superbad. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I hope that's just an objective take that. Even if you um, liked everything up until the last two episodes, what they did to finish off the series was really just a slap in the face to every fan, such as myself. It's and why it's interesting is because the manga readers feel the exact same way. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yep. This this yes. I didn't know. Uh, I mean, well, I have after... my yeah. No, go ahead, Ricky. Oh, you okay? So like, I I have a quick theory as to why my philosophy is why sec uh, the second season actually is. Uh, is so much worse than the first because the dynamic of agency has changed. In the first season, you had the kids, smart as they are, are going up against impossible odds, and because of their teamwork and their ingenuity, they overcame such a strangely, uh, uh, I don't know, insurmountable wall that seemed to be, again, insurmountable from the early episodes of season one. And you have season two, where it seemed like the agency shift, like the shift, shift has the changed. Swift. Yeah, the shift. You know, uh, you have Norm. Mm, I don't want to uh, spoil anything, but the in season two, it seemed that the children have a lot more power in a world that they shouldn't. Right? They're in the demons' mm. domain now. In season two, they shouldn't have as much power to enact these large sweeping plans as they do. So you're no longer getting from season one this like very tense thriller kind of situation. You have more of a uh, <laughs> just like these kids somehow taking down entire cities and and societies. Right? It seems to yeah. be this entire soul sh this soul shift, if you will. Uh, and yeah, and and it's it, it it definitely changes the dynamic in such a way that like it no longer feels engaging. At least the way well, season one put it. Yeah, you know? I honestly would have been okay with all of that because I knew there was a dynamic shift coming um, with them, with, with okay. everything that happened right. at the end of season one. My biggest problem was the was the quality of production that was put into the show. It wasn't the quality of story fell. It wasn't a dynamic change. It was the fact that. Whatever reasons were behind it, that the the quality of just the fucking animation that was put on the screen, hundred percent, hundred percent agree, was just bad. Uh, the pacing was terrible, and the fact that they, it wasn't even just a a pacing issue. They tried to squeeze at least at least twenty four episodes worth of anime into eleven, and Gee, it showed yeah. by the end of it when they were they. It was like yeah, Promise Neverland yeah, yeah, speed yeah. run any percent. Let's just get this over with. Let's go. I love I love that. I love you get that. a slideshow at the end. There were literal scenes where there is a mouth open on a character and words are coming out, but the flaps aren't going. The, it's the like record of like record of Ragnarok shit. Like, yeah, I didn't I yeah, didn't yeah. watch that luckily, but same I didn't watch, watch it yeah. either. Yeah. And it, then it's literally slideshow shit. Yeah. I mean, and then yeah, you get a slideshow and it's like, oh, we met God, but that's not important. I'm like, that's pretty fucking important. You know what I mean? Like we got I don't know, but uh, the year wasn't all bad, honestly. Um, I was very happy to see we got uh, we finally got some more ReZero, which was nice. Yeah. After like four or five years, uh, I wasn't super super hyped on what we got. I mean, it was fine, but um, I was just happy mad, to see it. Mad disagree. Mad disagree. I was so hyped see, with that. And yeah. JD says that too. Um, it's not that I disliked it or anything, and I've I've been honest with myself recently. Um, the the lack of rem inclusion has really fucked with me this season. Who? 
Rem? Uh, don't who? No, no. <laughs> He's doing it. Every, damn it! That gets me every time. I'm like, seriously, you don't know who? What? Come on, dude. Did you watch the show? I'm being a shit. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um, a lot of a lot of sequels this year. Uh, Attack on Titan finally coming mm-hmm. to a close, or uh, kind of well, getting there. Sort of. Sort of coming to a close. The final season, part one and a half. Um, but as far as new anime that came out this year, I feel like we'd be doing this year a disservice if we didn't talk about Odd Taxi. Let's. I, I didn't. Go. Okay, so I I didn't get too far into Odd Taxi. I think I maybe got oh. like three episodes into it. You, and you, Mitch. I could not recommend you finish that more. It Mitch, all wraps please, up in such a beautiful please, bow at the end. Please watch that show all the way. Through. I, I feel like it's it's very much for people who are into like you know thinker pieces of entertainment media. Yep. Even if you're not into anime, I think you should watch On Taxi. Yeah. It's high. Ri- it's ever... high wrinkle content. It's high wrinkle. Yep. Yes. Content. If yes. you've enjoyed a Quentin Tarantino film in any capacity, then Odd Taxi is for you. Okay. Yeah, I think. All right. I mean, yeah, I think I, we need more anime that are like Odd Taxi that are going to come out. They're going to give us a story in 12 episodes or so, and then they're going to say, all right, thank you, have a nice day. We're yes. done. A one I and done it. piece is a one and done piece. It, it, it speaks volumes in the world of a streaming seasonal space. You know, yeah, a one and done and piece it, of content. Yeah. It was beautiful. It knew exactly how much time it had to get done, what it needed to do, everything. Like, every piece of the story tied into it some way. It was like a... I don't like jigsaw puzzles, but I can imagine it gives the same feeling as someone completing a jigsaw puzzle. You just spend so much time with all these seemingly unconnected pieces, and at the end you're like, holy shit, look at this beautiful picture of a bear. Yeah. Well yeah, said. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well said. Well said. There's uh, a lot of there's there's a few parts in the middle of it where you're kind of like man what's it's kind of boring what's going on yeah, what the, what mm-hmm. but going you, on? I yeah, promise yeah. you just get through it it's it's part of it like it's it's great um did you have anything else Earth or um uh, there was some good like sli- slice of life stuff like I really enjoyed Nagatoro this year um because we don't review every like you you people at Anime Summit you guys are nuts you review like ten shows a season. Yeah. We we don't get about that, but um, we review like th- four or five a season, and um, sure. that I I thought that was really cute. I had uh, probably the most fun this year watching Nagatoro. I just really enjoyed it. Okay, uh, Mitch, what are some big things for anime for you this year? Oh, geez. So um, manga wise, I was thoroughly burned by manga this year. Um, I fell in love with uh, some anime or some manga that sadly are uh, no longer being uh, released anymore, and it it hurts me. That's yep. the worst. They canceled I, uh, Red Hood. I was getting really into Red Hood. I was really getting into uh, Candy Flurry. I was really getting into those, and they both got axed. Yeah. Um, I also was getting into um, that martial arts one that was coming out. Uh, uh, Nero. Niru, and that one burned me too. That one got canceled just recently. Um, that the on- sucks. The only I did not one know that the only one that I was reading that was coming out new that's still around is Elusive Samurai. Sure. And uh, either than that, um, anime wise, I was super stoked for the return of Shaman King. Uh, I I grew up watching Shaman King same, when it first aired. Same. Yeah. So I was stoked when they announced that it was coming back. 
Um, Tokyo Revengers, I was digging that when I was yes. watching it. Tokyo uh, Revengers actually was a pretty sweet deal. Uh, I, I liked yes. it. it, it I like, lo- was lukewarm on it, I'll be honest. But I don't okay, like you. Okay, look, I got a problem with time travel. Okay, there are so many rules, and you pick and choose which ones to follow. But those um, rules were well established, and they were well adhered to. And I, I don't know. It just the the mechanic they had was a bit unique. Where you know the the amount of time he spent in the past that that same amount of time he was like in a coma in the present. So like I don't know. He he. I like the way that they did try time travel because it it played to Leiden's film strengths of slice of life and stuff like that, where he had to reconcile with the fact that he was there for some and in the present for others. And I don't know. I can understand why you were lukewarm, but I do respect the way they did time travel in this show. Well, we'll yeah, better. Not the worst time travel I've ever seen. I just have, I have such a high bar for like what I expect out of time travel. And it's, it's really not fair. I just I, I find so many potential plot holes in it that it just it irritates the hell out of me. But uh, yeah, don't Tokyo Avengers <laughs> is quality. I just I'm, I'm yeah. lukewarm on it. Fair, I respect. It's fine, you're just a bitch. It's fine. Well, you know what, Tom? I will try song? to better myself as a person. <laughs> fighting words. So, fighting words. So what are, what are the random anime that I wound up uh, watching, and we were supposed to review it back when uh, Sky was part of talking anime was Shadows House, and oh yeah yeah yeah, um, that was I mean that was an okay anime. It wasn't nothing too over the top crazy. I am kind of interested to see if there maybe is more in the future, but uh, you know I'm not heartbroken if it I don't hear anything else about it. You know. Okay. I mean, other than that, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I've watched like bits and pieces of like random shows and, uh, I mean, sequels, obviously I did my isekai shonen schmuck, uh, duties and watched slime like the good little weeb I am. And, uh, I think the one thing, the one anime I was thoroughly disappointed in because I love me an isekai and then I also love me um, RPG full dive like anime was that fucking shitty uh, dive RPG show that came out. The uh, well, and I gotta get the you title the, for it. Yeah, you're gonna have to help me for that one. I, I don't think I watched full that one. dive. The ultimate next gen full dive RPG is even shittier than real life. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that, it is, uh, that sounds like a basement was, dweller, my man. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say. <laughs> this this Holy is shit. the most generic. Like, may it was like it's like the opposite to um, Sword Art Online, and it's literally okay. so. Yeah. You sit down right. and you watch this, and it is so predictable on what's gonna happen. I mean, there's a couple, like, turns here and there, but other than that, it was, like, the most meh anime I've probably seen from this season. Like, all of 2021 is this full dive. Like, it was just meh. You know? Meh. Meh. So, I have five out of ten. It was, Mm -hmm. and that's being nice, giving it a five out of ten. (laughs) That's a soft five. It's a very soft, flaccid five. Jesus. 
<laughs> it's got whiskey level of five, okay? I, I whiskey kind of level of five. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the biggest things in anime this year for sure were sequels because we got a lot of sequels of we things did, that we yeah. were yeah. waiting for. Um, Yami Shibai 8, World Witches, which is a Strike Witches sequel. We got a World Trigger sequel, and now they're already working on season three. Mm. So, uh, Nanan Biori nonstop. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, I think for me, Tokyo Avengers, uh, Horimiya was a great romance. That's yeah, probably Horimiya my... was okay. I mean, like, I, I was okay watching it. It helped, didn't help that Sky was, like, constantly, like, everyone needs to watch this show. Everyone needs to watch this. You know, it's the greatest thing ever. And it's just like, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know about greatest thing ever, but Sky is absolutely <laughs> right. Everyone should watch it. It's really, I mean... It's, you know, a lot of people will probably hear romance and be like, oh, whatever. But, like, honestly, it's it's so fucking funny. Like, it's... It was really funny. I got to watch I, it I again. It. I was in the wrong mindset when I watched it and didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. Yeah, so. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a romance guy when it comes to watching anime. And I actually sort of enjoyed that. Uh, sure. Horimiya, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also got the fifth season of My Hero, which ended recently. Um... Yeah, had the whole My Villain Academia arc. I know a lot of people didn't like the way they did it because it was different from the manga a tad. Um, we got the anime adaptation to To Your Eternity, which a lot of people loved. I um, Okay, uh, Ethan is not a big fan of that show to the point where we haven't reviewed it, but I like To Your Eternity. It was very thinky, very uh, melancholy in a lot of ways, but it was mm-hmm. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it was definitely, if you're in the mood for something like that, it's it's not for everyone or at all times, but if you're in the mood for some kind of emotional thinky kind of piece, it's it feels like high art, like a little up their own ass a little bit about this, but it, it was good. Uh, I think it was it was highly well done. I'll have to check it out because I'm always down for for thinky melancholy stuff. It was it was pretty good. Like I got about five episodes into it, and like there was the one episode that one episode hit hard it was like whoa did not expect that to see how ha- or to see that happen but yeah it happened so if, if it helps it's made by brainspace who did blood lad and Durarara. um and it's it's well animated well done very artistic very uh, from a story standpoint very cerebral and you know if you, if you like i said it's if you're down for that kind of high thinky art piece then you're gonna i think you're gonna have a good time but Get the tissue box ready because there's some uh, tear jerkers. In yeah, they're the they're sure. okay. Yeah, yeah. Solid. Um, I also think if I had to say some of my favorites, I won't say which is my favorite because I want again, I want to encourage everyone to go listen to each of our individual podcasts when yep. we review this stuff. Um, I obviously Dragon Maid sequel, yes. um, Tokyo Revengers. Yes. yes. Um, I loved Sunny Boy. Um, I love Wonder Egg Priority. Yeah, Wonder Egg was really good. Yeah, okay, how did you feel about the last episode? Because people were mad about the last episode. Is it is it that bad, Sam? I no, it's amazing. It's okay. actually really good. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wasn't mad. It was weird. I liked Wonder Egg, but I, I don't weird. know its source material. But it was weird. It was but a weird. If you anime. kind of like, if you accept the world that you're being brought into, it's one of those shows that mm. you just kind of like. There's a lot of black Don't box. Don't think about it just, too much. Yeah, yeah, right. Like there's there's a lot of things that you just kind of have to write off yeah. as like, yeah, this happened. 
cool. But if you're if you allow yourself to do that a couple times, then the show is very rewarding. So mm. the last episode okay. was weird. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I so the last episode for me personally, and I guess Danny and Kai want to do a podcast on it, like they're fucking uh, planning to doing an extra episode, and they they want me to be on it. Um where we talk about it in depth and I'll save it for that. But I'll just say that I didn't get what I was expecting, but I got something I didn't know I needed. So okay. good. Um, I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Uh, I didn't yeah. come into it. Uh, I had no expectations, but I got something out of it that I'd never expected from the first outset. And then when I got to the last episode, right. I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, but mm. I am here for it. Yeah. 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 Also, I will say this: the, we also, we also got the last season of the the remake of Fruits Basket. Okay, I forgot to bring this up, and I was hoping you were going to. Yes, amazing, yeah, the final. amazing, fucking good, fucking amazing, so good. It's, yeah. I mean, I had never read the manga. I had only my only experience with Fruits Basket was the original anime, which I love. And so, a lot watching this, a lot of the things that were revealed and everything were first for me, and I was like. Holy shit! Like, oh my god, Fun yeah, crazy dude. No, I um, and that's another one where I didn't get what I expected at the end, but it was it felt correct. It was like, okay, yes, thank you. For sure. I also really loved Bokutachi no remake, remake uh, my life or our life, or I think it's called remake our life. And because it, it focuses on on people like us, people who create, you know, whether you're a designer, a drawer, a podcaster, entertainer. Somebody in the oh, interesting. media entertainment industry, you know, it specifically it focuses on uh, a guy who's like he wants to work in uh, game dev animation, and he's dormed with another person who's like an anime artist, uh, and and then a filmmaker. It's really cool. So like, it's really cool watching them. Uh, if you liked, it's like a more kind of. I was gonna say uh, it sounds like a hands off Irmakun. Yeah, uh, it's kind uh, yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Azaken. Sorry, yeah, hands off, yeah, yeah. I call it, yeah. I think is uh, tops, but yeah. Um, Fall season. I don't want to say too much just because like our review is coming up a bit, but I I do. I someone mentioned it earlier. My senpai is annoying. So good. Yes, it's so so funny. It's like it's kind of like an office comedy where. For anyone who's actually listening this deep into the newscast, it's like. This big bulky guy and his and his manager or boss is this tiny chibi like moe chick and it's this wonderful dynamic. The comedy is absolute tops. It's one of those few this year that got me laughing by myself. That's a rare moment. That says that's anime, saying a lot. Yeah, or, or and you know this because everyone every every weeb knows this. Like when you have a show that makes you laugh by yourself with no one else in the room, that is the sign of a funny show and. My Senpai is Annoying for me was that. The timing, the comedy, it's all there. So I yes, love it. Yes, very love good. It. Yeah. I'll have to check but it yeah, out. I yeah, I encourage everyone to listen to our each individual podcast when it comes to this latest season and also yeah. what we believe yeah. to be anime of the year or our favorite animes of the year. Um, but that being said, let's ask a few questions of what we think about anime and manga this year. Oh, sorry. For manga for me this year, it was uh, Tokyo Avengers, Ranger Reject, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen and Undead Unlock. I say that in a manga segment that you heard earlier with Noxie, but just to tell these guys, Ranger Reject is slept on. Hella slept on. And Undead Unlock is 
and uh, along with Jujutsu Kaisen is my current things coming out of jump right now. Like, honestly. And as far as uh, Weekly Shonen Magazine goes, it's Tokyo Avengers. I've been reading it weekly. And the latest Ooh. arc that we're in right now, I believe, is the last going to be the end. Like, Ooh. it's... Uh, yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Started, and I've cried every week for, like, the past, like, seven <laughs> weeks. Like... I started reading... Uh, so, anyone who listens to uh, talking uh, anime, I just started reading um, uh, Ariman. It's one of the it's oh, okay. one of the new mangas that are coming out. It's like one punch okay. one punch man uh uh yakuza oh. demons uh main protagonist wants to be a manga protagonist. That's like his whole like goal in life. And Oh, a Yashiman. Yeah, Yashiman, yeah. That's the one. Okay, yeah. yeah. And then um yeah, that's that's yeah, that Yeah, great. and then I'm also reading uh uh do do ron 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 Oh yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. that yeah. one's like um, fight or samurais go around and slaying uh, uh, mono, uh, monokes, so like giant spirits and stuff like that. It's pretty good. Yeah, Doron Doron. Yeah. Yeah. And th- those are like yeah, yeah, two of the newest ones that I'm reading that are just coming out now. Okay, solid work. Um, what about manga for you guys? You two, you two. I haven't been reading any any current manga. I've actually I'm, just I'm, kind of I'm gotten into manga, manga itself. Yeah. Okay. Like said, so you're a bunch I'm of ma- bitches. Ma- yeah. I'm a I'm manhwa. I like my digital. I like <laughs> okay, wait, well, okay. Wait. So so wait. Give us a give us a rundown of the manhwa that you're that you're reading I, right now. All right. Let's do that. So obviously, so a leveling, the the goat. So in good. my opinion, it's so good. so good. Like the the day it gets adapted is the day I can die happy. Like I and but what's what's scary here is that this IP that I've been scrolling not reading but scrolling is so damn good that anything less than a wit a mappa a bones like uh, no white fox isn't even good enough to do this one like one of the madhouse. one of the greats madhouse madhouse will do it madhouse will do it, madhouse will do it. yeah madhouse will kill it one of the biggies right if anything less than them and not just them but they put their full a team oh, a team no jv league i want varsity animators on this bitch I need them to do that because anything less will make me disappointed. And this, if you want my honest opinion, is why I don't read manga because I don't want to get in love with an IP and then have these insane expectations for it to be animated. So I'd rather it just mm. be seen or given to me. But other than that, would... there is Unor- Unordinary Hero, which is a pretty interesting manhwa about people who have powers, the... Uh, power scaling is very numeric, and uh, you know scaling is very precise. I like that a lot. Um, the beginning of the end. Uh, shout out to Saint in our Discord, who is the one who recommended it to me. Uh, Isekai esque. If you've watched Mishoku Tensei, uh, it's very much that. It's it's almost identically that in some different ways. But you have an Isekai that's a lot more refined than other Isekais, um, and. Uh, that's really the main three, I think, and I'm I'm picking up these ones that are, uh, and I, and I actually started reading some of the manhwas that have been adapted already, like God of High School and Tower of God, to see the differences. And I gotta tell you, there are differences. There are main differences. I mean, there are differences that could have taken a show that kind of failed to a show that could have been a great, and the way that they were adapted, I already don't agree with so 
Um, if you watch God of High School or Tower of God and were just like, these are good or these were bad, doesn't matter. Go read the manhwa. Both of those absolutely slap hard. So you should go read those and understand why the anime didn't quite live up to that. So, sure, um, sure. Yeah. But if anyone who has never read a manhwa ever at all, soul leveling, go do it. Soul leveling is a great soul leveling place to start. is it. It's a great place yeah. to start. It literally, if you look at the rankings on, uh, I forget, Tappy Tunes? Or I forgot what the um, app I, I use. it's Webtoon. To, Webtoons, yeah. You literally will see it has three times the amount of like upvotes or stars as the next one down. And there is a reason for that. And that's yeah. why you should start with that one. That's my case. Um I also believe like Studio Colorado or Cloverworks could do like their A team could do very good soul leveling adaptation. Uh, but okay. I will say that yeah, a, yeah. I will say that a slept on manhwa that I personally love that I totally never bring up and I don't know why. I always forget about it. Probably because I'm a few chapters <laughs> behind and when I say yeah. a few I mean like ten or so. Sure. Um but burn burning effect. Really Ooh. cool. Yes, yeah, someone actually wrecked that one to me. I have not touched it. I, I'd be down to do so, but yeah. Yes, the the art style is like kind of simple, but it like works, and it's it's mostly black and white with few dabs of color here and there, but it is pretty fucking cool. And it's just straight up, uh, who's the toughest in a fight kind yeah. of story, but it's still fucking sick. Like it looked very it looked very bare bones fist fighting, like no powers or anything. It's like fist fight. Yeah, the 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 power is. If there is any power, it's like in your body. It's not like yes. There's yeah, not really yeah, yeah. key blast or anything like that. But right, yeah, right. it's fucking crazy. Um. Okay, dude. Let's 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 look at our reflection questions. Um. Uh. So that's basically what we thought of anime this year. Okay. Um. I think. Uh. I think some of the big things like Super Crooks being adapted into an anime is cool. Like that's an American property that got adapted into. Uh. You know, well, Mark Millar is absolutely rock hard for that show. He's Scottish, but like, I mean, I think he publishes stuff here in North America. But well, he 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 nailed the like the uh, Western Hemisphere's perception of superhero genre and clout absolutely very very well, and did so so well that he subverted it to make it a villain centric show in a way that made it feel. Like it nestled in with the boys, invincible stuff like that, you know. So I'm, I'm here for it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, what do we think of this year compared to previous years in anime? I'm gonna tell you right now, just to give my answer short and sweet. I thought it was amazing. We got some amazing things in 2020, um, given the fact that it was the pandemic Lovato, you know, but like. We got some amazing things in 2020, and I didn't think 2021 was going to top it too much, and it did, if not just as much. You know what I mean? So that's just what I think. I don't know what you guys think, but uh, what do we think compared to 2020? Smoother. I think without a doubt, smoother. Um, it took us a little while to, like you said, get used to the uh, the pandemic, but uh, <laughs> I feel like studios have at least got... A, better idea of how to keep the production line going now so we don't have to kind of hold our breath and wonder if if anime x is still being released in the spring or if it's going to be pushed back so uh definitely more normalcy this year without a doubt good answer good answer I good feel that. good answer yeah. good answer yeah. 
<laughs> what about uh, what about you, uh, Mitch? I, I again, I'm I'm with uh, Earthworm on this one. Just we just it was a solid, you know, uh, you know our setbacks and everything else. But other than that, everything's been going out smooth. You know, we've gotten some good, you know, anime, some good manga and stuff like that. And hopefully, you know, it just the trend keeps going. You know, hopefully the okay. COVID or the you know conven- uh, convenience of our issues are gone, but you know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rick? I, I get a bit of a bit of a hotter take, but not in a bad way. Um, I think this year has been one of the best years for anime since 2016. That's the year we had an Attack on Titan and One Punch Man season one, and Mob Psycho season one at the end. Uh, I think it might have been the end of that year or in 2017, but. Um, and I think that's all due to the winter season of this year. If you go back and look, because we've, me and Ethan have reviewed every season, um, or sorry, previewed every season. Uh, this year has had some absolutely stellar anime, and it really owes itself a lot to the first season of this year, winter 2021. And thanks to that, and some good showings in the rest of the seasons, obviously, uh, like Dragon Maid, and I'm not going to stop talking about it. But to me, this is one of the most iconic years of anime since 2016. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and, I think and maybe, I'm with that a little bit, yeah. And I know in in the interim between them, like between 2016 and now, Q happened. I know some iconic shit happened in the middle, but... Uh, I don't know. I just think that this is one of the most densely good years of anime in the last five years. Okay. I dig it. I dig that answer, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, What do we think is going to be popular in 2022? What do we think is going to be huge? I think I know earlier somebody said Chainsaw Man, Rick. We're Chainsaw talking about. Yeah, Man. Chainsaw Man, if they oh, do it yeah. even close to right, it's going to blow the doors off the anime community. Right, and yeah, and obviously the the trailer we got was just a trailer, right? So they could have animated the what they animated for just that, so it could be different in what we see in the final product. But the trailer was amazing, um, if anything. But I I do agree. I think Chainsaw Man, the final season of Attack on Titan, which I'm I finished the manga, so I know what happens. Um, I don't know if the anime is going to do it the same or not. I think they are, and that's why they delayed it the way they did. Um, but yeah, I think Attack on Titan is going to be huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Tokyo Revengers season two, which I don't know if they formally announced yet, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be a season two um, in 2022. Obviously, I mean it was wildly popular as a manga, and even more so now as an anime. Um, the sixth season of My Hero obviously is going to happen in 2022 sometime. Yeah, um, I actually I actually want to mention something on that. Um, that. Sure, go I, ahead. That's one. That's one of the few mangas I've been reading and keeping up with. And I think the arc they're going into, season six, it may even be season seven. That may happen at the end of the year if they keep the, to their release schedule. They seem to be doing two seasons a year. Um, next year could be a good year for my my Hero Academia. And I've actually been burned on my own show for saying that in the past and resulting in some lackluster seasons, but. I think my hero is gonna, it's gonna pop off in in the next couple 
of seasons, so that would mean 2022 is a uh, it's going to be a good year for my hero, hopefully. But and yeah, we're we're entering an arc that was a huge arc last year in the yeah. magazine. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's very true. Yes. Um, what about you guys? Let's start with uh, let's start with Earth. Um, uh, nothing super specific, but recently in anime, I've been seeing a lot of, um, like, uh, Ricky will attest to, I'm, I'm not a big CGI guy, but in some of the recent animes that have come out, they've, uh, just studios have gotten so much better at blending CGI with the classic, uh, 2D art style. Sure, and sure. I'm really looking <laughs> forward to see where that happens, because, I don't know, like, JoJo's Part 6, um, the first core that just dropped. Some of the CGI was iffy, but there were some scenes uh, that were just absolutely outstanding. And if we can, if studios can find a way to seamlessly blend uh, old style animation with fucking computer generated images, I, I my, my problem with CGI is really going to start going out the window because it, it's just some of the things we've seen are, are really promising. And I'm excited. I'm excited to finally not have that jarring that jarring art style difference because studios are going to use CGI. So let's, let's just get it right. And, as, and I agree with you. I'm not as optimistic you. as you. <laughs> I, well, I, Jojo's really, I mean, there were some scenes that were iffy, but the, like some of the stands that they had looked so nice. It, it I don't know. It, it made me go, okay, I'm not mad that these are CGI. And that's a big step for me. And I agree with you. I think Beastars was done really well. Um, Two other anime that I forgot to mention in my 2021 answer earlier was uh, Super Cub and Dinosaurion. Um I thought the CG in both of those were re- really well blended with the 2D. Um, the transformation scenes in Dinosaurion were amazing. Not only, I mean, not only do I love the Gridman universe as a whole, but I mean, just Dinosaurion was so fucking sick. I just is like, you know, the fact that it focused on not a Grid Knight or Grid Agent, and that it focused on a Zenon. And then, therefore, you have to have all these crazy transformation scenes. It was done so done so well, you know. And um, yeah, dude, I think Godzilla SP was another one that had a lot of CG in it that uh, a lot of people said was pretty decent. So yeah, I, I'm with that. I agree with that for sure. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna do it anyway, you might as well just find a way to do it so it's not jarring. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what about you, Mitch? What do you think about 2022? Um, one of the things I'm like super excited for in uh, th- uh, the next year is uh, the new Dragon Ball Super movie that's going to be coming out. That's right. Okay. Totally forgot to mention yeah, that. Uh, oh, Drag- so Dragon right. Ball speaking Super. Of speed, speaking of, speaking of CG. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be all yeah. like CG style. It looks, the commercials I've seen, like it looks like it's going to be interesting. So the little quick teaser we got and then yeah. the and then yeah like, um, I, i'm i'm excited to see like some of the stuff coming out i mean demon slayer i'm so stoked to see more of season two and see how far they're gonna go with the, the new yeah. season and everything else and then yeah with the red light arc or the red light district arc or whatever it's called mm. yeah i think it's the yeah. entertainment district Sorry, yeah. Entertainment District. Yeah. No, no, but I kind of want it to be the Red Light District. That'd be pretty. That'd be kind of fun. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Ricky just horny on Maine all the time. Hey, what? Uh, hey, hold on now. <laughs> not all the time. Just most of you know? the time. Not, not all. The just time. a couple of times. A little bit. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying what. I... <laughs> right. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, no, nothing else really. Str- I'm I'm looking at what is like winter 2022 right now, and nothing else is really striking my fancy. Okay. Well, we got more Kaguya Sama coming in spring. I, I mean, I'm pretty yeah, hyped about I, that. Yeah. I I gotta yeah, finish. I gotta finish yeah. up season two before I get on to that uh, new season when it comes out. What about you, Rick? What about 2022? What are you seeing? So uh, Tab- spring 2022. The only thing I know is slated is more yes hero season two yes Ooh, okay i can get down i want to see where it goes i don't know if it's going to be good but i want to see what they do with it hey man if i'm a raftalia stan i i can't help it she's cute as fuck and yep and uh you know now fumi is a great isekai mc he subverts the whole game and i'm into that and it is it, it has been confirmed for april 2022 and uh, I, I'm not even looking at. I should be looking at this, but this the only thing I know is coming because I'm such a huge Shield Hero guy. So, yeah, that's the one thing I'm really excited about seeing because um, that one I, I said on air. It's a breath of fresh air in the Isekai genre, and I want to see where it goes. I'm excited for it. Um. Okay. I'm looking at the Mal 2022 page right now, and I'm just gonna kind of. And you guys go ahead and throw in commentary. I'm just going to kind of list off some things. Yeah. Just things that we didn't mention in the new section that I think are going to be big. Um, obviously, the end of Attack on Titan. Um, True. Uh, Kumetsu no Yaiba, Demon Slayer, the second part of it, is going to be in winter 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the third season of Takagi-san. A lot of people are excited about that. Um, I personally think that show sucks. Uh <laughs> Sasaki Tomiyano, which we mentioned earlier. Orient looks okay. I don't know. Um, I'm really excited for Akaibi-chan no Sailor Fuku by Studio Cloverworks. Um, it's about this girl who lives in a country, and she won- She wins entrance into Robai Academy Middle School for Girls. And uh, it's just supposed to be like kind of a, a coming-of-age kind of thing. And it just the animation looks tops. looks amazing. Uh, what else we got? Freaking... Tribe Nine, I mentioned earlier that I was excited for that one, um, and obviously, you know, not everything is on here because they add more as they, you know, uh, things start coming out and airing and getting announced or whatever. There's also the second season of uh, Reki Gai Koi no Ochita, which is like the the love, yeah. the love science one where they try and yeah, figure yeah, out yeah, love, yeah. you know. Okay, um, I'm in. Kaguya-sama, like you guys mentioned, Shield Hero. Mm-hmm. I think those are going to be big. Um, we're also getting, uh, a lot of sports, new sports stuff. We're getting, we're finally getting blue period, um, or not blue period, blue lock. Blue period is the one airing this season. Blue lock is the soccer one that where the manga is really good. That is in weekly shown in magazine. I believe you said soccer. Uh, I right? think, yeah, soccer. Like, like yeah. It's, a, it's a sports. An- okay. You know what? I'm going to actually be down for that. Blue lock. Yeah. I'll it. All right. Um, Let's see. Oh, that's that looks like a big titty. What is that? Okay, uh, I won't see. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell me what it is. Yeah, tell me what that is. Tell me what it is. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's huh? called. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's called Otome Game Sekaiwa Mob Ni Kibishi Sekaidis. And it's written I don't know down. what it's about. All right, cool. No, we're no. no, 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 no <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. Just, just keep um, it. On, just keep we, it down. It's all good. We have another anime coming out by Wit Studio called Bubble, which looks really cool. 
Um, Tiger and Bunny season two, I think is going to be really sick. Um, and that's going to be a Netflix. Um, we are getting an OVA to, uh, Moriarty, the Patriot as well. Um, yes. I do. Oh. I am. Hell yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Moriarty, the Patriot. It, I started watching it cause Ethan binged it and he wouldn't shut up about it. So I started watching it and I'm actually kind of hooked on it. So it's that that's a slapper. I mean, I'm always big into the kind of the, um, big brainy kind of thing it's like a big i wouldn't call it heisty but it definitely is more you know mystery kind of thing so i'm I'm into it hell yeah um we are going to be getting uh season three this year or next year as well of shield hero <gasps> and uh holy shit yeah i guess they already have that on here in, in it the was later slated, section. It, it did get confirmed for two seasons right wow. after season one Jeez. I did. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, okay. it was already me- immediately slated. So I didn't realize Crazy. that. Yeah, I didn't realize that the season three was going to come out in 2022 as well. So again, to my point, Shield Hero 2022 big year. Let's go. Made in Abyss Retsujitsu no Ogan Kyo, which is after the um, third movie events. Uh, Mob Psycho 103, Data Life ah, 4. I'm ready for oh, Mob Psycho. Psycho. Be so good. Mob Psycho, yeah. I Mob called Psycho's it my favorite, one of my favorite animes, 20, 2019, season two. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite animes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, is Gosh, it Ron DePay Girls Machi. in the Dungeon 4? I'm, and I'm, Vinland I'm, Saga season two? That's yes. going to be hype. Yes. Farming Simulator, let's go. Let- <laughs> <laughs> let's fucking go. Yeah, dude. Um, and also, there's there's a few Overlord others. Overlord uh, season four, the, from the looks of it, that's gonna be dope. Overlord season four. Um, I burnt out. Freaking, I'm done. And of course, the anime adaptation of Oh Tanya Saga of Evil season two, All and right, the animated uh, adaptation, which is gonna be four episodes on Adult Swim, which got delayed till 2022. What uh, of of Uzumaki. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. They're they're actually adapting Junji Ito in a, in an actually uh, well done way. I'm really yeah. excited to see that. I mean, I've read Rizumaki like four times. I love I love that manga. Yeah. Who hasn't read Junji? It's, it's great. Yeah, Goblin it's Slayer great. season two is gonna happen. Um, that's pretty dope. Yep. Yeah. Um, Chainsaw mm. Man probably is going to be the biggest thing. I yeah, think. more I than likely, it's probably going to be the big yeah. thing. Yeah, it, 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 it feels. Yeah, it's no mystery to anybody. It's it's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. Like I just feel like by now, after me talking about it for so long, and I mean <laughs> whoever else has read it, like it's it, you got to read it by now. Or if you want to wait for the anime, wait for the anime. But it's going to be huge, I think. So, uh. That being said, I think I think this year was pretty good. You know, we had a couple of different things. We had the fucking live action combo bebop. We had yeah. uh, people recovering from the pandemic. You know, KyoAni is trying to get back on the horse with uh, Dragon Maid season two, and they're recovering still. I think recently, what I heard is they're finally in talks about how they are going to deal with the funeral for. And for the funerals for a lot of loved ones still, like, and how they're going to uh, try and pitch in for that, yeah. aside from everyone's money that we donated in 2020 when it happened, yeah. or 2019 now, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was oh, like my. right at the end of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is crazy. So I'm glad they're recovering. I'm glad they're on the up. 
Um, a lot of great adaptations of great manga premiered this year. And I mean, and, and I've said it before, and I'm pretty sure these, my boys have said it on their podcasts as well, is that, you know, for the next couple of years or so, we're just going to get a lot of sequels because a lot of things happened in 2020. A lot of great anime has come out in the last couple of years that are just, we want to see more of, you know, a lot of great manga are getting adaptations quicker. You know, it's yeah. no longer a universe in which we get an anime adaptation of a manga a couple of years later. We're getting these quick, you know, yeah. um, Chainsaw so, Man yeah. only ended last year. So we're getting them so quick. We're getting them so quick that like the seasonals will catch up and like, they'll have to wait. That's how quick it is. Yeah. Is that they literally catch yeah. up to the actual, um, mangakas that are actually writing these things and they'll be like oh shit it's like the george R. R. martin syndrome where <laughs> the show itself will catch up to the people writing the thing and then they'll have to like wait or adapt their own stuff so i i, I which, love that yeah oh which we saw it. with promise neverland and look what happened you know but yeah, we also saw it yeah. we saw it with chainsaw man and then they ended up going oh just kidding this isn't the final season we're gonna have another part and you know um yeah, I mean, I'm, as I'm the last season was airing, the manga ended. So yeah, I'm glad they waited. That's the point. Well, well, not yeah. Promise Neverland, but they clearly didn't wait, and here we are. But I'm but glad. For Attack, but for Attack on Titan, yeah. Yes, yes, yes <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Um, but that being said, that's all we got. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this kind of hodgepodge of anime discussion about the look back on the year and things like that. One more time. Uh, where can we find you guys, starting with uh, Ricky? Yep, you can find the Webology Podcast anywhere you get your podcast fix. You're literally listening to this right now, so you're literally on one of the platforms that you can definitely listen to this to. Um, hit us up on YouTube. Um, like, comment, subscribe. I know I've been kind of slacking on getting the recent ones up, but that will happen soon, and it'll be a windfall of, of videos for you guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, come over and come to class. Okay, Earth. Okay, um, pretty much the same thing as what Ricky said. Uh, you're listening to a podcast. You're obviously using some sort of app to do that. Hit that search bar. Look for Anime Brothers. Uh, we should be on all podcasts. Uh, we got some cool episodes. We got a couple episodes with Sam. We got a couple episodes with Danny. We had Nick way back uh, in the day. So if you like the Summit Squad, then come hear their thoughts and some different stuff over with us, me and JD. New episodes every Monday. And um, Mitch. as the other two uh, fellow guests have said, um, you can find my show uh, talking anime on uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, we try to put out our episodes every Thursday. Um, it usually comes down to when I have finished editing and dropping them. Um, uh, D&D podcast. Uh, we're going to be starting up uh, hopefully very soon. Uh, that's Slam Play on all podcast platforms. And, of course, you can check out uh, our past uploads of some older things we have. And if you're curious on just knowing what's up with what I'm doing, it's uh, the Great White Weeb on uh, basically Twitter and Instagram. That's where I uh, post whenever something comes out podcast-wise, all that fun stuff. Hell yeah, and uh, I didn't even do this in the middle of the show because I fucking forgot I was having too much fun. But uh, <laughs> yeah, links.animesummit.net is where you can find everything, and I highly encourage you to join the Discord. It's my favorite link on that, uh, the link tree. 
Um, of course, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash anime summit. Um, you get exclusive podcasts, exclusive content, and uh, you get access to our Discord channel with just patrons. We talk shit about everyone else. Um, hmm. just, not really, but you know. Um, but yes, I highly encourage you to also go listen to Weebologists, Anime Brothers, and Talking Anime, and Project Manga. And I'm glad that you guys were able to help me with this today and do this uh, kind of end of the year newscast special. If you guys think I should do this next year too, let me know. I would love to do it because it's really fun. You know, I can get uh, uh, next time. Maybe I'll get the other anime brother. I'll get another, I'll get the other weebologist, Ethan, and I'll, I'll get uh, someone else from talking anime yeah. and, you know, maybe just tell Noxie uh, to get out of here. I don't know. <laughs> sucks. So after, after the episode, you're trying to replace all three of That's us. That's great. All, all great. Already. Yeah, great. I see, I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Feel the love. Yeah, Feel fuck you love. guys. You're like JD better than me. I should just quit yeah. the podcast and live in a box under under maybe, the bridge. Maybe it's I fine. should just go <laughs> to a band down by the river. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you right now, Ethan does not have this bear. Tent, so here we are. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite memory of Ethan is when we did AnitubeCon. Yes. And Ethan was in the, the closing ceremonies, but he was the only white guy there. <laughs> yeah. And it was really yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about that. He's like, dude, I think every anime reviewer on YouTube or any otherwise is black. I'm like, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. yeah. Maybe. Actually, maybe. We need more. We need more Mexican and Asian people like me on there. Yeah, More Mexicans. Mexicans, yeah. do it, <laughs> guys. Step up. You got to represent. Yeah. <laughs> step up. yeah. Calling all Mexicans. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I guess I I fucking love you guys. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on with me and doing well, this with me. Too, so. like, yeah. Of course, anytime. Yeah, no. Literally, literally you just anytime. hit me up, and I will definitely yeah, come dude. on again. Let's do it. Let's do it. That being said. I hope to bring the newscast back in 2022 with a new release date. I will let you guys know when that is. Until then, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. That being said, I've been Sam. That's Rick, the Weebologist. Earthworm from Anime Brothers. And uh, Mitch from Talking Anime. And this has been the Anime Summit Newscast Special Edition Deluxe. Uh, I like. Uh, uh, can five. I get mine with uh, uh, part fries, two. please? Track and, uh, five. Wedge Coke. Yeah. Re. Yeah, pickles. Yeah. Redux. Pickles on the side. Extra mayo. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> Five. sized How much is it for a supersized? Re-edition. Uh, the more live, than, the live more action. Than, more than normal. Yeah. The final. <laughs> and, until the next one. Deuces, everybody. Deuces, Later. everybody. <laughs> Rick is like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I am so drunk. I, I'm, so, I am wasted right now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>